Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. lovers, beer drinkers, get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters, it's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Good afternoon, boys and girls. Welcome to the Sunday session on the Brewing Network and a great show planned for you today. We got a lot of guests in the studio, replacements for brewcasters that aren't here. Everyone's on vacation and, uh, we have a great crew of replacements. Those bastards. Chris Graham, you're Doc today. You're Doc Graham. I better go get some more beer quick. <laughs> yeah, you already don't sound like Doc. First of all, you're here on time. <laughs> Strike one. Yeah. Uh, Sober. Strike two. Yes. And you drove up in a fuel-efficient vehicle. Strike three. (laughs) You are out, Chris Graham. Uh, Chris Graham filling in for Doc today. Sean O'Sullivan, uh, fashionably late as always. He'll be filling in for JP. Uh, Sully was a bit offended because I called him and I was like, hey... um, you know, he's a, Sully's a great brewer. He's been doing this for years. He's got medals, uh, the whole bit. And I call him and go, hey, I need you to be funny like JP for a week. Can you come do the show? I don't, I don't need him, I don't ask him to come and give me beer information or I don't give him any respect for what he's done in the industry. I just tell him he has to sit here and be funny. Well, then I feel pretty honored then that I'm being Doc, yeah, not JP. You should. Uh, and, uh, don't tell. Don't tell Sully that I asked you to be Doc. And <laughs> <laughs> so he was a little offended, but I think he's over it. Maybe you can't be funny. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Maybe very, you're the one who true. should be insulted. <laughs> I'll have another beer for that one. Yeah. So uh, a lot of go- a lot of things going on today. We've got uh, the White Brothers hanging out with us, both uh, Chris White and Mike White, back in the studio again. Love it when you guys come to town. Great to be back. I don't like doing the phone-ins with you guys. No. It's not as fun. It's just never the same. Nice beat here. <laughs> it's good to have. Because you, you guys pause too much to do the phone-ins. Like Mike White, he's a very thoughtful speaker. And in radio, that to me, that equals like eight seconds of uh, silence. I'll need a minute to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like having you guys in the studio so I can throw things at you in your in your thoughtful moments. And you put a beer in front of us. Yeah, that makes yeah. it more fun. Well, oh, you guys yeah. actually brought me beer this time, oh, which was cool. Yeah. Nice. 
You guys were drinking a little bit of Shat's homebrew. Hey, Shat, Chris Graham poured out your glass of homebrew. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Hose uh, <laughs> Clamp Brown? Yeah. Come on. Hose Clamp Brown. With a Brown. name like that, I it just is. couldn't drink it. It's a nice dark ale. Do you know the story of the Hose Clamp Brown? I do not. It's your fault. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the false bottom in the bottom of my igloo, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it was just a mistake on the one that I got or if you guys don't do it. There was no Hose Clamps from the hose to the spout to the uh, false bottom. You know I'm talking about? It's just yeah. put on there. Yeah. So so chat's in there. Uh, now that we batch sparge instead of fly sparge, you have to... Stirring you know, the hell out you of gotta it. you got to stir the crap Hitting out the of bottom it. bottom up. And it came disconnected. And uh, we, we spent, what, three hours trying oh, to get that wort out mess. of there. Just well, a mess. In the future, just pour it out into another vessel, hook that up, we put d- it back in, rest 15 minutes, and you're done. Well... You know, in our defense, we did do that. It just took us three hours to figure out that that's what we should do. Exactly. <laughs> Don't blame the equipment. Call Chris. <laughs> so now there's hose clamps on it, though. For sure. That's why it's shit. And they're tight. Hose clamp brown. Uh, all right, so we're going to be talking east with these guys. We're going to be talking about the Siebel class that both uh, Chris White and Chris Graham just went and, and taught out there. Uh, i got a lot of things to talk about, and it's going to be the no fun show. I don't want anybody having any fun today. Perfect. I don't want any laughing, uh, over overly laughing, no fun, no messing around. The listeners got really upset with me this week. Everybody's very serious about their beer this time of year, apparently, and there's a whole uproar in the forum. Justin, can we put on a pot of coffee? <laughs> yes, we're going to need coffee, okay. and I want straight faces at everybody. I'm glad uh, this is non-alcoholic beer. Yes, I'm giving everyone O'Doul's for the rest of the show. Mike White, especially you. No dicking around out of Mike White. I'm having apple juice. <laughs> That's all that he'll be drinking That's all today. I ever drink. Yeah, there's this whole thing. People are concerned that we've been messing around too much. Mm. And they're concerned uh, that, uh, that I'm going to be turning off sponsors. I think it's fascinating that... Uh, all of my major sponsors will actually be in the studio today, <laughs> dicking around with us. Uh, there's a couple other sponsors out there that won't be here. Northern Brewer, although I'm sure they'd love to come in the studio we and mess call around them with up us and dick around with them. Too. Yeah, we'll do. And I'm sure they'd love it. But yeah, people were very concerned. I think the sponsors won't be happy. And I'm like, okay, they're all going to be in the studio Sunday, so we'll find out yeah. how we, serious they want to be. Yeah. We 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 want 100% seriousness here. Okay. There's no laughter. Okay. And Chris, if you start laughing, mm-hmm. I'm going to take your. Sp- Spot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, now which one is yeah, really the question. <laughs> Either one of you. Because Mike I, White's good at the straight-faced uh, humor, too, so yeah. he can be funny without actually even cracking a smile. Let's see. Whichever Chris I can get out of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all business today. So much so, Chris White, I want you to put me to sleep with your yeast information. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> I, I know you have it in you. No, yeah. it depends. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> Give me a calculator. Yeah. And we'll start... Punching some numbers. This is not going to be the It Depends show either, Chris White. You have to you give... You want a real answer? Oh, we, have you have to to the, give, we have to go to the bathroom this time? Yes. <laughs> I want definitive answers out of everybody, and uh, and no fun. Sully's just coming into the studio now. Sully, no fun today. It's a very serious program. Tired. He's tired, so he's, he's tired. perfect. He's all set for the no fun mad. show. We have a, do we have a caller, Shat? All right, go ahead and hang it up. It's... Uh, Steph, you know how to do it. Steffi's just getting here. She's going to run the uh, chat room for us. Chat doesn't know what he's doing. Sorry. Bub, what's happening, brother? Thanks. Yeah, I know. I had to listen all like in a tin can there. It was kind of kind of crappy. I, I want you guys to be absolutely serious and sober tonight. Okay. <laughs> all right. He's going to be very serious. I was thinking of sponsoring you, but that went all to hell with the last two shows. <laughs> it did. Okay. So you're one and of those sponsors that we turned off. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, okay. You know, I, if we need to send Oz out there to start whooping some keister, okay, uh, we'll do that. No, I, I want, point I want you taken. Be, I want you to be circumspect. Yes. And um, and clean in thought. Okay. And remember to respect the beer. I think we had this discussion a few weeks ago. I'm gonna respect the beer. To respect the beer. I'm not even gonna say fuck today. That's the only fuck I'm gonna say. If I say fuck again today, <laughs> fuck that. Then they, they will. We'll have gone downhill. So Ram, very serious. Watch it. Okay. I'm watching you. I'm All right. right. Thank you, Bub. All right. Bye. Cheers. Eight 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 four zero one beer. That's our number. If you'd like to participate in the serious show today, you can call us. Sully, you look like hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've been going strong for three weeks. Man, do you look <clears throat> in shambles? I just woke up. Did you? Were you up all night and then? Uh, we, well, we won the IPA thing last night. Yeah, this yeah. was awesome. The microphones all left up. The Bistro um. IPA Festival, their tenth annual. Sully's IPA yeah. took gold. Yeah, nice. it was exciting. It was congratulations. Great. It Thank was you. really very. I was so stoked for you, man. Yeah, it, was, it was great. It was good to see. Um, and uh, you know, after I did a beer dinner with Bruce Patton last night, at the Cathedral yeah. Hill. I was out of my freaking mind. I have to apologize to everybody there. <laughs> I don't think you have to. I was. Shat and I crashed the dinner. Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we crashed the dinner, and um, I, 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 my fault, Steffi, not yours. You're good. Oh, did we hang up on him? Nope, you got him. I just okay. did a weird thing with the mixer there. Okay, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah it, but you you were in rare form. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't lie. I had to get up there and talk about my beer. I mean, I, I'm never getting invited back to these things. There's no, <laughs> absolutely no freaking way. I, I, I just got up there and said, I, I, I got to apologize. I'm out of my freaking mind right now. The, the whole problem with that was we were only supposed to stay at the bistro for like an hour. We, yeah. we, we had this great plan for the day, and then Vic, the owner of the bistro, pulled me aside. He goes, he's like, you can't leave. Yeah. I'm like, no, we got to get to the center. He goes, no, you can't leave. You have to be here for the awards. Well, then he goes, well, your boy won gold. I yeah. Like, oh. So you had to keep him there. Well, I told him. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, so you knew even before they announced it then, Sully. You I had, had to. to. No, you know what? I'm going to pretend like I didn't. Stephanie just kept me there. What's going on with this microphone? <laughs> What's wrong with it? This no, is pretty fun for the like, hungover guy. Yeah, it's like limp. <laughs> oh. Okay. I did that on purpose for you. <laughs> gave mess with me right now. Gave the old guy the limp microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's very serious. Get some Viagra here. <laughs> Stephanie, where are my pills? Um, because you often, you, you know, the phrase pull a Sully, everybody knows yeah. that. It means you just disappear. So they had to tell you in advance just to keep well, you there. Well, we had, I mean, uh, okay, just to back up a little bit. Okay, I got a little energy right now. Um, Good. So what happened is that we were at the event. We are going to be there for an hour. We are going to take off, and then they pull, you pulled Stephanie aside, and they told her the good news and all that. So we had to hang out. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, and then you know, you're, you're hanging out. What are you going to do when you hang out at the bistro? You drink IPA. Yeah, so, of course. Uh, so we actually met a listener there, Augustina Baruna. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, is that right? Yeah, he oh, was there. Oh, we met him there. Yeah, he nice. was there. Was he, a, was he a nutball? No, he was great. He was a good guy. He was cool. nice. He was uh, had a lot of calm. He was wearing a shirt. Ah, he had yeah. to be an army shirt on. Yeah. And then uh, after that, we ran out to the bistro. I oh, no, no, we ran out to the city. The, excuse me. We went to the tour, but we decided to go to the tour before my dinner. <laughs> like that was a great idea, you know, because really? I was like, we just got to go there because everybody's going to be there and blah blah blah. Yeah. So we showed up. We were there for like an hour, and then we, I showed up late to my dinner, of course. And uh, <laughs> so and then you. I just and then we left in there. early. There were a lot of people. There was like 65, 70 people there. So. There was a lot of people, and there, there was, was a, a good dinner at our table. The table we crashed. There was a tank deer, a listener of ours. He had a BN Army shirt on. Ah. He was at the dinner. Him and his. Uh, Wife, I think, maybe his girlfriend. I'm not sure, um, but yeah. So you kept, you know, you have when you do these beer dinners, the beer chef does it. He's been on our show before. It's yeah. B 
beer-chef.com. He does these beer dinners all the time, and what with each course he pairs a different beer, and he has the 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 brewer uh, get up there and talk about the beer <laughs> to go with it. So Sully had to get up and 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 do these talks every time a new course came out. Yeah. And as it, as it went forward, uh, yeah, you were having fun up there. You know, I I, I got to say, I don't even remember it. You don't that stuff. You uh, know what I started wondering? I wonder if uh, Nico gets upset with you, like because you guys are partners in this yeah. thing. Does well, he kind of look at you and go, "Man, I wish you wouldn't have stopped at the tornado first? Well, he probably didn't say that. He probably said, "I wish you'd stop talking right now." <laughs> no, he, he was at my table and he just kind of kept putting his head down. He goes, "Adrian or so Stephanie." He goes, "What's how how many beers did you guys have?" Yeah, and I said. Why don't you go up there? He goes, uh, uh, uh no. So what ha- ended up happening, I, I think, you know, and of course you're kind of drunk already. You know, that little chip in your head doesn't go, hey, I shouldn't be up here right now. Yeah. That little chip in your head says, hey, I'm going to keep talking because I'm doing great. Right. <laughs> right. I'm killing up there. <laughs> Look at me. Look at it. Look at them. They're all laughing, having a great time. Everybody had a great time. The food was really good, uh, really of what I remember. And uh, yeah. and people were having, a, it was, you know, a lot of fun. So we had the watermelon funk there, which was nice. That was awesome. very That was that beer that I did with Vinny up at the Russian River where we took six gallons of watermelon and funkified it uh, two years ago. So and they also served it at the Tornado. So we went to the Tornado after that, and that was just yeah. more <laughs> chaos. Yeah, I ended up getting to the Tornado late. You guys were already gone, yeah. which is probably a good thing. It was. It was. You must have been just a mess. At yeah, the I had. We had a burrito and hung out for a while before we got out of there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get there till like midnight. We went and saw a Cold Hot Crash play. Oh, so wait, did uh, I? St- did we? Were you there at the bistro or at the tornado when we got there? Uh, when no, you were there? no, not at all. We did not see each other after the dinner. Okay, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so okay, back on track. Yeah, we need to be serious, and re- so we respected beer all night yesterday. We did. We had, didn't have any fun with it, and we're it was awful. I had a miserable day, and uh, today we're going to continue the misery. And be very serious about. So you guys, I, we just j- jumped in here. You've been talking about that whole thing that happened in the forum. Yeah. Well, I was saying, Sully, that it, you know people are worried that uh, our dicking around is going. I mean, messing around is going to uh, turn <laughs> off our sponsors. And I was like, it's really interesting that like eighty percent of my sponsors are sitting in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, this is actually an intervention. Uh, uh, we yeah, like say this to, to, you. to you. You guys are here to make Otherwise, me serious. And Chris and I wanted to talk to you about that. We'd like to clean the show up. Okay, <laughs> for nice. the youth market. Chris Graham, though, he he's allowed to do anything he wants with the show. If he tells me to mess around more, I have to do it. He's our longest-running sponsor, and uh, he trumps all of you guys. Sweet. Well, when are we doing the saying. swimsuit show, then? <laughs> he's naked right now. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't even wear pants to the show anymore. <laughs> That's JP's role. <laughs> he's over there. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to have everybody in the studio. This is going to be a lot of fun today, in a not-very-fun kind of way. <laughs> And um, we got a lot to talk about. So we're going to be doing that. Just hang in there with us. We're going to be talking all kinds of things yeast with uh, Chris White and some interesting things that we haven't covered in the last couple of shows we're going to do today. We're going to talk about some infection issues. Um, the last time you were here, people were really concerned about how to count yeast. And you've got some new information about that and some helpful tips. We're going to do all of that with you guys today. Uh, Sully is here to be funny. <laughs> I love the fact that I'm like a professional brewer yes. for, what, 16 years now. And I you said, yeah, I I need you to come on the show and be funny because uh, JP's not going to be here. Yeah, I didn't want <laughs> any right, information. Great. I'm like, <laughs> you're like a dunce. I'm the guy with a little clown suit on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so you come to the show and wear your funny hat. Be the jester. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the brewing guy. Just want a gold medal. And I and I don't want him to talk any beer at all. Just want him to say funny things. Caller, you're on the air. What's happening? Uh, yeah. Who are we talking um, to? 
This is uh, William Larry Wood from Rolla, Missouri. Hey, I'd like Wood. to say hello to Dr. Uh, Chris White uh-huh. and Chris Graham. Great. And um, uh, thank them for helping provide a great Cybo Advanced Homebrewing course at Durango. Oh, were you one of their students then? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I am just finishing my last uh, bomber of Durango derail ale right now. Ah, that's so. Did you guys brew a beer at the class? Is that what he's talking about? We did. We did. We we uh, uh, Chris brought out a couple of his uh, big brewing architectures, and we set them up at SCA, and we had us a blast. Gotcha. We knew it was going to be a good class starting from the get go. Um, first day, uh, first evening, we went over to Steamworks and uh, had a four course meal paired with beer. Wow! Uh, excellent every night. We did the town. Um, you did the had town. Had a great time. <laughs> That's how uh, a lot of keep fun. that one quiet. Yeah. I don't know if Doctor White remembers me, the old dude on the front row that was in into uh, the lambics. Oh yeah. He remembers you. Did he make you call, call him Dr. White the whole time? Yes. I mean, that sounds a little... What's going on there, Chris? Uh, hey, Dr. Hey, Chris, Sully? It's, like, uh. it's still 100 degrees here in Missouri. <laughs> uh, 7 o'clock at night. I've got all my blankets on all my horses, trying to get some of that uh, sweaty horse blanket for my... Oh, I see. For the sours. Good. Oh. Good. We didn't know where you were going with that for a second. We'll yeah. have to admit. So, so what I'm thinking is maybe I could do that with yeast, so maybe you could address that sometime during the show. About the uh, uh, how to get a horse blanket flavor? You bet. We can do that, absolutely. We're gonna. In fact, you guys have got some yeah. new strains we're going to talk about. <laughs> and, How to get uh, a blanket on the yeast. We'll get into that. <laughs> Thanks for the call, William. I appreciate it, man. Good All right, evening. then. Cheers. All right. All right. Wow. Very good, then. Do you really make them call you Dr. White? No. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Dr. Crossley. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> what course. did you say, Dr. White? <laughs> <laughs> do you make your brother call you Dr. White? <laughs> Dr. White? Paging Dr. He White? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm ne- I can't ever call you Dr. White. It's Let's kinda... call each other doctor the I, whole I, rest of the I show. That's a great idea. You have to. Come on now. Actually, in reality, there's a lot of employees at the White Labs who want to, you know, address him, at, you know, in documents as Dr. White. Yeah. You know, Dr. White this, whatever. And he actually tells people, please don't, you know, put the doctor in there. Right. It embarrasses him a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, we just we prefer to be called, you know, Chris White. Okay. So... Uh, you know, it's kind of say we prefer <laughs> we. Well, they're twins, and uh, everything is a we when you're I, twins. I like the fact that you like chimed in really strong there, like with like uh, you're like the PR arm of the whole thing. Like he you is. know, here's the spin doctor there of the White yeah. Labs. Yeah, like Chris couldn't even talk about it. Actually, just sit back, like go for it. Right. Actually, Chris does not like to be called Doctor White. I like to be called Doctor White. <laughs> I would like you to refer all future questions for today's show through Doctor Mike White to get to Doctor. Uh, Chris White. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Crosby, actually, that was well put. Thank you. The Thank whole you, class, Sully. Chris wears a uh, little white lab jacket and yes. you know, writes things down on a prescription pad. <laughs> Nobody can read it. But. Do you wear a lab coat, too, when you teach these things? Never. Yes, you do. <laughs> what a jerk you are. <laughs> it says doctor on it. Scru- he's in scrubs. <laughs> oh, it's a big doctor on the back. <laughs> I own one lab coat, and it has a lot of blood on it. Oh, it's it from grad school? Yeah. Really? So that's the only lab coat I have, and I, it scares people when I wear it. <laughs> yeah, you could have a lot of fun with that white coat, yeah. though. I kind of think you should wear that every time you come to the studio from now on, your <laughs> bloody lab coat. Yeah, it's... 
All right, a couple of bits of uh, serious business to get to here. Uh, John Palmer book, uh, uh, John Palmer uh, Jamil book, uh, my apologies. Brewing Classic Styles is now for sale in our store. It's for pre-sale. Uh, some of you have bought the book, and you're asking me why you haven't received the book yet. Uh, it hasn't been published. Uh, but it gets published in, uh, I think, late October, due to ship in November. But if you buy from us now, you get a signed copy. Jamil himself will sign your book. And there's two different ways to do it. You can just get a uh, autograph from him in the book, or you can get a personal message, and you can write anything you want him to say to you. I've seen some fun ones already. Anything? Anything. I'm oh, gonna, I told Jamil. How much is this option? It's, uh, it's only a couple bucks more. Priceless? I think it's, I think it's nice priceless. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm going to have Jamil write some very nice things to me. That's what people are doing. People are like, uh, they're having him write, uh, you know, your beer is so much better than mine. I wish I could <laughs> brew like you. Signed, Jamil. <laughs> Thanks for teaching me how to brew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think the signing is 1995, and I think the personal signing is twenty one ninety five and a little more effort. Jamil's gonna sit here and write a sentence, so we charge a couple oh, bucks I'm more for that. One. Yeah, it's, I can get them wholesale, and I'm buying it right from your website. <laughs> you got to. It's actually it's been a lot of fun. I've seen some really cool messages. So you guys can go to our store now. Uh, you help us by doing that. You keep the show alive. You help Jamil. Uh, you know he wrote the book, and he gets a little cut, of course, for every book that gets sold. So help the man for all that. He worked hard on that thing. Uh, I remember trying to get him over here to do shows, and he couldn't leave his computer for. It, months. Jamil's ultra serious when you give him a project. Too. Yes, that's so why he's good for this show. He would be great today. for today. It's yeah. very serious. Yeah. He wrote that in about four months. He did. That's and quick. And he Not only did he write it quick, but uh, I guess when he turned it into the publisher uh, who had to, uh, I think it was Ray who has to read over it, he was like, this is the most polished first manuscript I've ever been given. Jamil's a, he takes his stuff very, very seriously. Yeah. You know? I try. I keep trying to get him fired where he works, so he can. I can hire him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's super serious. We actually are doing a brew project together. You are. Uh, we're doing a. There's a. Comp, there's a part of the competition at the GABF. Jesus, this Mike is just <laughs> this is great. It's this is a lot crazy. of fun. I'll switch it out at the break. Yeah, you just, better just deal um, with doctor. Sort of uh, <laughs> so uh, part of the GABF, there's this brew uh, pro am competition where basically a pro brewer gets paired with a uh, home brewer. Yeah. And uh, we decided to do it together this year with Jamil. Uh, Jamil, you're stacking the deck, aren't you? Yeah. I got. You know, I'm on this metal war uh, roll right now. Yeah. You got to go for it. So uh, we're doing a dark Belgian strong ale. So, how oh, beautiful! And, and and he gave me his recipe. I we we for, you know we use recipes and you know write things down at the two one A. That's like, a good idea. Yeah, you know, you know, like everybody, you know, like, like doctors do. Yeah, like doctors. Yeah. And uh, but Jamil gave me his uh, recipe for this beer that he brewed because uh, it was his recipe and it was insane. Really? I mean, he has like three or four different ways he like uh, uh, figures out his hopping in the beer and all that. And it's just it's just so it, it was three pages long. I was like, good God! You guys just looked at him like he was speaking another no, language. No, he, but it was funny because when it came down to it he was well you know whatever you want to do i mean you want to do that you want to you know we you know it was kind of like he whatever you guys want to do it, yeah. it, it was he was really laid back about it when it came down to the short strokes yeah <laughs> What? Oh, yeah, what were you guys doing in the brewery? <laughs> I was talking to your brewer, Jesse, about the whole thing yesterday, yeah. uh, and he was like, yeah, I, I really wanted Jamil just to, to take it, but Jamil's very respectful, uh, he too, was. And, he, and he doesn't want to step anybody's toes, on anybody's toes, and Jesse was like, hey, I could really use the day off, man. Go to town. <laughs> like, uh, well, he, 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 he went to work. He, he, uh, he cleaned the, ma- the mash tun out. There was a lot of grain in there. It was a huge, bigger 21 Play-Doh beer. Wow. And uh, oh. so we had a lot of fun with it. Great. Uh, and we, you know, we 
we looked at the recipe because we had to make a little changes for uh, you know our efficiency in the system and hop utilization and all that. But sure, uh, yeah, he was really laid back oh. about it, but he dove right in uh, in the cleaning and all that. So that was fun to see. Great, yeah, that's going to be a good beer. I'm looking forward to that. Plissé did it last year at the GABF with Firestone and wine, I think. No, he? no, no, he didn't. No, it was a good beer though. Um, let me take a phone call real quick. Caller, you're on there. Looks like we got Derek from St. Louis. What's happening, brother? Hey, not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, I just, I just was excited. I'm kind of like a little kid again, man. I, I've, I've uh, discovered your uh, show through uh, the uh, beer school program, and uh, oh, cool, like beer, the, the Brewing Network. It's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. You're a home brewer then. Yeah, well, no, I'm not a home brewer. I used to be a home brewer about 17 years ago when I was in college. Okay. And it seemed like, let's see, I started off like a, like with like a Budweiser clone. Boy, that turned out ropey and pissy. Oh, and, uh, go it's figure. All malt ex- it's all extract brewing, you know, and we were drunk while we were doing it, so <laughs> you can imagine the, you know, results. Yeah, sounds like me. Yeah, not brewing yeah. any better than I am, man. <laughs> well, that's but, cool. Uh, I'm glad you found us. Yeah, you know, dude, I've I've been telling everybody about you guys, you know, especially, you know, it's really interesting because there's a new bar that opened up in town that serves a lot of good uh, specialty beers on tap. Okay. And uh, I've been uh, turned on to, like, so many different beers, like Lagunitas and, uh, Ah, you know, just rediscovering Anchor, and and I wish I could get my hands on some steam and, uh, you know, like a lot of the other, you know, Brew pubs around, you know, your guys' area yeah. that we just can't find out here. Right now, Lagunitas seems to be, like, you know, the thing that we can get right now. And uh, Well, distribution is kind of slow for a lot of these guys. Uh, you know, certainly, we get a lot of comments about that in the show. That people love it when we talk about all the beers here, and they also hate it oh, when yeah. we talk about all the beers yeah. here because they can't get them. But, you know, you just got to look around, and sometimes we do exchanges on the forum. That's on the down low, and it's very serious. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we, you can occasionally find beer that way through us, so... <laughs> But, hey, cool, and thanks for uh, checking us out, man. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem, man. I'll be listening from now on. Thanks, bro. Right, right on, Derek. Cheers. Bye. Is this mine? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's good to hear. I like new listeners calling in and let us know what's happening. 888-401-BEER if you want to do the same. That's fine by us. You can ask questions that way. If you're a brand-new listener, there's a Chat Now button right on our homepage, thebrewingnetwork.com. If you click that Chat Now button, you go into our chat room. There's a whole bunch of other like-minded people in there. Stephanie is your moderator today. You can ask us questions that way. Anything you ask in there, she writes down, and we'll pass it on to uh, Dr. Mike White, who will then pass it on to Dr. Chris White, um, who may or may not answer it we don't know it depends uh, <laughs> it really depends on how things go uh so but it's a really good way to communicate with our other listeners well, and let's to see if the doctor's us. in the office first <laughs> let's let's check we'll page page them. <laughs> aging dr white <laughs> you can never reach a doctor when you want to <laughs> you never can so that's how you can communicate with us during the show. Just enter that hit the chat now button. Just enter a name. Don't put in a password. Don't register. Just type a name, whatever name you want, and click enter. You'll get right in there. It's a piece of cake. And uh, we welcome all the new listeners out there. I think we got a lot of people today, and that's going to be fun. Um, what else do I have here? Brewing Network shirts, the BN Army shirts, uh, still selling out pretty fast, Sully. We've already lost a few sizes. 
So uh, get in there fast uh, for your BN Army shirts. You saw a bunch of people with them on yesterday, right? You know, I have been going to several events of late, and uh, Dr. Oh, Crosley, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, you are seeing more and more people, and people are coming up and talking about the uh, about the network. I had a guy come up to me. Uh, he, talk, he actually mentioned it in the forum for the, the Breast Fest and Marin Brewing Company, mm-hmm. and we were there for 35 minutes, like pouring our canned beer as frantically as we could. And anyway, this yeah. guy comes up here, and I, he said, Rat Pad to me, and ran away. I forget who it was. <laughs> and ran away. <laughs> it was like really weird. It was drunk, and I was like, and apparently I offended him or something. Yeah, so uh, you jerk. But it's nice to know that at least I'm offending people, and then they know about the network. Well, you yeah. know, uh, since this is a serious show, yes, Dr. and I'm Mike. a seriously big person, mm-hmm. uh, how? What's the largest size of shirt <laughs> that I can get? Yeah. Seriously, I'm like a triple doctor large. You are. You're uh, a big man. What, what's a, the largest shirt I can get? You can get a four uh, XL from us. Wow. Now there are other places. One of our sponsors, as a matter of fact, who won't even carry 4X shirts, but we do that for you. And so I got emails yeah, for like white a... labs. What is with that? <laughs> I got emails for like a year. Everyone asking me, get me these 4Xs. I need 4Xs. And uh, for a while, I was just like, you know, I'm not going to condone that sort of behavior. I think you should slim down and buy a 3X. <laughs> Good God. Uh, but I got them. I think I sold like four. Like four people bought the 4Xs. So thanks a lot, everybody. I've ordered 300 4Xs. Turns out there's not that many fat people in the world. But, uh, yes, you can get all the... It's a good question, and Dr. Mike. now that Mike. you've offended all of them, all the fat <laughs> they're going to be returning them. <laughs> they know how I feel. I care for them. I just want them to be healthy. Everybody is served here. <laughs> That's right. It's like a George Bush policy. Extra larges are, are already gone, so uh, I'll be trying to get some more of those Satin soon. up. Um, yeah. That's right. i got to get up to the four X's. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to learn your XL lesson? I know. I like we order shirts, we order like 144 XLs yeah. and like 12 total of all the other stuff. Of sizes. the others really? And that's the beer drinking crowd. Yeah. yeah. See, I thought I did learn my lesson. I ordered a bunch. We just we sold a lot more than I thought. This logo's very popular. Everyone likes the grenade. Yeah, I think uh-huh. it's a great. Uh... Have you guys seen the shirt Whitey's? You're wearing it. Oh, uh, I think one of our students at the that. class had it. <laughs> totally forgot I'm wearing it. That was a really stupid question and not very serious of me. Dr. White, can we have a grenade in our shirt, or should we keep the microscope? <laughs> yeah, you guys can't have the grenade. That's you a little aggressive. It is, but that's because our listeners call themselves the BN Army now. Have you heard that? Uh, no. Yes, they're out in force. The terrorist group known as. Yes, the BN Army. <laughs> we also have uh, the BN Militia, and those are people who live too far out to actually be in the Army, and they're in our BN Militia, and we have to make a logo for them. JP? Where do you have JP in here? He's on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, we've got it. Don't be funny. JP, JP. I thought we got a week without you. Turn down the radio. Don't listen to yourself, you (laughs) jerk. Amateur. I I thought we had a week without you. No. Why would you ever think that? I don't know. I need you to be very serious and not funny in your call today. No, I I, I don't want to be. Um, I I have to hang up on you. I just wanted to call and say hi. Okay, well, hi. Um, hi. Sound, Hello. Well, it's not an oppressed I'm, JP sounds. I'm eating a stack of, of hot nuts. Uh huh. That's and good. I thought of you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Why are you so depressed? Um, because I've I've I've, I've gone through a lot of um, emotional difficulties the past few days. Uh huh. Really? What's and, going on? Yeah, you want to talk um, about it? I, we got I five doctors really, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really glad Chris White's back in the country, so I can. Continue my love affair with him. <laughs> Good God, are you hammered right now? You sound <laughs> like a, wrong something wrong with you. Yeah, I gotta go because this is a very serious show, JP. 
And you're not. Oh my God! I'm sorry. Do you guys want me to tell you what's happening on Family Guy in two hours? No, thank you. Damn it! All right, brother. All right, jerks. See you next week. What a depressed bet. JP's a jealous guy too. Like if anyone's traveling and doing things, he's like, I bet that I bet that Chris is out of the country today. (laughs) I'm like, wow, JP. He's usually right. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say that's an easy guess. Doctor White is not in the country. Right. Jet setting around the world. All right, we got to do the feedback. I don't have our feedback music today. What? Yeah, well, because I got this new... I finally got a new computer. It's not working very well already. <laughs> nice effort. <laughs> Stupid thing. Get a Mac. I'm such a moron. <laughs> I can't get... No, no Mac no music. Get a Mac. Why don't you uh, whistle something for us, <laughs> Dr. Silly? <laughs> yeah, let me do the feedback quick. We've been going on for a long time with all this serious stuff. Uh, first of all, just want to give a big thanks to everyone at the BN. I have an hour drive to work every day, and the brewing podcasts are all that get me by. Nothing could be better to inspire me and motivate me to brew more often and brew better beer. That's kind of cool. Uh, it's also really great to hear all of the homebrew and craft brew icons. That's you, Sully, uh, in a casual atmosphere. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I do enjoy the more serious podcasts out there, but for entertainment, there's none that holds a match to you guys. That's kind of like me inviting you on the show just to be funny. It's like a <laughs> nice thing to do, but not very nice at a the same time. A backhanded way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. Eh, whatever. And just for the record, Doc, you rule. JP, you're okay. Justin, you suck. And stop <laughs> picking on Shat. We all know that he's the brains behind the oh, operation. Uh-huh. Your first fan producer, Shat. There you go. It's probably, I bet your mother wrote this. <laughs> the real point to my email is due to, is to do a bit of bragging about how wonderful my wife is. I'm gonna kinda go through this uh-huh. fast. Yeah, it's like, uh, I guess their fifth wedding anniversary falls on, on the 12th, which is during the Great American Beer Festival. And, um, so he thought he wasn't gonna get to go, and he just was planning on doing something else with his wife. You know, something boring. You know how this goes, Mike White. <laughs> you have your anniversary, you have to go do it. Right. Things. Anniversary trip, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Uh, so, but it turns out his wife comes back to him a couple days and goes, hey, why don't you go to the GABF? He didn't even have to ask her. He didn't whine. He didn't even make any uh, sort of backhanded innuendos. You guys are saying when I get married, I don't just tell her what I'm doing anymore? Yeah, Graham, your, uh, your funeral is, uh, (laughs) soon and it's all over. I'll have to, I will, I'm just. Was she drunk at the time? (laughs) When she, I don't know. He says, he's just saying that she, he wants to, he wants to tell the world how wonderful his wife Sarah is because, uh, she's letting him go to the GABF for the first time, even though it's their anniversary. But she's not listening, right? Well, let me get this right. This is the first time she lets him go. They might have been married 20 years. It's their their fifth anniversary. All right, so five years. This is the first time he gets to go. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Because it's taken this long. Maybe she's A little bit of JP just rubbed off on Mike. To 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 get get to go go to the largest and most interesting beer festival in the country. I see. Listen, well, he was going to get laid tonight because I mentioned his wife in the air, and you just peed all over that. <laughs> Call me doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Collect the sample. Yeah, Chris Graham, I'm going to just lose your cell number. I'm going to have to call your wife when I want to book you on the show from now on. Can Chris come out and play? You know. Like you do with Doc. Like I do with Doc, yeah. Wait, no, you have to call him in five years. <laughs> so he can play once every five years. Five years. Uh, I do look forward to your and JP's first dance at the wedding, though. That is going to be exciting, actually. Wow. <laughs> 
Uh, here's one from Angry JP, actually. We've, uh, <laughs> angry JP is even angrier than the Angry Jamil, and this one is... This he was just wrote. on the phone. I know, and now he, but he wrote in, too. This one's really mean, actually, but I kind of like it. Uh, Justin, <laughs> you goat doing Coors Light with grenadine drinking, monkey spanking, hanging out in the Castro on your knees, meeting new friends, German midget porn watching, no girlfriend, math baby crying, talentless heck. Whoa! Yeah. Take a breath. Yeah, he goes for it. Uh, your show has reached rock bottom and has begun to dig. It used to be good. Stop braiding JP's back hair and do a real brewcast. <laughs> I really think you need some professional help concerning your math phobia. I, I'll wager that you dookie your pants just walking into a Safeway to shop. Wah, numbers, wah, help me mommy. That was that whole thing. Did you hear that, Sully? I revealed that I'm really afraid of numbers. Uh, yeah, I've known that for years. You're going to force me to start my own podcast, one that respects beer. And then he says, my show will be as good as one of those other brewcasts. He names a bunch of them. Uh, and the other people in the studio must feel like giant hemorrhoids after being around such a huge ass as you. Stop <laughs> menstruating and respect the beer. Some people are has-beens. You are a never-was. <laughs> How many times did he use the word ass? A lot. He likes it. Good God. Kind angry wow. JP. I can't believe I'm a, I'm a never-was. That sucks. You're a doctor never-was. Doctor never-was. My new name. <laughs> much better. <laughs> doctor never-was. I like it, actually. Uh, okay. Well, what else happened? After here? that inspiring <laughs> note, Doctor Yeah. Wolfie. I've got more. This... Um, this Feedback was entitled F.U. And then <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and he says, not really. I wanted to send you guys some brew. Um, so I gave him the address. He said, I've been listening for the last six months or so, and I've learned a lot from the session and Jamil's show. Lunch meat, uh, not so much, although I do love the show anyway. There are a lot of brewing podcasts out there, but I really appreciate how you guys somehow manage to F around and get all the info out there, too, and keep the structure of the show intact. Brewcast J, you deserve some credit for knowing how to manage these knuckleheads and making the making sense to the rest of us. Peace out, fuckers. Uh, that's from uh, Britchards in the forum. So that's a nice thing. Thanks for the good words. Um, hey Justin, met you guys at NHC. Don't know if you remember meeting me. I don't. Uh, <laughs> back when you guys were doing shows from Downtown Joe's, there was a lot of talk about the Water Show Part Three, but it doesn't seem like anything ever panned out. Any word on that? Uh, yes, um, Colin is Colin Kaminsky, brewmaster over there at Downtown Joe's, been working his ass off in the show, but him and Doc have to coordinate together and figure out what they're going to do. Um, so I'm waiting on them. Whenever they're ready, we'll be doing Water Show Part 3. But we haven't forgot about it. Every time I talk to Colin, he brings it up, and he's working on it. So hang in there for that. Uh, what else here? I miss the music. I know. It's not very fun without yeah. the music. It's, just, it's serious, though. Just the but AC. It, go, it yeah. kind of goes with the theme of today's show. It is. Very serious. Hey, Justin, you no-talent hack. I was listening to the most recent Sunday show while at work and had to email you when I heard uh, you all laughing about people who listen to the shows three or four times a week, or listen to three or four shows a week. Uh, I do most mind-numbing data entry stuff in the world, so to make it through the day, I listen to nonstop BN podcasts for seven-plus oh hours a day. He said, I didn't, th I, this might be a she, actually, I keep saying he. Uh, I didn't think it was a problem until last night when I drunkenly wandered into my neighbor's house and started giving him a happy ending. <laughs> a la chat. <laughs> Thanks, Justin, you've turned me into that crazy woman. When my day in court comes, I'll blame you. Thanks for doing an awesome job with the rest of the BN crew. You guys make my workday bearable. And I won't say the person's name. I can't tell if it's, Gavin. Can Gavin be a chick's name, too? Apparently, they're a crazy woman. Yeah, but they could have just... 
Man, maybe it could still be a guy. Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I can't think of any male uh, or female Gavins. There's a loyal brewer from New York. That's all I know. Do I have somebody on the telephone, Steph? No, I don't, do I? Okay. Um, last one here. Hey, Justin, been working my way through the archives and found the episode last year about one of the California homebrew competitions where all those BNers entered the BN as their club. You mentioned you had submitted the BN to the AHA. Was wondering if it ever went through. And uh, he wants to enter his beers as part of our club. I don't know if it ever went through. I submitted it and I asked them about it and I didn't really get a, an answer. It was like talking to Chris White. <laughs> it depends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that. You, you, you could do that. Yeah. Or <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think we are officially a club. I, don't I think would anybody just enter it as it. I mean, not going to hurt anything. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares. You, I, didn't, get, you didn't get like your membership ring or anything like that. I didn't get the it, decoder no. ring. I didn't get my secret <laughs> decoder ring. I know that a lot of people entered the Nationals as the uh, BN as their club. Nobody won any medals though. Go figure. Yeah. It's because we're all entertainment and no yeah. information. Uh, <laughs> You're making them make worse beers. <laughs> yeah, we're not helping That's anybody. It's all changing today though. <laughs> today we're going to be very serious. This is the turnaround show. All right, so it's break time, kids. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, like I said, those of you new listeners, hit the chat now button. Go into the chat room. Join Stephanie in there. It'll be a lot of fun, and you can pass your questions along. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Siebel class in Durango, some of the things that uh, the two Chris's uh, did there, and then we're going to start talking all things yeast. So it's going to be a really good show today. Pitching rates. Everybody. Pitching rates. Get out your calculators. Going to need that. How to count yeast. We're going to do that. Jesus, I'm going to sleep already. Math. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>, numbers. <laughs> did you guys see the what? yeast cell I have in the studio for you? A little uh, stuffed yeast cell? I actually have that next to my bed. You do? I really do. That's very sweet. That's hot. And you got it right <laughs> side up, too. Somebody gave me that. Looks like a yeast cell. I think, actually, Danielle and I gave it to you. Now that I think about oh. it, I think you were here you. for your birthday yeah. last, year, last year, and we gave you a, a plush yeast cell. That's how thoughtful we are. Wow, what a great present. I still present. have it. It's, and it's next <laughs> to your bed. Now that you know we gave it to you, you're going to think of me before you go to sleep every night when you look at that stupid yeast cell. You're going to go, oh, Justin gave me that. <laughs> Pleasant dream. <laughs> <laughs> it won't look so white. <laughs> it, it's, the name of it is... Doctor. <laughs> it's just... Good night, doctor. <laughs> That's what Whitey does before going to sleep. Good night, doctor. Good night, Chris. I love you. <laughs> All right, down to business, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. A couple words from our sponsors, I think, maybe in this break. I don't know. Um, and then when we come back, we're talking about uh, the Siebel class with the Whites and with Chris Graham. And Sully's here to be funny in a very serious yes. sort of way. I'm getting there. You're listening Hang in there. We'll be right back. Masters. You're back with the Ultimate Home Brewing Show, where today's topic is dark beer. But first, let's go to the phones. Who are we talking to? Jamel. Jamel Zanishev. What can we do for you, Jamel? What were you guys saying about dark beer? All dark beer is really strong and bitter. Well, you guys might want to look for a new source of brewing knowledge. We're using Poor Harold's Almanac 1947. You know of something better. Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. 80 award-winning recipes and how to brew them by the number one names in home brewing. Extract, partial mash, all grain, we cover it all. 
Reserve your copy today at the Brewing Network store. I will sign one just for you. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details on Brewing Classic Styles, the homebrew book of the year. So, do you cover Bach beer in there? You betcha. Because I've been saving all the sludge for my fermenter so I can make some real soon. Oh man, you really need this book. Order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com, the official broadcaster of the Great American Beer Festival.
mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's the, it's the new face of the Brewing Network Sunday session. Do- My mic is working fine. That's good. Dr. Sully, welcome back. Thank you, Dr. Justin. Doctor. It looks better. Thank you, Dr. White. <laughs> Dr. Mike White, welcome to the studio. Thank you for coming today. Thank you, Doctor. Dr. Graham, good to have you. I think we should nice talk about beer today. You think so? I don't think that might be a good idea. I'm going to talk about hmm. yeast and wow. beer. That'd be nice. <laughs> Everybody listening has boring. to be a doctor. Oh, it doesn't? No. I see. The monotone. I've never learned that happy medium. I either completely dick around. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'd much rather have. Or I talk about water and yeast. We'll spice it up a little bit. Okay. Chat rooms, rather. A lot of things to get to today. Um, so I'm afraid it's going to be one of those long shows, Whites. Good thing you guys are in the studio. I don't have to pay the phone bill. I can't play your song, uh, Sully. It's an M4A. What's this watermelon funk thing all about? Uh, this was a uh, song that Sven and Push put together for me uh, for this dinner that I did last night. Uh, uh-huh. It's a watermelon funk song. I, I forget the name of the artist because my mind is in a whirl right now. And uh, I said, if you open it on iTunes, it should come right up. My new computer Get sucks. Back. So... Uh, I just paid a bunch of money for a stupid computer. This is going to make me very serious when I get angry. You got it there, champ? You can't just drag it into the application. That's a PC, dude. You can. That's what you do. Open but anyway, it. so uh, Sven worked his ass off on this. He put it together and did it in record time. And, and, uh, and we can't hear it. So and we just, can't hear it right Just keep now. talking about it. It's, it's a fun little thing. I, 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 right, well, I'm glad we did this I, bit. I, I, I can't just, play it. Can't you open iTunes and play it? I don't have iTunes yet. Download it. It takes 10 seconds. Not at this rate. (laughs) We have other things to get to anyway. Hear that? That's the sound of the show coming to a screeching halt. (laughs) (laughs) Now we got serious. All right. Here's what I want to talk about with you folks. Uh, First off, I want to mention, um, because we've got uh, all the major sponsors in the room, we're giving away a trip to the Great American Beer Festival uh, this year, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and White Labs, and the Brewing Network, and the Great American Beer Festival itself. This is a cool thing that you guys used to do, right, between uh, B3 and White Labs, Mm -hmm. and you're bringing it back this year. Exactly. We're giving an all-expense-paid trip. I think you got to buy your own food and stuff, but uh, you get a fair hotel ticket. It's all of that. So all passes <laughs> to the thing. Yeah, I give you, you a can. T-shirt. We're, we're not going to yeah. send you to strip clubs and whatnot. I mean, <laughs> who can we do that next year though? Because that's a pretty good. Uh, I think With we Mike could. White. <laughs> yeah, strip clubs. Doctor Mike White. Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> I know, know nothing about strip clubs, and I'm not saying that because my wife is here. <laughs> I'm saying it because it's the truth. It's the truth. I don't like them. Can I, I come along and be can, funny? Can you <laughs> cross those fingers? Mike White doesn't even like breasts unless they're his wives. Only my wives. <laughs> my wives. 
Uh, so we're giving Plural. away this uh, all-expense-paid trip, which is a really cool thing. All you have to do uh, to enter to win is buy vials of White Labs from Beer Beer and More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com, and you can order straight from there. For every vial you buy, you get another... One of your names in a in a another entry into the hat. It's a big hat. I was thinking about doing it in a hat this year. Really? Yeah. It would really be a giant hat, wouldn't It'd be it? It'd pretty fun. <laughs> Ten gallon Texas style hat. It's got to come. You realize that we're going to do the drawing on the air. I do. And you have to get that hat here then. So oh. how, whatever side we can send the Hummer over. <laughs> send the Eco Mobile. Send Doc over in the uh, Eco Hummer. <laughs> I'm here with the tickets. <laughs> oh, do you mean Doctor? Where's Scott? the hat? I mean Doctor. Do we have to call Doc Doctor Doc? Doctor Doc. He's a double. It's already a he's name. a little guy. He's a double negative. He's just a little guy. <laughs> uh, so we're doing this trip, and all you got to do is. Um, you know, buy vial, uh, vials of, of White Labs from More Beer. You can also tune in to every Sunday session that we do from now until September, and we'll be giving away a couple of entries during every show. We're going to do that a little bit later today. We're going to do a call-in competition for you to get your name um, entered. And then the other bonus is, I don't even, I hope JP told you two about the bonus, because uh, you're the <laughs> one that's given it. Oh, um, what? <laughs> if you're listening live when we do the drawing, uh, and your name is drawn, you not only get the trip, but you get a year's supply of White Labs yeast. Yes. Wow. Did you guys know about that? I kind of... That's plus, new to me. <laughs> I, I, I made that, but it's based off of, you know, bring yeah. on average a certain time... Pr- I think we month. calculated it to be 20 vials. Yeah. yeah. Did JP so. say that that means he'll accompany that person to the conference? Oh, JP will be there. Sh- they're going to have to share a room. We're not saying... Share a room, but also they've got to share a room with JP. <laughs> but they should drive across the country together. Oh, I mean, that should be part a- of the package. Oh, man. Jamil, JP, and whoever the winner is. Can you imagine having to drive across the country with JP? Can you? Uh, I was, yeah, yes, let's I, just I, ask Chris. I have experience. Yeah. I, you know, I was two days in Portland with him, yeah. and... We drove around. Uh, it, was, it was Chad, Steph, and I, and JP. And I got to tell you, I, I love JP, but man, <laughs> two days. The reason he's you not getting late. Him. <laughs> oh. Uh, but he even said that himself. He, he, he clearly said, this is why I don't have a girlfriend. Right. Well, and, this is the thing, and JP knows this about himself. That's why it's okay that we're doing this. Uh, he knows that uh, he's just a difficult individual. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's great. And I also think it's great that we didn't put that in the contest rules that, by the way, you have to spend the week with JP when you're at the That's like the fine print at the bottom, yeah, yeah, but yeah. nobody reads. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if you're reading that and you're talking to you, absolving yourself of all liability and all that? Yeah. And then there's that one line, must spend the entire time with JP. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> but we are doing that and really excited to do it. So if you tune in live for the giveaway show in September, just stay tuned. We'll let you know all the details for that. And you're the lucky winner, then you're going to get a year's supply, which is equal to 20 vials of, of White Labs yeast. You can't brew every single day just because we've given you <laughs> a year's supply of White Labs, but we'll give you 20 vials, and it's just kind of a cool bonus to uh, listen live and hang out with us. So everybody's excited to be doing that. It's I'll be even up that. If the guy who wins, mm-hmm. or person who wins, okay. wants to brew over 20 batches in that year and buys all that batches from me, I'll just keep kicking them down free vials. You will. Oh, wow. Absolutely. You. The listeners love it when Graham yeah, comes Yeah, because he here. just like, and you know what I'll do? Yeah. I'll let them own half the shop. <laughs> Every 
every time for he comes a year. in, he has like half a beer, and he's like, <laughs> and by the way, way. <laughs> hey, if they buy the ingredients, the rest of the ingredients from me, that's a win. That's a fair deal. Yeah. That's a great deal. All right, so there you go. Keep buying for more beer and uh, keep throwing in yeast for you. If you're the lucky winner, there's only going to be one lucky winner, so just keep in mind, the more you buy, the better your chances are to win, and keep tuning into the Sunday session because we put extra names in the hat for you for participating. This is just great. JP just joined the chat room, but he's not listening to the show. He can't get it. And so everybody is just reaming him in the chat room right now, and he has no idea why. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Pat. He's sensitive, about though. the weather. It's <laughs> what you get for missing shows, man. When Sully's not here, we do the same thing to him. As well you should. <laughs> I'd expect it. It's the way we roll around here. Just don't listen to it. All right. Turn with, it off. <laughs> with that business out of the way, let's start talking about the Siebel class. And uh, we should start with just a, a brief description of uh, what is the Siebel Institute of Technology in general. Chris Graham, you want to tackle Actually, that one? Uh, Dr. White Dr. is White an employee should, uh, of Siebel, so he would know much better. Than are me. you an actual employee of Siebel? Well, yeah, I'm one of the faculty members, but nice. it's all distant faculty. Ah. So Siebel, up until about five years ago, had a school in Chicago from the 1800s until about five years ago, uh, or about eight years ago. But then it was sold. Okay. So now Lollamont owns Siebel. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things they did was sell the building. But now the school is actually at uh, Goose Island. Okay. So they have a It's at a brewery. Yeah, yeah the brewery. It's at yeah. a brewery. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. where a brewing school should be. Yeah. And now, is it only a brewing school? Because it's, since it's called like the Institute of Technology, it, to me, that means they teach other well, things. We do gadgets do. and homebrew. Right. <laughs> but that's, that's their main gig. It's a, it's a brewing school. Right. There's lots of institutes of technology, and there's also lots of Siebel's. Ah, interesting. That name is very common, right? Really? Oh. They don't so, fight with each other about who actually oh, owns the name? They probably do. Yeah. 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 But okay. Siebel Institute of Technology for brewing is unique. Okay. And you folks, and you, if you're not part of the faculty, Graham, you're, just, you're guest faculty? What Basically, I yeah. See. So every year, Chris Graham goes out, and he's part of this program. What is, it's a week-long course, right? And what is the course exactly? Well, this course is one of the courses they do. So it's a week-long homebrew course. There's lots of other courses that we call a long course for brewing. There's a course in Germany, in Munich. Oh. Uh, but this is the one class Siebel does for homebrewers. But it's a good course. It's one week, and it's Ray Daniels, Randy Mosher, myself, Chris Graham. Okay. And we spend a week in Durango, and we wow. talk homebrew. That's Dr. Graham to you, by the way. Thank yes. you. Yes. <laughs> That's an all-star cast of instructors yeah. right there. And it's pretty fun, too, in terms of it's at Fort Lewis College. Okay. It's you know starts usually everyone's there by 8.30 in the morning, go to 5 o'clock. I mean, it's like a whole day. Um, wow! Every day with you buffoons. Yeah, <laughs> how many people are doing it? Is in, in the in the class? We max out at thirty, so oh. it's you know hands on. Uh, we as teachers stay in the same place where the students stay, so they're hanging out with us at night. So uh, there's a lot of hazing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> Is that a good thing that you that you're hanging out with homebrewers at night and during the day? And they, I mean, some of them, you know, everyone's different. Everyone sure. likes to learn differently. <laughs> some of us are afraid of numbers. Justin. <laughs> um, yes. You know, where they may not want to speak up in class, but they want to ask you outside of class yeah. or whatnot, and this gives them a chance to do so. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And so you guys, it's kind of like dorm life, too, right? It is a dorm. It we, is. Okay. We weren't so going to mention that. The first year, <laughs> we didn't have garbage cans. Hangers. We didn't have towels or hangers. Wow. So we've worked on, 
with the university there to give us some more supplies. So this is the fourth year in a row. So this year we had garbage cans. Okay. Yeah. We had towels. Very, they've sprung for that. <laughs> There's no microwave, though. Everybody goes there expecting a microwave. I think that's great. But there's an oven. That's good. But no microwave. This Slow is like food. boot yeah. camp or something. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It's camping. Where are the dishes? There are no dishes. No dishes. Right. You have to eat with your hands. <laughs> well, no, there's no things to cook on. So you Unless you're going to bring your own oven pot with pan. nothing. Wow. <laughs> so you guys ate out all the time, I assume. I went to yeah. Walmart and bought myself some dishes. You did? You didn't just like want to eat off of Chris Graham's belly all week or something. <laughs> I did that last year. <laughs> and I wasn't going to do it Let's again. Let's not talk about that. Uh. This year, I went to Walmart with Ray Daniels, and we bought everything you could buy at Walmart is $1. <laughs> wow. $1 for a plate, $1 for a pot. Yeah. $1. So for a few dollars... Yeah. I had a full kitchen. That's it great. sounds like you guys are like a cute couple or something like that. You're shopping for your first Me and Ray, yes. we went to Walmart. <laughs> yes. Everything was a dollar. And the funniest thing, we we got the same shirts. Dr. And, Ray. Yeah. And we were in separate aisles the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but we bought things together. <laughs> Old Jewish couple. <laughs> but it is an intense course. I mean, you, so you're saying that you're there all day, every day for this week in, in the class. It's actually a, yeah, a lot of information all day. The students paid a lot of money to go there, so... So, um, we, you know, it's a lot of instruction, a lot of lab class, a lot of brewing. Hands on brewing. Okay. Uh, and they all want to do it. Yeah. You know, we have beer at night, but during the day, even when we have beer late at night, the students are there at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. All of them. Ready to go. This Ready is not learn. the course for me. Nah. I'm going to say It's not right a slacker now. class. Yeah, not at all. But that's great because it's a, it's really a unique opportunity for home brewers. I don't think there's another program like that. No. For and I've been talking about putting something on, and since they're doing it, there's no point in doing it. Sure. Shop. It's like, why? why? If, if that yeah. was so good, then, you know. Well, that's yeah. great. And what an all-star cast, then. What do you teach there, Chris Graham? Uh, 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 brewing. No, uh, I'm the hands-on guy. I see. So I do a lot of talking to people about dumbing things down. Okay. You'd like my role there. Yeah, uh, I see. I could stick around for that yeah. part of the class. So, I mean, you'll watch these technical slides, sure. and they'll be talking about, you know, I, I don't know, take something like, you know, Dr. White. Yeah. We'll be talking about molecular yes. structures of this, that, and the other. And then we'll be talking about cleaning in general. Yeah. And I, I try my best. You know, people ask questions, and I'll try to just dumb it down to use PBW and start saying, yeah. so <laughs> Get Dr. a scrubby out there and go at it. So Dr. White's up there, and he explains all this stuff. And I'm then like Graham the gets up and goes, Dang. I'm like the interpreter in the corner. You said you dope. The kill rate for this particular chemical in a sanitary situation within 30 minutes. Things die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then obviously you're discussing yeast and uh, sanitation issues as well. Yeast, sanitation, pretty much I, the whole cold side of things. Right, Chris, so. after after the boil. Okay. But I think Chris Graham's being a little modest. Yeah, because he brings a whole brewing system out there. That's pretty good. So that's the only reason you're invited. People <laughs> want to go <laughs> to brew on the system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you bring. Um, uh, what do you bring? What do you bring? I bring a fifteen fifty. I brought a five hundred this year. Wow! And then we did some other stuff. So brew day itself, we brewed at Ska. Okay. But in their parking lot. Okay. As true homebrewers, you know. Yes. It was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> we do things in the backyard. Yes. <laughs> we did a single infusion mash, a step mash, and a decoction mash all at the same time. Wow! And you just separate the class into group three groups of ten. Okay. And then move them around, you know, so they can be hands on, do all the dough and do all of that stuff themselves. Instead yeah. of watching someone do it. 
who writes the curriculum for this course? Because that's that's very intense. We we kind of write it ourselves. Like so, yeah. Chris writes his lab days and anything that's got he's going to be teaching. He just writes what he wants to teach, and okay. I do the same exact thing. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I kind of went a little ambitious, but it worked out great. Yeah. Okay. I've never been invited. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be funny. Yeah, the, the money. Maybe when they need a funny guy, Sully. Uh, I'll be doing the funny thing between 5 o'clock and 5.10. <laughs> Come down here. All week long. There's like nobody's here. comedy in that program. Yeah. Oh, Nobody's funny. Yeah, definitely, especially during like the style talks. Yeah. Like... You stuck to nod off a little bit. Chris Graham is our funny man right now. He is. Yeah, that's so, pretty sad. I yeah. mean, that's bring well. JP out, drive with him across the country, and go teach a class. You guys don't understand. I've done plenty of more than two week road trips with JP. I know him all too well. Really well. <laughs> Doctor JP, by the way. Doctor. Doctor Do- White. Uh, I understand it. His brother, his brother, twin brother. He makes him do that at home. When he calls him, absolutely. Hey, doctor, are you? Don't call me, Chris. Call me, Doctor White. My Jesus Christ! I I call his house. Is the doctor in? Um, I understand there are a lot of repeat uh, folks. Uh, So does the curriculum change from year to year? No, we've never had a repeat. No. I really? uh, must be thinking yeah. of another class. <laughs> yeah, there's, well, there is a lot of Siebel's, as yeah. Chris White has said. It could have been the other one. I Siebel see. Magazine. Now, Siebel, they, I, I actually spoke to the folks over there. They're going to be doing a couple of shows with us. They were really oh, cool. very cool. Uh, in fact, uh, you, Chris White introduced me to them. And, right. Um, they first were um, cautious because... We weren't serious. You weren't serious. You weren't serious. I told mm, them, yeah. people listen to your show. <laughs> And that helped. I've I've seen homebrewers all over the country and and world, and they listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. So when I told that to Siebel, then they were right. Little. It's funny because you're you're like pointing at me like it's that guy over there, and they're going, "Well, really? He he does." You're you're actually better off not going. Yeah, Yeah. behind a booth. You're like rocking in a corner, and they're pointing. See that guy over there? They listen to him. I'm like that guy right there. I'm washing my hands all the time, and you're picking your fingers. Yeah, Um, that guy. There, I should do all of my booking via telephone, all of my meeting and booking via phone. They can't see you rocking back and forth. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Do you have Skype? We'd like to see what you look like." You just hold up a magazine. Yeah, cut the lips out. This is David Hasselhoff. <laughs> That's a good looking uh, guy. They actually were very cool, and so they're going to do some shows of this. And the other thing is that they said, you know, if you're ever doing topics, just go ahead and let us know what's happening because we have lots of instructors that we could kind of pass cool. away to help us cover that stuff. Okay, so uh, is there? Is it just? Uh, do you know the website for Siebel? People can check. Just it out. Just Google Siebel Brewing. There you go, Siebel uh, Brewing, and you can find out about all these courses. They have courses all year, and you we guys already have actually. It, the, the thirty students this year sold out. Okay, yeah. and we, and like we actually 10 have people. ten already for next year. Wow, yeah. that's next year. And the, they will sell out again. Oh, and, it will. and you'll just go into by a about January. Okay. By January. Yeah. Yeah. Probably January, February. Okay. And it, it is a hard one because you have to take an entire week off of work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, all of our students in the last two years, ha- nobody's retired. Right. Wow. They're they're that's a, a range of ages. Mm-hmm. Young, old. Want to do a brewery? Don't want to do a brewery? It's not everybody that wants to do a brewery. A lot of people going to that class just want to learn more about homebrew. Yeah. Wow! And they want to learn more about styles, more about. I mean, it's just amazing. Sure, they're just sponges. Yeah. How young is young, and how old is old? When you say, I'd say mid thirties, low low thirties. Okay. Last year we had a guy in college, twenty. Oh yeah, 20, we've had twenties. Great. Yeah. Guys, not I, old enough to drink. Has this show been going on long enough where you've seen different trends in homebrewing expressed through the show? Sure. 
uh, where what, what's new this year? What do people want to know? What did they? What was new this year compared to like two years ago? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we, we didn't get this year that we got a lot of years in the past. Is almost nobody had no brewing experience, and then almost none of them had no all grain experience. So this year was really nitty gritty questions of you know mash times, sparge times. You know, is it really all that important to do it this amount of time versus this amount of time? Final gravities uh, during the sparge. Um, that those type of questions where you normally you're getting the why do you sparge or what is sparge yeah or <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> questions you'd be asking justin exactly <laughs> what, the, <laughs> what is seven hops do i need them you know i think that the development of information that's out there the books that are out there now you know of course how to brew and other things sure. it, are are doing such a great job of covering the basics Certain internet radio shows. Um, well, the other ones are doing great. The other ones, of course. Yeah. Uh, and the Jamil yeah. show. That's exactly who I was referencing. <laughs> the serious ones. Yes. Yeah. Um, that it's great because the, the sort of basic stuff is is covered already, you know, and, and yeah. there's so many great resources for that now that you can't be more technical well, on a course. It makes it pretty fun. In fact, we left, and I just have been doing a ton of research on something I'll probably release next week Okay. on the show about using refractometers and brewing, and I'll have uh, some cool stuff on our website website about it great because uh, they were asking a bunch of questions of haven't you heard of this and uh, yeah i've heard of it but it's not confirmed blah 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 yeah so i've been doing tests at the brewery next door yeah. rock solid so it's actually this year was the first year that really pushed me after the class okay and i thought that was cool and what we do every class is uh or every year is tons of student feedback yeah and develop next year's program based off of that okay so that's you know the first year chris didn't get a lab i'm oh, sorry dr white yes. didn't get a lab Thank to you. Bruin, and so or to to do lab work in so it was all just theory and the students were like well that that doesn't help us yeah you know to just talk about making stars talk about cell counts that doesn't really do anything for us so we need to see it that was a really cool thing and then chris has changed it a couple times right. which this year i thought was just phenomenal Okay. Uh, doing cell counts based off of stir plate, no stir plate, uh, that kind of stuff where we actually did the exper- experiments and they got the count. And Great. Well, right, because the students after the first year said that they wanted more of a lab. So I put a big lab together where we did a lot of microbiology. We did a lot of testing. And we did that for a couple of years, and then they kind of said, that's too much. Okay. You know, because a lab already is advanced. Yeah. Just going to a lab setting and do cell counts. Yeah. That's I, advanced. When I walk into a lab, I feel very advanced instantly. <laughs> so I you cut back. Where do you want me to sit? <laughs> yeah. This right. year, I cut back a lot of the extra microbiology, and I just focused on cell counting. Okay. And some microbiology. But because that's what a lot of homebrewers want to know. They want to know cell count. They yeah. want to know how many cells do I want for this beer? What is the pitching rate for this yeah. batch? What what kind of starters should I make? So we just focused all on that. You know, like uh, Chris said, stir plate, no stir plate, four liter starter, 800 mil starter. Yeah. What is the best? Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. So the students actually got to experiment. Okay. And find out what was wor- what was best. Well, why don't we take this point to go ahead and segue into that. Uh, I'm going to alter the plan a little bit. We're going to cover some other things later. Steph? Um, there's up? just a couple questions for the chat room. First one, how much does the class cost? Ah. You guys know how much that is? You could probably look it up on the uh, Siebel site. It's a little under $2,000. It is. Okay. For one week. Okay. So, And that does include your beautiful accommodations at the Mirror's 
apartments. Oh, yes. With Chris Graham. Yes. <laughs> I might even be your roommate. You never know. I would have said Dr. White, but he's obviously with Randy, so uh, you don't get to stay in that room. Anything else, Steph? Um, yeah, just one more. What about the online Siebel courses? How do those work? They're, I don't think they do a homebrew one at this point. Okay. I think most of those are they're very technical, usually when it comes to beer line cleaning, things mm-hmm. like that. They, they, they look at a bunch of different target markets when they set up these classes, and not all of them are for brewers. In fact, some of their great classes are for distributors. Okay. Teach them, like, you know, how to sell beer line cleaning and how to actually do it. And then they also teach distributors a lot, just style guides and, um, so, and sensory evaluation. So they know when someone says, oh, we don't think that keg was right. They hopefully know a little bit more how to taste the beer and point, pick out what's wrong and okay. how to bring that back to the brewery. All right. Well, there's a lot of stuff available doing the yeah. online thing, and they, too. So, so I, I, I focused on those because I think that's what their online stuff focuses on okay. more than the brewing process itself. Okay. But I could be totally wrong. It, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Probably not the last. <laughs> oh, it is. All right. So here's what, you know, I was going to, Chris White's a bit of a world traveler, especially <laughs> as of late, and and not just out gallivanting with beautiful Brazilian women. Yes, uh, he's doing uh, that. Uh, you know, not just. <laughs> Have you seen uh, his blog? <laughs> but there's a lot going on in the, in the, in the beer world all over the world, and... I'm going to save that for later, actually. Okay. But I do want to talk shat. Do not let me go away without talking about that. And the reason is because I think, like you've just said, people are really interested in the yeast counts and things like that. And because of the time differences across the country, a lot of people have to tune out later. So why don't we go for it right now and dive into some of the things that you did um, in the course and, and some of the focuses um, about the yeast counting. And, of course, everybody wants to know about starters versus your vial. and. Right. I'm already getting questions, like you said, um, you know, people already want to know, what is the ideal pitching rate for a 10-gallon batch? Right. It depends. <laughs> Y'all, and that's uh, the right answer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let's go into, you know, just a bit of the course itself and some of the things you discovered in instructing these guys in the lab environment. Well, Chris Graham was doing a uh, a batch of beer. So he brewed a batch of beer. So we thought we would collect some wort from his beer and make starters out of it and look at them in the lab. Okay. So we collected basically pint starters, 800 mil starters. So we collected some wort, and we did stir plate, no stir plate. We also collected some wort before, Cerebral. well, it was still hot. Okay. And now when you say stir plate, no stir plate, you're talking about you're doing a starter, you're pitching a vial of your yeast in, you're sitting it on a stir plate or right. not. Okay. Right. And a lot of homebrewers ask about stir plates. So also... They ask about nutrients. So we thought we would collect some wort hot, and then we would add nutrients into the kettle, mm-hmm. and then we would collect wort later. So this actual starter that we collected, 800 milliliters, um, that we collected hot before cold break, before uh, hot break, actually had the best yeast growth. Really? And I think that's something I've talked a lot about. I think if you want a good yeast starter, you want true. Okay, because trube adds it 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 shortens yeast's um, metabolism. They don't have to make a lot of these compounds. It comes from the trube. Okay, wow, it, and it made a dramatic difference. And we were at the this brewery, and we collected the wort. And about four hours later, we were leaving, and the starter we collected hot, even though we cooled it down to about the same temperature. It might have been a little warmer, which also increased speed but 
Uh, it uh, was roughly, already, what are you saying when you say warmer? What temperature? I'd, we don't know. Pro- I'd, I'd say low 80s okay. on that yeah. one, and then the other ones were low 70s. Okay. So at first, I thought it was just sort of temperature. Sure, well, and this, I did, we too. We collected a warmer, even though we cooled it down. Maybe temperature, it was going faster. But it grew to a higher rate quite a bit, actually. With the trube, you're With saying. the trube. Okay. Over one day. It grew better than the stir plate starter. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is because in the professional set- setting, we we go to great lengths to clarify the word. I mean, right. we, you know, we uh, you know we'll we'll do a whirlpool on it. We'll let it settle for a certain duration hey, of time. Um, let's not get technical. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but then we also add like uh, uh, what is it? It's called it's copper clear. It's a cold uh, break kettle coagulant. Right. And that really clarifies it. So. Right. Well, you're saying that, that we should be... Well, we're talking yeah. starters versus... You're not you're okay. doing that on your starters? No, you? no, no, no. I'm doing it in the brewery. I'm just yeah. kind of curious how that but might transfer to like does me. matter to breweries, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, we'll all get, you know... We'll, we buy yeast from White Labs. You know, Chris is a friend. I don't get a break. But... Um, <laughs> And, uh, That's we, why you're here, Doctor <laughs> Sully. Thank you, Doctor <laughs> Justin. Uh, and so, uh, and we we prop it up, or we'll we'll just pitch it all in. Uh, actually, I think we do a full 15 barrel pitch okay. on our 10 barrel, 12 barrel tank. So, are you saying that when we do that, we should be sludging maybe some putting some sludge in there? Absolutely, it makes a big difference. No now, what do you, why is that? Because yeast use this true material for cell walls. So if you give it to them in the beginning, mm-hmm. they don't have to make it. Okay. So when you add yeast into a wort, it's a fight for nutrients. We think they just start fermentation. They don't. They start just sucking up nutrients. So that's what they're fighting for. Okay. So if you give them more of those nutrients in the beginning, yeah, they get those quickly, and then they start fermentation. Right. They don't have to beat each other up now, for it. What kind of flavor profiles can that lend to? Well... That's a good question. <laughs> That's, why, I come That's from, why I'm not a doctor. I come from the yeast health side. Yeah. And yeast health side, it makes a big difference if they have these nutrients. Okay. Mm. And I mean, I think that's great for the practical guy making a starter as opposed to collecting cooled wort from your batches to use as starters. Yeah. Making one yeah. with your typical DME right on the stovetop, right. right in the flask, letting it settle in the flask right. is a great idea. We, we proved that that works. Okay. And we also show, I mean, because if you collect hot wort, you have less of a problem of sanitation. Sure. Because if you, say, transfer hot wort and then you let it cool down in a flask, your potential for contamination is much, much less than if you cool all your wort and then you collect that in a flask. Yeah. Because whenever you're collecting cold wort, it will get contaminated. Okay. So if you transfer hot wort and then you let it cool down in the container, if you transfer it hot, any contamination that, like, falls in will well, die. Yeah. That's... that's. So if you can have the right, you know, gloves <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and equipment, um, there's, there's there definitely is a little bit of concern you have to do when you're collecting hot wash. Sure. But if you do that right, you can you can transfer it better from a sanitation standpoint, and you can have more nutrients left in. Yeah. So you can make a starter that still that 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 will grow the yeast better. Right. See that makes a lot of sense, even with this, with the sanitation issue. Obviously, the other part, the true part, that's that's still really fascinating. And I think that Sully's 
point, even though he's talking about coming from the kettle doing a brew, is still relevant here. Home brewers, we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Some of us go to great lengths to transfer a clear wort yeah. into our fermenters. I've never believed in that. You don't at all, really. No. So you just say go. Now, because I don't care about the flavor. So How much are you? Uh, <laughs> see, now, that's, now this is that's that was great. a good honest yeah. answer. Yeah. That's my perspective. That was the healthiest yeast beer I've ever. I had. want a healthy yeah, fermentation. Like crap. And that's, that's what a, I want. I want healthy your fermentation. Job. Yeah. 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 But Graham might say, then, what about the off flavors? Well, and so. I think that's what Could Dr. You ever Sully see was, them? you know, Dr. JP was really pushing that point. Don't ever call me that again. <laughs> yes. I will kill you. <laughs> You'll be sleeping with JP this time. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think there's definitely, in, say, the brewing setting side of things, even though people are, I'm not a big fan of putting up screens in your boil kettle that are trying to microfilter. Okay. You know, a general using hot bags to kind of hold in the solids or using some sort of simple screening that can't clog easy, nice big holes. I don't like the the bazooka screen style um, because mm-hmm. I know too many people have clogged them up during right. a batch. Then their wort's cool. Yeah. And at that point, they're screwed. They're either going to bring it back up to a boil again or they throw it away. I mean, really, yeah. you're going to be contaminated if you have to unclog that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think there's some validity to separating out a majority of the solids, but trying to get 100% out. Don't is, worry about it. Isn't that smart of a thing to do? But to just say, oh, well, I want it all, and to bring all of those solids in, especially the hot matter, I don't think mm-hmm. would be a benefit to you. Yeah. And there oh, hot matter has tons of nutrients. We don't know how. There is so much nitrogen and minerals in hot material. But you you then advocate bringing all the hot material in? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's the thing. Oh, no, but he is saying. He doesn't care about the flavor. I yeah. don't care about the flavor. Yeah. I'm talking about yeast health, well, yeah, and I know those make a difference. Yeah. Well, I can understand, because you're, you're a yeast Nazi. Right. Uh, but <laughs> the, point, the, the point is that there's that Talk fine line between, Nazi. like, you know, flavor. You know, you must be aware of it. You're not like, you know, a guy on the... You know, going down the road with blinders on. I mean, just making a point. Okay, well there you go. You <laughs> <laughs> made your point. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor White. <laughs> okay, well let's move on then and talk about um, cell counts and things like that. Since we kind of started with starters here, um, the last time you were on the show, you know, people were interested in what kind of microscope they should get. Right. And uh, Mike White's done a good job with the website. Now there's actually there's a whole microscope uh, portion on the website. And Steph, I gave you a link there. You have a, a White Labs page open um, unless it got moved to something else no it's still uh, okay well maybe he, uh, he, I can reopen um, whatever oh, the way, it was, Chad is even jumping up to help out right now. <laughs> Put his yeah. uh, I, I'm, I've got a beard in my hand. Well, because there's some pictures on there that I want to be able to paste that link into the chat room, and it was a specific page, so it's not just the home page. Um, maybe Mike White can it's help. Under homebrewing, and then. Uh, uh, so we talked about uh, you know what kind of microscope people need. You can go to whitelabs.com. I'm going to put a link in the chat room here in just a minute, and they have a microscope page with pictures. And one of the things that people were really concerned about, not only on the last show you did, but from our pre-interview also. So in this course that you just did was how to properly count yeast and what we're, what it is we're looking at and what did you learn from from doing that with the students? Well, like I said, I, after uh, the last couple of laboratories, I took more of the microbiology way. Okay. Also, from doing this show, I realized how much people, how concerned people were with cell counts, yeah. how they wanted to do cell counts. So this lab, I focused mostly on cell counts. Okay. So each student did about five cell counts. And it seemed like a lot. I knew they would be burdened by a little bit, but it took about three or four cell counts before you actually could do it yourself. Okay. So I wanted them to struggle with a few. Yeah. 
because if you, we just did, say, two cell counts, and you had three or four students combining on two, three cell counts, mm-hmm. they wouldn't really learn how to do it. Right. But if each person had to do five, yeah, they'd learn how to do it. And they would hate And I you. saw the light bulb come off, actually. Students oh, wow. came up to me after about the third or fourth cell count yeah. and said, oh. I got it. I see. I know what you're talking about. They were hating you up to that point, though. Yeah. And then, and then it they was went, like, okay. We love uh. you. <laughs> now, what's the difficulty? That there are so many other things in because there? Because when you look under the microscope, you have, and you look at a hematometer yeah. that's designed to count cells, you see lots of squares. Okay. Okay? You see big squares. You see small squares. So what squares are you supposed to count? This is very confusing to people. Okay, and now when you s- squares is just the grid. The grid. That's how you. That's how you measure. So right. Okay. So you're not ta- so the cells obviously aren't squares. You're talking about the grid. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank those you. New so ra- those new square ones there, Justin. Yeah. They're like Legos. They just <laughs> yes. lock together. It's a new strain. <laughs> right. But um, under, say, you're looking at ye- yeast about a hundredfold magnification. Okay. You see a big grid pattern okay. in the hemostometer, and then you magnify to 400 times magnification. So a 40x objective. Uh-huh. So that's what what you want to look at yeast about 400 fold magnification. Okay. Then all of a sudden you magnify one of those grids. Okay. But people look at that and say what grid have I just magnified? Yeah. Have I magnified the 10 grid thing here or the 25 grid? Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell what you actually magnify. Yeah. That makes sense. And so that takes a bit of practice. Okay. What have I magnified? What should I count? So I would go by some groups, and it'd be two hours into the lab, and I thought everybody kind of had it, and I'd go by a group, and they'd say, um, <laughs> kind of sheepishly, yeah, um, are we looking at the right thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's my fingernail. <laughs> and that's how difficult it is. Okay. Oh. All right. It is. It, but once you get it, that's that's the whole point. You take some time learning it, but once you get it, you got it. Okay. Then you got it, you know. Okay. Oh, I count these cells, count these cells, multiply by a number, I got a cell count. Yeah. Done. Easy. Five minutes. Gotcha. But to figure out what to count is a little tricky. Okay. And that's what, you know, so we'd spend maybe two hours learning that, everybody do their cell counts in in a few minutes, and they really learned a lot about cell counts, because when we're talking about cell counts, we're talking about millions of cells per mil. Yeah. Sometimes we're talking about billions of cells per mil. Wow. So, if until you count it, it's kind of like, when is it billions? When is it millions? What do I want to pitch? What do I want to start with? Is the pitching rate what's in the beer or what I'm starting with? Yeah. There's a lot of confusion. Right. And that's what you found. Just And I'm more confused now than yeah. before the class. I'm just picturing myself in the class, 1,500,000. Like, <laughs> Afraid of math or attacking you. You're trying to count numbers. each one of them. And, and, and Chris White comes and hits me on the back side of the head and goes, no, you just count one square, jerk off. Oh. <laughs> I was up here until midnight last night. I was night. wondering why this class was a week long. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of error about it because the volume you look at under the microscope when you are counting cells is one ten thousandth of a mil. Okay. So you want to know cells per mil. Yeah. So you count this little area okay. and you multiply it by 10,000. Okay. To represent, if you counted 10,000 of these areas, that would be one milliliter. Okay. Because our unit of measure in, in brewing and yeast is cells per milliliter. So little tiny differences you do in the cell count, you're multiplying by 10,000. Yes. That's why there's a lot of air associated with counting cells in the microscope. Okay. Because it's such a tiny, tiny volume you're looking at. See, and this is always, this is, the, it, 
kind of fuels the debate, too, about starters versus just pitching a vial because there's a lot of brewers out there who say, well, I've counted. I have done it, and I've counted. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of them <laughs> maybe did it right, yeah. and some of them didn't do it right. And right. the confusion in how to count and how to get an accurate number, I think, lends to the debate about do we need to do a starter? Do we just pitch the vial? Right. Did you get the right page up in there, um, Steph, into the chat room for them? Yeah, I was able to. Okay. Is it just the one page? And for those of you listening, if you're not in the chat room, yeah, it, it, did it have the pictures from the microscope on it? It just had one. That's it. If it's the if it's the right page, there should be like three. Did Mike White give you the page? Yeah. Then it's the right one. That's fine. You can go to whitelabs.com slash beer slash microscope dot html, and there's a couple pictures there. So if you want to see this grid that uh, Dr. White is talking about, there's a picture of it there, and you can see the cells within it, and there's some other. You've done some dyeing of the cells, right. which is a whole other thing. I don't even know. Well, you add a dye. <laughs> and <Poor> Justin. <laughs> He's like, I'm such a moron. Struggling through this. <laughs> the beauty of this dye is that... You count the cells, but some of the dead cells retain the dye. So dead cells, for example, in methylene blue will stain blue. Mm. So you say, okay, I just counted 10 million cells, but a few of them were dead. Okay. So then you can say that's 99% viable. You divide, Ah, you know, the dead, you multiply out the, divide out the dead cells. Okay. No, that's not very complicated at all, no, is it, it's Chris not. Graham? What? <laughs> hey, I think I made an error there, or I'm not sure. Studio audience uh-huh. brought it up. Uh-huh. Um, I had said uh, to... Uh, I, what I meant to say was a great thing when making starters is, is you can either do the boil right inside of the flask using a DME or right. something, and, yeah, and not trying to do a separation, just letting that, yeah. that solid settle out right there in the flask. That's how I, I might I might have said it backwards. Oh, I think, I I don't know. I think everybody got that, and that's how I do it, too. I do it right in the Erlenmeyer flask. I just want to make sure I didn't speak out of... Because I I make up stuff a lot. Well, that and this is the serious (laughs) Welcome to the Sean Club. uh, (laughs) Just make things up. Did I tell you I'm great? (laughs) Just made that up. 5.2% alcohol. (laughs) Oh, Uh, hopefully the ATF isn't listening. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break. It's been a while. I think everybody has to pee. Um, When we come back, I want to talk about the results about doing a starter versus not doing a starter okay. and the yeast cell counts. We were talking a little bit about this in the pre-interview, and you right. found some it's interesting... It's a fascinating topic, Okay, Justin. good, and it's very <laughs> serious. And I'll provide I, I think humor. I'm the only one here who likes it. But. <laughs> this is great. Everyone else is Control looking yourself, at you Dr. like White. deer in the headlights, and uh, Dr. White's got an erection. <laughs> it's like, this is my favorite. <laughs> it's Chris and the listeners and the rest of us are just kind of, hmm. <laughs> very gonna, nice point. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, it's so great having you do these complicated discussions because you are relaxed and laid back. So we can call you a nerd, and you sort of seem to like it. (laughs) He didn't deny any of that. Uh, Any other scientist in here, I don't know if I could handle. So it uh, works out well for everybody. Hang in there. When we come back, we'll start talking about uh, starters versus just pitching the vial and some more yeast counts. Get your questions to us, 888-401-BEER, or join the chat. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This year, the Great American Beer Festival will last for three days, have more than 40,000 visitors, more than 380 breweries, more than 1,600 beers, but only one lucky listener will be going. 
for free. Beer, beer, and more beer. The Brewers Association, White Labs, and the Brewing Network are sending you on the beer trip of the year. Airfare, hotel, all festival sessions for free. Brought to you by the Brewers Association, White Labs, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and the BN. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. I'm going to tell you about my younger days when my health was good, but my mind was crazed by chemical interactions in my brain. Yes, I got high, you know it's true, but what I'm going to relate to you will keep you just like me from going insane. Cause you know beer is good for you. Beer is good for you. Beer is good for you. Imagine a world without liquid yeast or German Pilsner malt. No rinse sanitizer. East Kent Goldings. Neither can Northern Brewer. Since 1993, Northern Brewer has been dedicated to spreading the enjoyment of good brewing and good beer by bringing these and other products to home brewers everywhere. 
They have a comprehensive selection of ingredients and equipment for making beer, mead, wine, cider, and soda with thousands of different items in stock. Everything you need in one place at a great price. Tech support and order advice from their expert and friendly staff is available by email or phone seven days a week. Fast and accurate shipping combined with their central location in Minnesota, USA. Means you never have to wait long for your order. Request a free full color catalog by calling toll free 1-800-681-2739 or visit them online at northernbrewer.com. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Welcome back, everybody. Everybody's refilled their beer and used the potty. Ready to go. Back into the business. Like to give a special welcome and hello to our newest sponsor, Northern Brewer. You can go to northernbrewer.com. Chris Graham. You all right with all that? Absolutely. <laughs> They're good, good guys. Good guys over there. The, it's a great uh, homebrew shop in the middle of the country there, Northern Brewer. You can go to northernbrewer.com, and uh, they are the official sponsor of the Jamil Show now. It's, uh, it's, it's oh, very cool. Yeah. they are. It's like their show. It's a whole thing that they cool. do with the Jamil Show, which is very exciting. And they're good guys over there and very nice to us. I met them at uh, the NHC. I'd met them last year at NHC. But I met him again this year, and I'm talking to uh, Chris uh, from... Farley. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to him, and he's looking at me kind of funny, and he's like, I'm sorry, it's just kind of weird, because I listen to the show all the time, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you just sound weird, which is really very flattering to me when I uh, when I find out that people in the industry are, are listening, and he li- and he does listen to the Jamil show, too, so he was real excited about the opportunity to get involved with us, and that is very cool. So check out northernbrewer.com. Happy to have them on board with us. All right. Is, is is Stephanie eating over there? Yeah, I gotta turn her microphone off. What are you even thinking? You're not supposed to be eating in here. Is this is like right up there with germ phobia with this guy. What are you eating? Good even? God, what is a serious that thing? location. It's a mango. It doesn't look in the like studio. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, Justin. Well, this won't happen. Well, I'll talk to him when we get home. <laughs> you know what's funny is that Sully yells at Steph like once a show. I think last last time it was for talking too loud on the telephone when she had the phone. And but you know I'm thinking of it. Like I'm, oh, I know. I'm just I... being nice. And Sully from across the room, he's like, "Shut up! Don't talk so loud." <laughs> they have a great the best relationship. Is when we get home, or we're in the car, and he goes over the rules of the show, like he's you know in charge. Now when you sit down, <laughs> you will. <laughs> I want you to make nice with everybody. Well, smile. I knew you were going to say something because I, I I knew your your head you were going your eye was going to turn there and you're going to catch her. And I you know I didn't she I didn't want her to receive a beating on the air. <laughs> Appreciate that. It, it's a good thing that you did it too because I would have done it right in the middle of some important factoid yeah. from Doctor White, <laughs> and I would have brought the show to a screeching halt to yell at Steph for chomping. Get that thing out of here. Chat, yeah, I want one. Remove the food from the studio. <laughs> Physically remove it. I don't even want to see it. I want a pizza. <laughs> All right. Let's start talking about uh, starters versus vials and yeast counts that way. You did a couple of different kinds of starters uh, at, at the lab for this uh, class, didn't you? We did. And what did you? What kind of results did you guys find out? Well, we did the pint starter, the 800 mils, a little bit bigger than a pint. And then we did a 4-liter starter. And what I noticed when people were doing the cell counts... I was walking around, and they said, wow, the four-liter starter doesn't have a lot of yeast. Hmm. 
And I kind of smiled a little bit because <laughs> I feel like a sinister guy. He is so fascinated by this, right? You should see the look on his face. It's so great. It's funny because when he's telling this, he's yeah. looking at Chris and I like we're like students in the class. <laughs> and, and he's giving me that kind of like that that professor yeah. look. And his face and I says, Can I hold your hand? His face literally says, Can you believe this? Do you believe what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, go on, please. Sir. Well, because I knew what they were looking at was yeah. a low cells per mil, okay. lower than the 800 mils. But you add, we added one vial of yeast to 800 mils. We added one vial of yeast to four liters. Okay. We added one, yeast, one vial of yeast, well, three vials, to 20 liters Okay. to a homebrew batch. So the four-liter batch, when they looked at it on a microscope, there was less cells under the microscope. Okay. However, when you do the calculation, there's more cells total. So it's a, it's a volume thing. It's a volume thing. For example, so what the, the so when we added a yeast vial to 800 mils, and we added about a b- hundred billion cells to 800 mils. Okay. After 24 hours, it would be about 110 billion cells. There looks like a lot of yeast on the microscope, but they don't grow that much because it's a small volume they're uh-huh. introduced into. Okay. Now in the four liter flask. They were at about um, maybe instead of 150 million cells per mil, 160 million cells per mil, they were at 80 million cells per mil. So they looked like less yeast per milliliter. But when you add multiply by the four liters, they were actually about 280 billion total cells. I see. So they were actually able to grow more in the four liters. So that growth factor in 800 mils, 100 billion cells added. Mm-hmm. After 24 hours, 110 billion cells. Right? Okay. So very little growth. Metabolism, yes. So you add the same 100 billion cells into 4 liters, and after the first day, you have 250 billion cells. Wow. So it okay. more than doubled. A, a two and a half growth factor. Right. So now you're adding yeast to enough volume so each yeast cell gets nutrients gets sugar okay it can grow more gets more food yeah yes <laughs> and that was chris graham and it did more food <laughs> that was not me <laughs> that was sully i mean but at, at the class that would have been your role <laughs> like the interpreter in the back for the death yeah okay. but the story doesn't really end there okay good because then the, the home brewer says <laughs> Well, four liters is what I need. Yeah. yeah. Look, it grew more. All right. But you still have to go back to what are you brewing. If you want 200 billion cells in your beer, say you're brewing a 10 Plato, would be a 1040 gravity beer. Okay. And you want 200 billion cells. If after 24 hours in four liters, you're at 280 billion. Yeah. And then maybe you let that start to go another day. Now you have more cells than you wanted. So you, now you're talking about over-pitching. Right. I see. So there's lots of intricacies of wins too much, wins too little. Yeah. How much do you start with? Yeah. How much is in the vial compared to how much it grows? Right. See, I seem to remember that this kind of being your... I got Doc on the phone. I got Dr. Doc on the phone. We're going to have to go to this really quick. Doc. I seem to remember this being kind of your argument about, you know, it's not as if you were against starters, but you kind of said, why mess with it? We've put the the right amount of cells in the vial. And it, and the more you do to mess with it, the more you're risking. Now you're talking about overpitching, right? Or contamination, or any of the other things that could happen when we start dicking with what you already did, right? See, I can't imagine overpitching a beer. I want to talk to you about that when we come back. Hang on, just okay. one second. Let me go to Doctor right. Doctor Doc. What's happening, brother? 
Oh, oh I'm, I'm hanging by the pool with the fam. I'm, I'm uh, lit. And, uh, <laughs> no. I, hey, I, I, I'm lucky I remember to call in. Hey, hey are, you call, are you calling in to check in on me? Because yeah. I did order those uh, tickets. Oh, good, 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 good. Chris Graham awesome. is you today, Doc. He's, he's sitting in your seat, and he's Dr. I'm trying my best to get wasted. Here. He's sober. He's Dr. Is, is he wasted? He's trying. not. He's not trying. doing a good job. Very sober. <laughs> oh, dang. Where are you at? I'm at I'm in Kauai. I'm at the, the Marriott in Lihui. I see. Wow. The life of a doctor. It's going to be hard to be a doctor. <laughs> Those freaking doctors. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Doc, what are you drinking? It's really tough. Yeah. What is there to drink in Kauai? Um, the, uh, the usual. They had a lot of Heineken, a lot of um, Sam Adams. Okay. Uh, I got a bath. Uh, and, and then the usual micro or macro swill. Yeah. And, you took a bath. Uh, a lot of rum drinks. And a lot of rum. And, drinks. and a lot of rum oh. drinks. <laughs> a lot of rum drinks. Now we're talking. Uh, all right. Hey, Doc. And I'm waiting for my next. But there she is. I can see her across the pool, and she's got my rum drink. Is she hot? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doc. Oh, yeah. Love this guy. So the kids are out there with you. <laughs> well, the kids are in the pool. They will not come out of the pool. But, it, you know, it's amazing how, uh, I mean, there's, there's little hot chicks here. I wish uh, my parents would have brought me here when I was 16 years old. There's <laughs> a little hot chick. <laughs> and your boys over, like, go get Oh, oh no, it's, it's, it's like, I, I wish my, my uh, 12-year-old was about... 16, I could give him some pointers. Okay. How would you like to be Dr. Scott's kid? Oh, man. Doc would always be trying to get you laid. Yeah. <laughs> you got to say oh, this yeah. to her. That's what it's all about when you're like... Maybe that's 15, what's wrong with 16. JP. Or yeah. <laughs> Doc, is his advice. Hey, go up and just show it to her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That'll yeah. work. Excuse me while I... Hey, Doc, listen, I could talk to you all day, but I got yelled at all week long about not being serious. So I got to get back... You know what? Yeah. If, as long as I'm not there... You'll be serious. <laughs> that's right, and that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. So I have to cut this short. But all right, all right, all right. But thank you very well, much for giving us an update and, and hanging out a little bit. No problem. Thanks you guys have a great show. All Thanks. right, brother. Take some pictures. All right. See ya. See ya. Enjoy the rum. They basically pervert Dr. Scott is checking out little kids yeah. at the pool. There's yeah. little hot chicks. Yeah. Oh. I love that. I thought he meant short women at first. Because <laughs> he's a little guy. He he's is just a little, little guy. guy. He was just thinking about his boys. Yeah, yeah that's right. He is. Yeah, not, out. not about him. No, he's no. looking out for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> i got to get back on track. I think maybe the listeners are right. I don't know how to get back on track now. <laughs> Turn the ship around. One phone call from Doc and I'm all flustered. All right, we're talking about starters, and uh, I wanted to ask you about this over-pitching nonsense because uh, <laughs> it just really seems impossible to me. But tell me what happens when you over-pitch. Well, over-pitching is a big deal if you are re-pitching into other beers. Okay. Over-pitching one batch of beer doesn't make that big of a difference. Uh-huh. But when you over-pitch, yeast don't grow do not grow very well. So if you add a lot of yeast, now you have less nutrients, less sugar per cell. Okay. So instead of growing maybe five-fold, they grow two or three-fold. Okay. So you have a lot of older dead cells. So you repitch again, and maybe you add more, and they grow even less. So what people see is lower viability, mm-hmm. uh, start to get yeasty off flavors, cardboardy flavors, weird off flavors, and this is from over-pitching. Okay. But... That usually comes from re-pitching. It's hard to over-pitch if you grow up yeast from the lab, from our yeast. It's more about if you re-pitch, because now every time you brew beer, if the yeast grow five-fold, yeah. and you re-pitch that without diluting it, 
then you're over pitching. Okay. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Even to me. Uh, so like a 1050 gravity five gallon carboy. Yeah. How many vials would it take to over pitch? And don't give me it depends because I gave you a gravity. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, you know about five. Five six vials, you'd start to get it over pitching, mm. but uh, you'd cool. have to add a lot. See, yeah. that's the way. It, you know, it, it takes a lot in the beginning to over pitch, but you say you pitch two vials even, or one vial or two vials, and then you repitch all of that. Like a lot of homebrewers sure. do, they take off sure. the beer, they just add new wort on top of they that. Same. The then right. they have over pitched. They haven't cleaned anything, and they will pitch. And, it, you know, it can work most of the time, actually. But then you go again, you go again, the yeast is going to die off. And you're going to get some yeast off flavors. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, that makes sense. I got a phone call question coming in from uh, Richard from the forum. Richard, you got a question for the boys here? Yeah. What's happening, brother? Um, you guys were talking about, you know, pitching yeast starters, like, you know, a pint and then four liters. Um, what's, like, what's the... I guess what would be the ideal gravity to to get your starters going at? Good question. What kind of gravity do you want in that wort? Yeah, I think the ideal gravity is about 1040. Okay. 1040. So 1040 gravity. You don't need. Usually, you do not need to do more than a two liter starter. If you want a starter, even if you do a pint starter and the yeast don't grow, do not grow very much, they get metabolism going. Okay. You can do a two liter starter where metabolism starts and yeast growth happens. Yeah. Now you go into four liters and you really get a lot of yeast growth, perhaps too much. Okay. And in your experiments with the different volumes of starters, did you also find that a 2,000 mil starter was the best growth, the ideal circumstance then? I've done that before. We didn't do this in this class. We okay. just went from 800 mils to 4 liters. Okay. But I in, I was trying to show how you know, a 4 liter would actually have the right amount, I mean a 2 liter. Yeah. But by not doing the 2 liter, I did notice some students inferred the fact that the 4 liter was the correct method uh-huh when the four liter had really too much yeast okay all right thanks for the call Richards. and you you're Cheers. you're referring to five gallon batches or ten five gallon, gallon batches yeah that's what and yeah. i think he was asking about ten that's what oh, I, oh I okay that. okay so four okay yeah. for the yeah, caller didn't hear that so would we then so for ten gallons would we be talking about a four thousand mil starter well yeah then your numbers Just are about them. right but the okay. two liter is still okay okay the two liter is still good Two, two I just did a two liter or one vial one per vial, ten two gallons liter, yeah. per ten gallon batch. I think so, but there's so you could do two liters, two vials and two liters. You could do yeah, but it then you're not getting a lot of growth. You're getting two two vials and a four liters. Uh, I just like two days for every starter. I you think do. that's really two important. Days. See, yeah. I think, and, and also I, I I think the common theme of everything that you've said today really has to do with uh, are the yeast competing with each other for nutrients. So you're really yeah. just trying to create the ideal environment so that they all have what they need. Right. They're not stealing from each other so that right. they don't... Uh, well, people think about sugar a lot. Yeah. So you add yeast to wort. They think yeast first consume sugar. They don't. Yeah. They first fight over the nutrients. Okay. They don't care about the sugar. That... So what they do is they they fight for the nutrients. It's a uh, a big suction. Yeah. You know they they're pulling up uh, minerals. They're pulling up amino acids. When they when that's all depleted, then they look at the sugar. Yeah. So if you add a lot of yeast to a small amount of volume, they do that very very quickly and all of a sudden start fermenting. Okay. That's not necessarily a good thing. Okay. 
Because maybe they're not the health. They might be fermenting, right. but they not, might not be healthy. Right. They want to pick up the nutrients. Yeah. So that takes uh, several hours. Okay. Then they should start with the sugars. Okay. At the t- at the two and a, we don't have any way of counting cell uh, counting uh, yeast. So we just kind of do it on feel. It's uh, you know looking at the slurry and seeing uh, what what the thickness is and all that. Uh, but we it, it's not very empirical. But we'll actually pitch uh, you know a greater amount of yeast for the bigger beers. But what I've noticed. And I don't see, I don't know if you see this in the homebrew side so much because we have, you know, these blow-off hoses uh, that come down. Is that when we pitch a lot more yeast, we'll see a lot more explosion of activity the next day. There's like stuff all over the floor and all this. There's a lot of yeast going on, right. and I'm wondering if we're over pitching in that situation. So basically, we have, you know, a, a unit tank, a single fermenter, and we have uh, a blow-off hose coming off into a bucket, and then the blow-off hose will be blown. You know, be it'll be everywhere. Yes. I think it's very easy to get to overpitching, and I'll say the 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 value that a lot of people talk about is one million cells per mil per degree Plato. Okay. This is a number that a lot of yeah. home brewers have read, it's but this is I'm a logger repitching rate. Yeah, it could be one to one and a half because most of the beer made worldwide is lager. Most of the yeast used is repitched. So if you look in the textbooks, this is what you're going to find. Okay, where Ale breweries, generally in Britain, pitched about half that amount. Okay. And so a lot of home brewers, a lot of professional brewers do not pitch half a million cells per mil. Sierra Nevada, mm-hmm. they do. They do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, ale brew, a lot of uh, ale breweries in Britain pitch half that amount. Interesting. And what you get is a better yeast growth. Yeah. You... Um, uh, I was just talking to, to uh, the brewer from Firestone Walker about this yesterday, Matt Brennelson, mm-hmm. and he spent a lot of time just pitching yeast when he was at uh, Goose Island in Chicago, pitching yeast in different amounts, pitching yeast in different amounts. He learned it himself. He did. He learned when he added more, he had more problems. Okay. So he started backing off. So he wanted to back off, back off, back off until he got just the right amount of flavor he wanted. Yeah. See that? See, he just went through it himself. That's but he did it himself, yeah. and a lot, a lot of people learn that. Yeah, and the rest of us are lazy. Because you want to, <laughs> if you have a problem, you add more. Yeah, yeah. you add more. Sure, because that's the. Sure, to that's me, that's the common sense. Uh, kill out the other problems. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, Sully, uh, very serious question for you. Of course, <laughs> Doctor. When you hear Roswell. stuff like this, and when you hear that, say Sierra Nevada go, you know, does the half pitch like that, just like they used to do in England? Does that make you want to uh, change something about how you pitch? Like, do well, you? I, 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 I'm actually when when you were talking about this, I think of a couple different things. One is uh, we we have a, a a process flow, we have a production volume that we're trying to achieve, so we're trying to get the beer on. Yeah. So maybe we're sacrificing uh, volume. Because what happens, you end up blowing out a lot of beer on the floor yeah. uh, w- with the blow-off bucket. So we're ch- we, so we probably over. I know we overpitch at times, and it might be a good idea to invest uh, in, in a microscope. Not many small brewer pubs do that uh, to find out what we're doing because we're trying to save time. We also want to get that right. beer on as soon as possible. I love the microscope. I think it allows you to really look at the yeast, but I still don't think you need to as a microbrewery because uh, so, uh, the weight and the volume are also good indicators of yeast count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, because when you look at it in the microscope, like I said, that multiplication by 10,000 is so great, little errors can be a big difference. So by just doing volume or weight, you can come close. Now, are there formulas uh, you know, for an uncentrifuge you know, mass of uh, mm-hmm. true that you could figure that out? Well, in professional birds, yes. It's about a liter per barrel. Okay. 
So, for example, a lot of professional breweries, for say you have a 10-barrel brewery, they'll add 20 liters of yeast, 5 gallons of yeast, when they really should add 10 liters of yeast. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we overpitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it really is fascinating because yeah. I, I mean, well, you would know more than it because you talk to a lot of these breweries. Is it like some huge number of breweries that you would say are overpitching? Oh, yeah. And when they do it, when they start backing off, they yeah. go, oh, my God. Yeah. The fermentations will go faster. Right. Because you don't expect that. Yeah, yeah that's so that anti all. what you'd think. Yeah. Plus, yeah. there's another thing that happens, I think, especially with uh, some of the the hoppier beers we were doing, kettle editions, is that you're really blowing off a lot of flavor mm-hmm. uh, with that uh, with the overpitching. You're, yeah. You know, a lot of stuff's just being blown right out the, out the bucket as well. So, I bet that Chris White has a microscope calendar. You know what I mean? Like every month is like a new microscope. And you're like, ooh, I can't wait to get to August. I love the microscope. <laughs> Look at the Carl Zeiss one in July. <laughs> did, you, did you see the scope on that one? We do, fittings. we do have a camera and a microscope. And, then and I like to take pictures. Pool. You do? I do. Uh, Go, you can see the models on our website. <laughs> yeah, so. we should put more on there. Now, a lot of cooks like uh, chefs and on Mario Batali has like all these old, uh, he's a great chef on the Food Network. He does, he has like all these old slicers, meat slicers, ancient slicers and all that. That's Do you collect thing. microscopes? Is your like yeah. whole office surrounding with like all these old ancient microscopes? <laughs> like bronze? No, uh, but actually at the uh, the school we just did with Siebel, we had an old microscope in the field. So we had about five microscopes. We had a really old one. Uh-huh. And I asked the students, whose microscope is this? They all knew it was Randy Mosher's. Oh, is that right? <laughs> because if you have attended a few lectures from Randy, yeah, you know he's fairly old school. Yeah. He's fairly cheap. He but <laughs> but he yeah. can make an old microscope work. This has no light source. Oh wow! Right. So his microscope, we had to get a light. We had to go get a light from one of the offices. Oh. Shine the light on the mirror. But it works great. I had one of those when I was like 10. Yeah. Yeah. Randy's like, we have to go outside to do my measurement. (laughs) But that microscope works, and it will cost you under $100. Oh, yeah. eBay. And the earth is flat. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting a lot of really good questions in from the chat room. So let me get especially about this uh, how to count things and and different things. Um, One listener wants to know, so about how many yeast cells are in a yeast cake of say a 5 gallon 1045 beer and what he's curious about is because he wants to repitch right. he wants to know how to divide up that yeast cake his yeast cake has a between 1 to 2 billion cells per mil per mil okay so his if he has a good yeast cake he gets rid of a lot of the beer he's left with a yeast cake that has about 30% yeast in it Okay. It's about one to two billion cells per mil. So then he can multiply the volume he has, so he knows the total cells he has. Mm-hmm. And then he can figure out or how much yeast he needs to add to the next fermentation. And what is that equation? Well, you gave it to us for pro breweries, where you're saying <coughs> one million cells per mil per degree Plato. Okay. However, I advocate for ale uh-huh. about a half million per mil per degree Plato. Okay. Great. All right, um, here's another one about counting. After doing a starter, should counts be done with Tripan Blue, or should the viability be high enough after the starter that it's not really a big deal? No, you always have to. Methylene Blue is the standard in, in the SBC, American Society of Brewing Chemists method, very similar, but they should, if they want to, really no viability. You have to dye it. You should. Okay. 
But the dyes are so inaccurate anyway. That really? It depends. <laughs> you should do it. It's not going to tell you yeah, anything. That's like a wine item on the east I get from you, viability. No. So I don't even look at that anymore. It's bullshit. Well, it's true. <laughs> I mean, the, AS- the American Society of Burning Capital know that the value doesn't mean a lot. We have done a lot of work on this, and we actually found that alkaline methylene blue makes That's a work. big, big difference. All you have to do is bring the pH up to about 10 on yeah. the dye. We have a recipe on our uh, website. And then you do incubation for about 15 minutes in the alkaline conditions. And now, all of a sudden, a viability that might be 95%, and you say, oh, this yeast is great. I should reuse it. Yeah. If you do the alkaline methylene blue, it might come out 66%. Okay. Because now you have less false positives, and you say, this yeast is no good. Okay. So the, I'm really pushing alkaline methylene blue. And would like you say the percentage of yeast to slurry is? Do you say one-third? Yeah, one-third. Cool. Uh, let's see what this question is here. When you measure the cell count, is this done with the sample taken from the main solution, just counting the cells in suspension, or must you make a starter completely homogenous before you can take a sample to measure? I think that's a great question, and it's what confuses a lot of people. Okay. Is the cell count from a starter? Is it from a concentrated yeast slurry? Is it from what you pitch into? Yeah. Because we can talk about yeast cells per billion. Billion cells per mil, right? Okay. I can say yeast slurry is two billion cells per mil. I could say in your fermentation, 40 million per mil. In Sully's fermentation, yeah. 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 I can say, so it depends on what the yeast are in. Usually in a fermentation, you take cells that are billions per mil, you add it into wort, now they become millions per mil because you basically dilute them okay. into wort. Then they grow up again. So say now they're when you add them and you mix it all up, they're 10 million per mil. They grow five-fold. After fermentation, they're 50 million per mil. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You count the cells and you might only get 5 million per mil because they're all falling out of solution. Okay. So now they fall out of solution, they're 1, 1 billion per mil again. Okay. Because now you remove the beer. Yes. So it depends what you're looking at, the dilution. Uh, if they're fermenting, usually fermenting beer is between 10 and 50 million per mil. Okay. Uh, slurry is about 1 to 2 billion per mil. I'm amazed that this is making sense to wait, me. Wait, I just no, want to point no, out on, right now. Does hold this on. make well, sense? We kind of danced around it, though. So if you had a flask in front of you and the flask was settled down to the very bottom, yes. in terms of you see a cake right. at the bottom and you see liquid on top, I think what they're asking is, would you swirl that up before you took a sample out to count? Or? I don't know if that's what they're asking, but that's what a lot of homebrewers ask. Well, Maybe I'm, that's what I, they how ask. About, how about I'm asking? Okay, okay, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good job, Dr. Graham. <laughs> I say if it's under two liters, say a starter for, two, for five gallons of beer. If it's under two liters, I would never worry about it. If it's over two liters... For five gallons, I would definitely let it settle out and get rid of that ward because oh, oh, now you're starting to contribute to the flavor. No, it's still that. Yeah. What, what do you count? So if you're going to take a sample to count, where d- you count what you count, and so no, you it's count. Fascinating. That- <laughs> <laughs> let me try to make this more sense. You you count what you mix up. Okay, so you, so do I, mix I, say it's, I'm going to mix it up. Yes. Okay. Perfect. That's what I was. That- I'm going to count it. Yes. But I'm also going to know that 
for example, the students at, at uh, Siebel, they said, oh, there's not a lot of cells, right? But it's a lot of cells because it's a lot of cells per mill. Sure. See, and I under- actually understand this e- even, this is really unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Justin's having a moment. It, it, uh, well, because it doesn't matter. if you ta- He just said if you take the solution, then it should be this. Or you could take right. the slurry and it should be this. So... E- no matter what you take, right. there's a measurement for exactly what it should be. And the cell counts are so inaccurate, I don't even think, <laughs> Justin, I, that no, you need to count it. <laughs> yes, you, you could just take these me, numbers. I, yeah. I could just weigh it. You can weigh it because sure. you the, the factors, you can just weigh it. Okay. Now that now you lost me. Now I have to weigh things. I was well, fine I think, with the I think counting. He's referring to me on that nice. on, on well, a bigger brewery yeah, where we're using buckets of yeast. Right, because on homebrew you're like point one pound per. Well, I, I think what should the, here's the homebrew world. These guys they go out and because I, I know them. They buy a... Uh, Every uh, one of them. <laughs> I know the guys who are, are basically asking these questions. Yeah. They buy a microscope. They spend you yeah. know a fair amount of money on getting one on eBay or wherever they get one. They buy a. I can't pronounce it. What? Hemocytometer? Hemocytometer. That's what you said. Yeah. So you buy, they buy one of those, and then they have a starter in front of them go to, I'm just curious. Or they have, say, a, a yeah. fermenting batch of beer. Mm-hmm. Where is the ideal place to draw my sample from? It's say, let's say, our five gallons of fermenting beer. Is it ideally try to get something from the bottom, from the middle? Right. I think that's what they're trying to, or at least that's what I want to know the answer to. Oh, in five gallons of beer or 20 yeah. gallons? You can't try to get the metal. Just get your yeast out. To the slurry. To the slurry. You have to measure Get it the in a separate container. Okay, so you want the slurry. You want to I take want a slurry. sample of the slurry to yeah. do the count. That, Even in a conical fermenter. Okay. Sean's slurry. place. Yeah. He's not really going to be able to count we accurately the metal. We have a conical fermenter here. Yeah, how, where did you get that? I stole it from you. I, I saw that like your living room. I always want brewers to get the yeast out, mix it up, whatever they get, the middle, whatever, get a yeast slurry out, then count what they get out. Doesn't that make sense? But, like, but it's don't the, count it's the slurry, not the don't liquid count the theoretical. that you want to count. Count the slurry. Count the you slurry. guys are going to come to blows here in a second. I was just going to say, I kind of hope There's a lot of like pointing going on uh, right now. Well, I'm right in between them, so I'm nervous, <laughs> Justin. Yeah. Count? It doesn't matter. I does, But... They can count the slurry. They can count what they pitched into. But they've got to count something. They do have to count something. <laughs> I'm they have more talking points. about counting. Otherwise, yes. who cares, right? I want to make you a t-shirt that says, count something, asshole. <laughs> counting is counting. That was the quote earlier. But the, it does... It. I think what what Chris brings up is it matters. Like, is it a slurry? Is it what they pitched into? Yeah. When we're talking about a million cells per mil per degree Plato, what yeah. the heck does that mean? It means... After you add yeast into wort, yeah, and you mix this yeast up, yeah. if you pulled a sample, that's the yeast you're counting. Right. So now we're in millions per mil. In the pitching, we should be 5 million to 10 million per mil. We might have added a yeast vial or a yeast starter that was 100 billion cells or 1 or 2 billion cells per mil. Yeah. But if we want to know what 1 million cells per mil per degree Plato means, that means in that wort. After we've added the yeast, we've mixed it up. Yeah. See, Graham, this is what I was trying to explain. I just explained it like half a retard, and he said it properly. I don't know if that makes any more sense. It it does. I I think just a lot of people go, okay, I'm going to take a shot at this. I'm not a scientist. I just want to kind of know what I'm doing, so do I need to grow up more? Right. Right. 
starter or not. And I think the question I've gotten a lot of times, that's why I'm asking it until I get a definitive answer. And I think I have it now. So I want to take the cake on the bottom and count that. I don't want to try to, if I'm going to do a billions type Mm -hmm. count before I pitch into a fermenter to count that later if we're going to do that. I think I got that too. So I think you're right. We narrowed it down to that. Fair enough. All right, I got more questions. Okay. Let's move on from the counting. (laughs) You've got to dilute if you want to count like that, Chris. You have to dilute the slurry? The slurry. You're going to have to dilute a hundredfold to count it. See, now that's a whole other thing. I'm done. (laughs) No, that made sense to me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have a question, a, per, uh, a personal question. I have this growth. No. Uh, oh. No, You're I did doctor, a... Uh, right? Count it. Let's look at it. <laughs> You're a doctor, right? I got Bend this. over. Mike White, you know what I'm talking about. Hey? So this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just count it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did... Uh, you got more than eight, you got a problem. <laughs> so I just brewed an alt beer on Friday, and I did do a starter and let it sit for two days. I did uh, two... 2,000 milliliter starters for 10 gallons. So I put my word into two uh, six and a half gallon carboys. So dividing up, I put one vial of your German Kolsch into each of my 2,000 mil flasks. All right, uh, which you said earlier, maybe I should have just divided one vial between That's the fine. two of them. That's fine, but it's okay. All right, yeah. here's my question. Just a simple question. It sits for two days. It does. I can see the metabolism happening, and CO2 is coming out. Uh, I've got the slurry on the bottom I don't think I want to pour all 2,000 mils of that starter into my beer because I don't want the flavor to change so I pour off the top Ooh. Yes, this is what... Now, I used to dump the whole thing in there, and I don't remember who it was, but someone saw me do that and goes, why would you do that? You're changing the flavor of your beer. So I started doing this method, and as I'm... I did it today. I'm pouring it off today so I could pitch, and as I'm doing it, I'm going... Isn't there a bunch of yeast in solution yeah. that I'm pouring out right now? Because you, if it's a top cropping yeast strain, like that strain. Like Kolsch? Yeah. It's going away. So I just poured every, I just put if all my If you use the out, English like ale jerk. yeast that dropped to the bottom, then you're not losing it. So it's strain dependent. So would I have wanted to do that with an ale yeast? Would that have been the right way you to do things? should not pour it off. I should pour the whole thing into my beer. If it's under two, two liters or under for five gallons, still pour it off. If it's mm-hmm. over two liters, then give it more time. If you want to do a four liters... I would say then you got to refrigerate, you got to cool it. Yeah. But you got to settle out the yeast. You so still you have to, to settle fall it out. out of suspension. Otherwise, if you do a four liter starter, but you just pour off, then you, it's basically a two liter starter. Yeah. Because you're leaving half the yeast. Damn it. You're throwing away half Can the yeast. Can we ask more questions about that then? Pour out a shitload of yeast. Yeah, let, please do. So these are questions I get a lot. That's yeah. why I want to get them out on the air and, and talk about them. Uh, you, you mentioned refrigerating that starter to yeah. dropping those out. Is there any rules of thumb of speed of which you should allow the temperature to drop? Is there damage at that point no, being done? No, you don't worry about shocking yeast. When you want to drop yeast, you drop that temperature. But Sweet. doesn't that yeah. like defeat the purpose of doing a starter if I'm making it go back to sleep because I want it to fall out of solution? Yeah. Like You're yeah. going to wake it up. Yep. Well, then why not just pitch the vial if I'm going to wake it up and then put it back to sleep and then wake it up again? Right? That's true, too. So I I guess I've gotten the propagation out of it, and then I've put it back to sleep. So that's okay. I've increased my cell count. Mm-hmm. But that sort of uh, metaba- the, the metabolic activity that I want to happen in a starter, so that when I put it into a beer, it's already awake and ready to go, I would be defeating that purpose if I put it in the fridge, chilled it down to get it to drop out of solution, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now, warming the the yeast back up is there then dangers are there of two past no and 
you should start metabolism again. Yeah, we uh, we chill our fermenters at 32 degrees, and we pitch off of that. Mm-hmm. Cold, we pitch cold. So uh-huh. I don't know if that's oh, a good idea or not. Cold pitch debate. Generally not. <laughs> Rises again. That work. You're yeah, probably holding fine. it for a short period of time. Uh, no, not necessarily. You're you saying he shouldn't quickly. pitch cold, Doctor White? Yeah, that's not generally a good idea. Except you shouldn't hold yeast in a, ferm- uh, a fermenter for very long. Ah, okay. So, say you hold yeast in a fermenter, say a commercial fermenter, a twenty barrel fermenter. Mm-hmm. For five days, mm-hmm. you hold it for six days. All of a sudden, it's dead. And he said it's only been one day, right? Five say five days, six days, but it'll die that quickly. So I think what Sean's saying is he moves it over cold. So maybe that works better. Actually. It's the, it will. What happens? There's a couple things happening. We're using the O1 yeast. Okay. It doesn't flock very well. Right. Um, it actually uh, holds up pretty well. It's not. Uh, it, it, it doesn't uh, tolicize very quickly like some other yeast strains I've used. Uh, uh, the English mm-hmm. strains. So uh, when I was at Steelhead, we used this one English strain. It was a proprietary strain, but I think it was a variant of 19, of uh, O2. Yeah. And. Uh, and, and, and it would die on the vine real quickly. I mean, that yeast was terrible, you know, if you didn't pitch it within a certain period of time. But it seems like you can beat the O1 up pretty well. Yeah. It actually holds through. So Strong yeast. Very strong yeah. yeast. It's like me. <laughs> strong, man. That's your outside voice. It's like me. <laughs> so I, I guess we're probably pitching it cold on the second day. It's been cold for a couple of days. Oh, okay. So well, l- let me ask: Can we can we relate this to homebrewers? Since no. that's a big thing of our audience. <laughs> no. right? I don't really think you can relate this cold pitching to homebrew. No one really can do. I've never heard of people being able to do that in homebrew. Oh, sure we can. Absolutely, I cold pitched well, today, me. my tell friend. Tell me how you can. Well, I chill the wort down. No, I'm talking about chilling the. We're cold, talking, we're talking the about yeast. the yeast is cold. I'm pitching the yeast cold from one. I'm pitching from fermenter to fermenter. Oh, I do I an inline listened. yeast transfer. <laughs> yeah, you tuned out when you're having your little internal voice there. Yeah. Um, no, it's like we hook a hose up to the bottom. The, pr- the application is hook up a hose up to the bottom of the conical fermenter yeah. and basically just pitch out of one into the other. And, and and then you chase the cold yeast with uh, the chilled yeast because uh, that fermenter was cold that we uh-huh. came out of with uh, with the cooled uh, wort. Okay. So it's coming over around 72, 74 degrees. Okay. Well, can you guys have this di- dialogue on your own damn time? <laughs> if it doesn't translate. Well, it's actually, you know very, it's, it's actually a very intriguing question because it relates to exactly what we're talking about here. Because I we're see. talking about looking, counting, knowing your yeast. And and what Sean is talking about uh, does not give you the opportunity to to look at the yeast as much as other methods. And maybe there is an application for other breweries yeah. or homebrewers because well, you were just suggesting with the Kolsch yeast that because it's a top cropping yeast to chill it down in the flask. Yes. Yeah. So that's an that's there's an application right there right. Yes. of chilling of chilling the wort of chilling the yeast yeah. down before you pitch it. I nominate right. Mike White as the new host of the Sunday yeah. session. I think <laughs> that uh, we should maybe alternate. Uh, what are you doing next week, Mike White? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> right. Perfect. I'm done with all this. Yeah. Uh, Mike is going to talk about cell counts next. I'm going to coach him. He's going to come in here and he's all going to talk about cells. I'm going to bring a calculator with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Teach some basic math. It's perfect. All right, more questions uh, from the chat room. Here's a good one, just sort of a general question about your your vials. It says, I don't want to throw away my white lab empty vials. What are some good ways to use old vials? We can carry your weed in them. <laughs> oh, I've right seen now. that a lot, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, advocated that, but... 
just pointing it out. <laughs> yeasty, I've uh, been given some gifts. <laughs> you have. Here's your vial back. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Notice your vial smells a lot better this time around. Kind of hoppy. Bre- brewers and the cousins seem to go hand in hand. Uh, what are other uses for the vials? Can recycle them, redeem them, get some free. Uh, join the customer club, and you can get uh, send them back, and then you can get uh, free yeast. How does that work? How many how many vials do I have to redeem to get free yeast? Is it uh, it is it ten? I believe it's ten. I think so. Yeah, I believe it's ten, and I believe uh, you you sign up uh, whitelabs.com Yeah, for the customer club, you bring them back to your store where you. Uh, actually, you send uh, back to us, and then uh, uh, you bring the coupon into your store for a free vial. Uh, once you once you have uh, once you've used ten vials, they're making fun of you, Mike White. Uh-huh. You know what's going on there, Mike, with this company that's doing the free stuff? No, he's a thoughtful speaker. <laughs> yes, remember, he is, actually, <laughs> uh, so, it's serious too. Uh, you'll get a coupon from White Labs. Yes. you'll bring in this coupon to your store. Okay. And the store will give you a free vial. Okay. That's, that store will send the coupon back to us, and then we we uh, uh, reimburse give the store yeah. uh, okay. free coupon. Uh, I have a favorite use though. Or you could just put because your weed in it. Most, so, yes. Uh, or <laughs> I think that's the biggest use of the homebrew vial. Is it really? I think so. Yes, that would be true. People keep so, the cousin in there. But the on the commercial side, we mostly sell yeast in two-liter bottles. And yes. what I thought the most unique use of the two-liter bottle was for collecting, doing oil change out of somebody's car. Ah, <laughs> is that right? Oh, yeah. A guy did his oil change. So the brewer bought the yeast, had his two-liter bottle. Assistant brewer or person working there b- took the bottle home, collected his oil in, yeah. poured it out. Brought it back and expected the brewer to use it again. Okay. Wow. <laughs> With oil. Yeah. Yeah. He rinsed it. Now let, let's talk I, about. Well, like, I what, rinsed what, it. What will motor oil that's been used do to yeast? Flavor wise. <laughs> Luckily, the brewer was smart enough to realize <laughs> why is this dark. I've had a what couple stouts do? that taste like motor oil. I have to say. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those companies. Another question from the chat room. Uh, should you use an airlock or is just foil okay on the top of our Erlenmeyer flask when we do our starters? I'm a foil junkie, but doctor? I am uh, completely with foil. Okay. I think airlock is way overused. Okay. Well, the one Not thing you got to remember, if you put a stopper in a flask and you did, say, the boil right in the flask, some sugar is coming out when it's evaporating out during the boil part. Uh-huh. So if you put a stopper there, you have this lip of exposed, you know, Mild sugars, yeah. but it's exposed. Bacteria can fall yeah. and live in this little channel. Okay. Pull that stopper out. If you don't flame that lip real well, oh. you're going to be pouring over this channel of bacteria. Flaming lips. Yes. Reference. When you pitch yeast, uh, what controls how many? Hmm. What controls how many times they reproduce? Is there a certain cell count the yeast grow until, or is it more that they reproduce three to four times regardless? No, it matters a lot how okay. much yeast you add. So if, like that example before, if you added one of our yeast vials at 100 billion cells into an 800 ml flask, it doesn't grow much. But if you add it to a 4 liter flask, it'll grow. And so it's the same thing in beer. If you add more or less yeast, it'll grow more or less. Usually you want a, a beer to, gr- the yeast to grow in a beer about fivefold. Okay. That's your safe. Happy place. That's where yeast create the right flavors. You as the brewer should look at the beer and say, 
did I get the right yeast flavors out of this beer? Yeah. Did I add too much yeast? Did I add too little Do I like the yeast flavors yeah. that were created here? So you should find your optimal pitching rate. And it's usually not 1 million cells per ml per degree plate dough. Right. Male. It's usually about, like I said, about half that. Then all of a sudden you find, like, wow, I get better yeast flavor here. Yeah. It's exactly how so, you sound when you find it. You go, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want you to find that. Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. What do you do, uh, getting back to the other question, what do you do with those vials you get back? Do you recycle them? Do you reuse them? We do recycle them. Okay. Yeah, we recycle them. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, Saving it's the important earth. to us, yeah. I don't think Dr. Scott recycles his. Uh, he does. He collects the... Uh, Weed at, at beer bureau. <laughs> <laughs> weed. He collects Dr. weed Scott in his. So <laughs> at, at beer bureau, more beer. One of the things weed. Chris did in the very beginning. I don't know if you still advertise it, but if you collect ten thousand vials, Chris will come and brew there. Ah, shop. yeah. So I think we're up to like four thousand or six thousand right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. we've got four I'm or five trash cans full. I've got like eight. You can have them. I'm gonna have to do the big trip to. Here, <laughs> so actually, the uh, yeah. there there Here. are people who might be closer. Uh, yeah, so uh, Chris is going to have to get a ticket pretty soon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, uh huh. No, are these clubs or they're clubs? Yeah. And stores. Yeah. Stores and clubs are doing the same yeah. thing. So yeah. uh, work a little bit harder. <laughs> oh, because I don't sell. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. people, uh, your, good, your people are not sending the vials back to you. I've never. I, I don't want. That, please, customers, do not mail it. Everybody <laughs> send your used files back to Beer, Beer, and More Beer. Care of Chris Graham, <laughs> right to his office. And make them three. smell each bile. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're putting some other stuff in there, maybe. <laughs> All right, we have a lot to get to. We haven't even, I don't even think we're halfway through the things we have to cover, Chris White. So everybody focus, all right? Okay. Serious. And stop laughing over there, Mike White. There's no laughing here, doctor. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm looking at the uh, my uh, vial of weed. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at it. <laughs> that is a joke. <laughs> there is no weed in this place. There's not. Yeah, there you go. Uh, although listeners aren't going to believe that the way we sound no. right now. Which is better? These are all questions from the chat room. You can hit the chat now button if you want to get in on this. Uh, which is better, collecting dregs or krausening? Krausening. Krausening. What? What do you think? So I guess you're, they're talking, do, you know, do we do the slurry at the bottom or do we do the foam at the, the, foam at the top? Uh, that's the question, right? I only have one option. Yeah. And that's the bottom. Yeah, because of the conical fermenter. Hey, uh, uh, Mike. Mike McDowell's with us today. Don't you have some magic Krausening collecting method I heard about? Some mythical... Well, nothing, nothing magic. I, I would... Uh, get right up in there. Get on that. Uh, spoon and... Uh, Scoop off some of the croissant and uh, use that to make a starter. You do? Yeah. So, like, a, 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 in addition to a vial or in instead of, of a, vial. a vial? Instead of a vial. So you'll scoop that croissant right off the top? Right. No kidding. You I like what Mike that. has to say there. I think a lot of people are surprised when I like croissant or like, like taking off the top because they say, oh, it doesn't seem so sanitary. The yeast health at the top is very, very high. Is it? Okay. Because that is yeast that only comes to the surface after about two days. Then they drop down. Uh, so you're getting yeast that's very healthy, very early. Okay. So high vitality. Yeah. 
And if you can keep the sanitation part under control, which is up to you as an individual. Yeah. Uh, but if you can keep that part in control, you can get great yeast from the top. Okay. So, Mike, how do I get a spoon in my carboy? Yeah, for, yeah you I don't, keep don't trying. And then, you don't you know, use carboys, right? You're using a conical. I see some sort of like wine thief kind of thing <laughs> with a carboy, but I, see, I just have to put the lid on the conical. Yeah, and uh, make a scoop. It's not, you know, obviously the most well, sanitary way. Well, it sounds to me like uh, the blow off would be a great time well, to I've collect done some. I've done a blow off to a, an intermediate beaker. Uh huh. You know, and I, I'm able to take the. Uh, I have like a piece of racking can I use. I can push it down into the croissant. Okay. And then I'm, and then I can go into a sterile closed environment to do it too. Yeah. yeah. So I think carboy users could could do the blow off method. I like cool. And I've talked to Chris Graham about this before. Like we need to have an open fermenter kind of collection. I sell a la Burton Union system. Uh-huh. The blow off collecting yeast is Burton Union. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's lend us into what kind of stops the average home brewer from doing this. Don't tell let's, us what to do. No, let's talk about storage of yeast. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what to do, because I'm Dr. Graham. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Right. Uh, but no, it, you know, Mike brews a tremendous amount of beer. Uh, I don't know how often you brew, Mike, because legally I'm sure you only make 100 gallons. That's not the question. But how often <laughs> yes. do you brew? I'm talking Mike McDole here. He just said three times a week. Three times a week no, you brew. Good Lord. But, I mean, I brew often enough that, you know, collecting like that, and and yeah. and making a starter that'll be good for the following weekend is is appropriate. Yeah. If I'm not going to brew, you know, in, in a reasonable amount of time, I'm just up at the beer store buying some more vials. Yeah. Know, to, okay. To do it the right way. Okay. Well, Chris, if you make a starter, let's say you do exactly what Mike did, right. and you you grow up a starter over a couple of days. You, you said two days was a, a your ideal minimum right. time for a starter. What are some times for homebrewers to use as a length of time they can store it in that flask? Well, that's true, Chris. I mean, if you're collecting yeast that way, hey, read you're from brewing the one weekend. <laughs> You're collecting. Um, my idea is you collect it from the top during the week, and you use it the next weekend. You don't want it sitting so around. So if you're not using it, that you know, if you're not brewing every week, this doesn't really apply. Okay, so you got to be doing it. Like you got to have no life, like Mike McDowell, <laughs> and be brewing yeah. three times a week. I've done this before. Where I've top cropped off a two-day ferment, you know, second day into a, a beer I brewed that day. Yeah. So I'm like doing like a yeah. transfusion kind of thing. Okay. It's the minimum's way of yeah. Yeah. fermentation. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, Mike McDowell is a fantastic brewer. We've been oh, drinking yeah. his beer That's all amazing. night. He's a well, finalist in the uh, Sam Adams competition. Have you heard that, Dr. White? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be announced at the GABF. He's going to be there, and we'll be there supporting him, too, to find nice. out if uh, his beer gets chosen to get made by Sam Adams. It's cool. And their long shot competition. What day do they so, uh, announce that? I think. Do you know which day they're going to do the announcement? October 13th. Then. The 13th. So that's Friday. Friday, I think. Saturday session. Okay. Session. Oh, okay. So it is, it's a Saturday then. So they're going to announce that. So I only bring that up not to uh, make you blush, but uh, I think we have new listeners who might not know who Mike McDowell is. So when we talk about his processes, we're talking about someone who, who brews great beer. So you, know, you should listen. Now, do you think, uh, whoa, uh, cropping off the uh, uh, a conical fermenter, whether it's in a professional environment or a homebrew environment, that uh, sort of along the lines of uh, wanting to top crop, if you kind of look at the stratification that occurs when, within the conical fermenter, obviously you're going to get some uh, trube and some dead cells maybe at the bottom or less viable cells at the bottom of the cone. So if you pull, because we, uh, kind of getting back to what we were talking about before, pulling that trube off, those dead cells, and kind of going for that middle Area, if you're kind of visualizing the the, the cone of the fermenter, don't don't you think that's where those top propping cells would settle out in the fermentation process or settling process? Yes. 
Okay. I'm done. I'll see you guys. That was a great. That was a, that was an unusual answer by Dr. White, by the way, when he says I yes. just set him up for it. It was also great radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, okay. Trying to get that bill air. How do you, you know, how yeah. do you get it? How do you In know? a fairly large fermenter, you may get good at like letting off the brown yeasty, not looking good yeast and then getting the creamy yeast, getting that middle layer. But as soon as you start, you know, if you're not in 20 hectoliter fermenter, if you're not a five gallon fermenter, if you're, a, how do you get that middle layer, even in a big fermenter? Very, very tricky. But you could look at it and actually visual, visually see what the yeast looks like or what the slurry Where? looks like through a hose. Well, you know, you, you, know, like, you take a sample off and look at it. You take a sample off, but then how do you collect that sample? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I put it on the floor. Lick it up. All right, one more question. We're going to take a break. Um, someone wants to know where's a good place to get a, a hemocytometer. We do sell them at whitelabs.com, but yeah, nice. we do. But there are uh, other lots of lab supply places sell them. Um, there's a homebrew place. Does more beer sell them? No, e- eBay. No. Um, I just said eBay. Sinmar, uh, okay. eBay, Sinmar, those type yeah. places are a great place to pick that kind of stuff up. Is that what Mike was hand signaling to me? I thought you were talking about porking somebody. <laughs> I couldn't tell what <laughs> you were doing. Any other beer. That's yeah. That's eBay. That's the international hand sign for eBay. He's doing dang signs of eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, See, throw down for eBay. Yeah, good place to get the money. How come you guys don't sell them at a homebrew shop? We've we, yeah, we <laughs> talked about it. It's you know, it's a very. I mean, people laugh at me like, why do you sell these you know stainless conic, conical temp controlled fermenters? And yeah. at first, you know, they they sell slow, and we've just kind of choose the battles of what we think homebrewers really want as toys and tools. And yeah. I don't know that I can sell microscopes and lab yeah, equipment that's true. less than what the lab people do it because that's their job, right? See, White Lab That's sells a, a whole excuse. microscope kit. Has hemostometer, dyes, all that stuff. Really? In there, so. That's yeah, so right usually what we sell. The perfect how much? gift uh, for every a beer geek. hundred dollars. couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow, that's not bad. Yeah. That's That doesn't include a microscope, though, right? No, that's that's the kit without the microscope. Gotcha. The microscope. Much? A 400 times microscope, what would you expect to pay for something like that? You can get one for about $300. Oh, wow. That's pretty yeah. cheap. With well, a mirror. <laughs> and uh, and light a light source. <laughs> and Randy will come and show you how to use now, it. How, how much are the ones that you can hook your camera into? Uh, about 1500 wow. starting. Yeah. How much are the ones you have to take outside and use sunlight? <laughs> like Randy has. About $300. <laughs> I see. It's maybe 200 <laughs> And it works. Okay. By the Randy microscope. It does work. All right. Uh, how's the chat room doing? I don't know where okay? yeah, Wait, hang on. Let me turn oh, your microphone on. Thanks. Go ahead. It's actually really cool. This guy just sent me a lick for... Um, a lick. A link. Oh. Nice. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, you know, it's going to happen. It's okay. It's okay, turn down. her microscope back off. <laughs> but anyway, it's this link to eBay, and there's this bottle... There's an original bottle from 1852 of this Arctic Ale, and it ends in 55 seconds, and it's going for $503,000. What? Yeah. For a bottle of beer? That's got to be a joke. No, it says... um, How many bids? 157. Oh, so it's legit. Yeah, it's, it's um, not one guy. It bothers me <laughs> that much? there are 157 people it's that have that kind of money to just throw around. Five hundred three grand. I was just gonna say we've got Chris and uh, and, and, and Dr. White and myself here. Let's buy it. You yeah. want to get you want to <laughs> get in on I'm, that? I'm in, I'm in for like 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it ends in about a minute. It's Mike White, come on, Mike. 
<laughs> Mike White. I think it's Whitey. I'll put my house up. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it says uh, this ale is spe- uh, specially brewed and bottled in England in 1852 for Kane's expedition in search of Sir John Franklin. We can uh, have it here for the next show. I think yes. it. I think it just ended. Yeah, we would just let's hope that you know, the uh, winners. Uh, we would listener. just open it and drink it. Yeah, let's see if the winner's a listener and he'll just donate it. Yeah. That's oh, it just idea. ended. Five hundred and three thousand three hundred dollars. That person's a moron. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out. But we would live. drink it and we'd just say it's poundable. Yeah. Yes. The and then we'd get really yelled cool. at. Oxidized. <laughs> How could you just drink it and not talk about every detail? <laughs> you know, uh, the white was the white should be bidding on that because well, as Mike said he should. You could have gotten the yeast from that. I don't know. You saw Ray Daniels' article on the uh, beer in Britain Mm. that he had uh, earlier this year, but I was there. Uh We had this uh, beer called Ratcliffe from Bassbury's, and that was a 138-year-old beer. Okay. So we tried that for $0. For $0. How was it? And um, it was amazing. The brewer, It really was, because the brewer asked us in this pub, you guys, I've got this old beer. Okay. I want to try it. Ray kind of described it a little bit. But do you want to try this beer? And we he asked us how old it was. We all said, okay, 10 years old. He asked you, know, you how old it was before old. you had tasted it? Or you had tasted it? As we it. tasted okay. it, because he didn't tell us how old it was. Okay. Or any idea of how old this was. And, um, you know, how how old is it? We all thought about 10 or 20 years old because it wasn't really, it didn't break down. Hmm. The malt profile was still there. It tasted like a beer. It tastes like an old beer. But none of us even assumed anything over 20 years. Wow. Okay. And this is a 138-year-old beer. That's unbelievable. And is it drinkable? It was completely drinkable. Really? It was a like a bar it was a barley wine. It was over 10% when it was brewed. Wow. And the breakdown was very little like I said. So it it was malty. But it didn't taste it tasted very much like beer. Yeah. Um it was corked be uh, 138 years old, so yeah. it was corked, and it was delicious. That's Excellent. amazing. Uh, I, I just want to add to that. I actually brewed that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm old. Yeah, Sully brewed that 130 years ago. He was 50 then. <laughs> well, I've often made fun of old British beers that they were not va- made very well. Yeah, they could be contaminated. This, you, I learned a little something about drinking this beer. In the mid 1800s, the British were brewing some great beers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Sully can vouch for and that. And you can pick that up at your local Safeway for 95 and <laughs> 6 yeah. It's on post stops, so you get a buck off. It's great. <laughs> okay, here's what we got to do. Quick break, but we got more to get to, and we're going to get through it. Chat's going to keep us on track, I'm sure. And, uh, we're going to be very serious about it. Yes. Uh, here's what we have to do when we come back. We're going to talk about yeast around the world with uh, Dr. White here, because uh, he's been, been doing some traveling. I want to find out what the scene is like. If you have more questions, uh, don't be afraid to send them over. We'll get them in here. 888-401-BEER is the number. And you can also join the chat room, and we'll ask them that way. And also, right when we come back from the break, we have to uh, give away an entry into the our, our Great American Beer Festival right. giveaway. Cool. Sponsored by White Labs East Company and Beer, Beer, More Beer and the Brewing Network and the Great American Beer Festival. And also, we're going to talk about some brand new yeast strains that uh, White Labs is dealing with now. Some of them are really cool, actually. we got like a Charlie Papazian yeast strain right now. Very exciting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen and gentlemen. All right. So when we come back, that's what we're going to do. Hang in there. We'll be right back. It's the Whites. It's very serious. Nobody's having any fun. I'm not having fun. Be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila, tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all-night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not, is a major factor in dancing like a retard, may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them, also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people, and it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! All right. Uh, Brewing classic styles, take one. So we got to do this commercial for the BN. Okay. What do you want to do? I don't know. It's uh, for Jamil's new book. Are you going to get it? Of course. Are you going to pay money? I think we get that stuff for free, don't we? <laughs> I haven't got anything for free yet, have you? No. Got a free kick in the butt. Yeah. This is starting to sound like an episode of The Butchers. Why haven't we done one of those butchers lately? No one likes them. Oh. There's good reason nobody likes those either. What's that? Because I'm short and insecure and you're fat and smell like ass. Oh, man, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we roll tape? All right, let's go. This fall, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available from just one place. Uh, no, did you can get it in a lot of places. Well, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available for pre-order from only one place. That's not true either. All right, smarty pants, but only one place will have it signed. Oh, that's cool. TheBrewingNetwork.com offers brewing classic styles by Jamil Zanishev, the most awarded homebrewer in history, and homebrewing expert John Palmer. Available now for pre-order from the Brewing Network store, signed by Jamil himself. It's every BJCP style. Every recipe is extract and all grain. Every single one has won awards. Every style has some tips on how you brew the beer, what to focus on, what the key parts are of brewing and extract version of the style. Available this fall, Brewing Classic Styles. Pre-order your copy today. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. 
Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Freccia and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from John. Park. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Back with the Whites, and we're back with Doctor Sully, and we're back with Doctor Graham, and <laughs> hell, we're back with Doctor McDole even. Why not? And uh, all hanging out here, and we're gonna keep talking yeast with you. Get your questions in eight 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 four zero one beer, or you can enter the chat room. Stephanie's in there helping you out. First thing we got to do right now is get uh, an entrant into our Great American Beer Festival all expense paid trip extravaganza we are going to take caller number are you eating in my studio again stephanie no, i'm not steph I'm i not we'll talk about it when we get home again you better if you don't beat her i will beat her just as long as you don't do it in the face you just keep it in the body area and then nobody nobody knows it's our little secret honey you can't be visible Eight 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 four one beer caller number. Give me a low number from a yeast strain. Seven. <laughs> wow. Okay. Seven caller number seven. Eight 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 four one beer. We're going to enter your name into the hat. Uh, what yeast strain is double uh, seven? A dry English ale yeast. There you go. Well, he's quick on the draw. He beat you to it, Mike White. I was almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Caller number seven eight 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 four zero one beer. Steph, yeah, just when you just pick up and say no and hang up on those people that aren't number seven. Only number seven gets through, All right. and then we'll talk to him and uh, and only if we know them. And we're going to do this twice. We're going to do it right <laughs> now, and then we'll do it at the end of the show. And this whole the whole contest is rigged. <laughs> it's how I'm getting to the JBF. I'm going to win. <laughs> you should count. Actually, really I was no? planning on winning. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's still trying to go. <laughs> 
please. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to that Brazilian restaurant that we go to every time we're there. You, oh. you know what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. Whitey. Oh. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Justin and I went this yeah. year. Yeah, we went. And uh, the wait, we got the waiter to make fun of JP. Oh, that was oh. classic. It was great. Navo actually was there. Oh. We did it with this. And we got the yep. waiter to make fun of JP, and then JP went home. Ouch! <laughs> this is a little bit of a bad uh, ending. Yes, yeah. but the food was great. Yeah, set aside, set aside four hours. We'll do it again, right? And don't eat before you go. Yeah, uh, don't plan on doing anything afterwards. If you've never had the Brazilian uh, cuisine, it's Brazilian, right? I'm gonna get yeah, that right. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, Brazilian steakhouse, basically. And they just bring by all of this meat and just cut it off. Like you, you have like an on so switch and an off yeah. switch, and as long as the switch is on, yeah. they keep bringing you food. Which was I a bit of a battle, wasn't it? Yeah. I was like, leave it on, leave it on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This one I don't remember what it's called. But they, I want yeah. them to be a sponsor so I can get a free meal. <laughs> they have the same, the regular Brazilian. Did food. we not get the caller number seven yet? Oh, there we go. That's call number seven. All right. Winner. Let's uh, ding, talk ding, to ding, our winner. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Dr. Mike White, you want to talk to our winner? Let's have you do it. Why not? Just for fun. Sure. Call, caller, you're on the air with Dr. <laughs> Mike White. Hey, Mike. Hello. How are you? I'm just fine. This is Larry and Rala. Larry, uh, I believe you're number seven. Yep. And uh, really? that, congratulations. <laughs> Wow. I told you I vote Mike White for yeah. the new host of this program. Good. <laughs> so are you a Chris, are you a Chris um, uh, brewing any Lambics? Uh, uh, not this time. Uh, a lot of our customers are. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, so uh, tell us about yourself, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a recent graduate of a, of a class called a Cybel uh, ah. Dance Home Oh, very good. You were at the class. I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> I like to long take long walks. Long uh, <laughs> and uh, and I you specialize enjoy- in fixing broken microscopes. Aha. Yes. Excellent. Larry did a great job. Thank He's you very up much. lights for Randy's. Did this guy call earlier? That yeah. Diff- oh, it's the same Larry? Is yeah. Right? Oh, great. Good. Larry helped out a lot in the micro class. Yeah. He's uh, He teaches science, so he knows what he's doing. It's yeah. like the Larry show now. Yeah. It's, uh, I think Larry's the new Mike host. Larry, Larry uh, can you yeah, come out and... microbiology for nursing. Okay, great. Larry, we have an opening <laughs> because I'm going to be fired. Yeah. Larry, uh, can you come out next week... We need to, a new host. Uh, ...to work on the show? <laughs> I just want Larry to laugh all show long. <laughs> Hey, Larry, I gotta keep moving because we have to be serious and I, uh, pr- uh, you're, you're gonna put your name in a hat to win a trip to the GABF courtesy of Beer, Beer, More Beer and White Labs and the Brewing Network Great. and the Great American Beer Festival. Uh, email chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com and just give them all your information, your name and address and we'll put your name okay. in the hat. Cool. Okay. Thanks Good for calling. Congratulations. All right, brother. Cheers. And thanks for playing, and we'll be doing this again before the end of the show. So hang in there with us, and you too could have your chance. Uh, free name and hat. The big hat that uh, Chris Graham has. Going to construct. Weld up. He's just going to borrow one of Sully's hats. <laughs> it's <laughs> a big hat. We can fit all the, uh, I got a lot of hats. Just take the Vespa helmet. That was too easy. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> you guys ever read our forum, Whites? You guys ever seen the pictures and stuff in there? 
Uh, I've reviewed it before, not for a few days. There's no. a picture of Sully on his Vespa <laughs> that is just a for a few. Yeah, like you're great. You're like uh, you're like in court and you're responding to these things like you're in a deposition. <laughs> I, ha- I have you- seen the link. <laughs> I have gone to the link. I have not gone to the link in the last few days. You pause for a moment. You think. You look at your lawyer to make sure he's not saying objection, and then you answer the question. Yes. <laughs> Um, and Mike White, has Chris White been to the forum ever? Chris White has been everywhere on the site. I see. Good. Oh, yes. He, uh, he's a big fan. <laughs> he posts as uh, Milt. He, he listens to a lot of the archives. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, we, well, we can't tell you what his uh, his name is his on handle? the forum. Yeah. I think it's like JP or something. <laughs> yeah. I am it's JP. Cassandra. <laughs> wow, you're the hot one. Yeah. <laughs> you were emailing me for a while there. <laughs> I thought we had something. I wanted to meet you. <laughs> All right. In the uh, dark. Let's get back on Dr. task here. Cassandra. All right. Oh, here's a question I skipped over earlier. Uh, let's do this quickly. Is it okay to freeze yeast with a uh, glycerol buffer? Is that right? No. No. Uh, uh, that's mean, how it's written. No, no. That's a, Oh, that's, that's the okay. answer. Oh, I see. Okay. But the answer is no. It's not okay to do that. Well, I mean, it, in the laboratory setting, if you can freeze it at minus 80 degrees Celsius, uh-huh. that's cold. That's very cold. Right. It's cold. That's cold. That would hurt. Then you can do it. Okay. But if you try to just freeze yeast in your normal freezer, which is about minus 20 degrees Celsius, and um, the yeast loses about 10% of its viability as soon as you freeze it. Okay. And then it loses 10% about every couple of weeks because it's freeze. Most freezers now are freeze-thaw. Okay. So your freezer freezes, thaws, freezes, thaws, freezes, thaws, and your yeast dies off. Aha. So you need a laboratory ultra freezer at either minus 80 degrees Celsius, which is about the temperature of uh, dry ice, Mm -hmm. or uh, liquid nitrogen. Okay. Even colder, so. Well, I've got a door of that hanging around the house. Yeah. (laughs) So generally, no. You just, you keep your yeast in the refrigerator. Okay. Between uses, and you try to use it within two weeks. If you can't, gotcha. don't reuse it. Well, I'm glad we've gone over this because I had some uh, questions emailed to me, too. A listener who can't listen live, but will uh, check out the archive. Um, he wanted to know about freezing yeast. He says that he's heard people saying that they've stored yeast for two-plus years in the freezer without negative effects on yeast health. And it sounds oh. to me like you're calling bullshit on that. Well, I love what, I love when people say they've done things, but they're not a scientist. They have no idea how yeah. to objectively like. My quantify. beer was just as good as it ever was. Well, I'll tell you that. Well, these people were accurate. I mean, these people probably were successful in terms of restarting the yeast, mm-hmm. and they were lucky because you, you lucky. know there there's a lot of things that happen in the fermentations that that sometimes are just luck. And yeah. if you're two years in the freezer. And it's, yes, it's possible to get it restarted, but your chances are very small. Okay. No, I and mean it's it, not a recommended program. It also, I mean, if you put it on a slant, you could get quite a bit of time. Yes, but you still have to regrow it. Sure, it's not like you can put a lot of and yeast then on pitch a slant. It, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Same person followed up with a different question. It says, when I make a starter for yeast storage, I fill a tube like an old uh, sanitized uh, white lap vial. I fill it with yeast cap it, and I put it in the fridge. Is there something I can add um, post-growth? So he's propagated, he's put it in the fridge now. Is there something he can add? He wants to know to improve yeast health and viability during storage, like maybe a pinch of yeast nutrient before putting them in the fridge or anything like that. Is there a way to uh, help? No whispering, Sully. Oh, sorry. What do you think, Sully? We do everything on the mic well, here. Well, don't you sell a yeast nutrient? 
We do, but it's the yeast nutrient in Cervomyces still has to be used during yeast growth because yeast take up the Cervomyces in the growth as a nutrient. So if you just add it later and say the yeast will just look at it and kind of laugh. Right. <laughs> you can see those yeast. Oh, 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 your yeast nutrients. I love it that that's how Chris White sees his little yeasty friends as little people who do that. Well, they're very clicky, too. Some of them are like, oh, screw you. Ha-ha. You yeah. can use Giving them a finger. You came too late to the party. With your imitation Nikes and your no-name sunglasses. You're not getting it. I also imagine that the, the voice of all of your yeast friends is actually Mike White's voice. That's what you hear in your head when you picture them saying that. Also, that's like scary, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frightening. So servo has to be used in growth. You can't do it afterward and then... Right. Okay. Because you want to... They have to take it up in a certain pattern mm-hmm. in metabolism. Yeah. And uh, So is there something else that they could put in, or are you saying we should just use servo in growth and that will... Well, in growth, all nutrients pretty much in growth. Okay. Just adding later, nah, nothing really. Okay. So nothing helps. we can do there. Okay. No. Uh, what else? Um... Oh, I wa- here somebody else wanted to know, uh, would it be a good idea to store my yeast in an acidic environment, like a star sand solution, due to most bacteria being killed off of off a low pH, would the star sand solution kill off any po- any possible contamination over time without affecting the yeast? Sorry. It'll kill it. Yes. Kill the yeast. It will. It doesn't happen immediately, but it acidic conditions kill yeast, too. They just don't die off quickly. So we can acid wash yeast sometimes and kill off some bacteria, but it, that acid will kill the yeast too over time. You can't okay. just store it like that. They have to regulate the pH when you're acid washing. Washing. And Chris, uh, why would the why would those conditions kill the yeast? I mean, I think there's a simple explanation. Is it acid kills cell? every microorganism? Exactly. Okay. You know, but yeast have a resistance to low pH, so you can take down yeast to maybe say pH 2.5 mm-hmm. in cold conditions. It has to be. Refrigerator, you know, 40 degrees uh, for one hour, and they can handle it. Okay. But that's it. What if I handle my yeast while on acid? <laughs> Is that affecting It's going to die, buddy. You're kill it. <laughs> just, just like your brain cells. They'll start talking to you, those little cells. It'll be Mike White's head, like, yeah. you know, speaking, floating around in your head. Well, How many billion? <laughs> yeah. Hello there. Well, Burning Man's at the end of the month, so I just got to know these things ahead of time. Oh, no. Don't bring yeast to Burning Man. <laughs> Don't. Uh, okay. You'll end up drinking it. <laughs> it's been done before on one Chris of our shows, house. actually. Okay, let's start talking about the new yeast strains that you guys have. About. I always think this is cool when you guys put out new specialized strains because uh, especially sometimes they're from uh, professional brewers and if you're a fan of that brewery you get to then try to make something similar. What are some of the new things you guys got coming out right now or that, that are already out even I think some of them uh, the um, the main one is uh, well we've got three but okay. uh, the, the most popular and the most probably sought after right now is cry havoc. Cry Havoc. Cry Havoc. It's a... Uh, uh, don't laugh. Don't laugh now. I like it. Now, there's a lot of questions about It's an this. interesting name. That's it's all I'm it saying. Means we'll have to crazy, get... wild. Yeah, there's a lot of questions about this yeast. It's a, it's a, the subject of a lot of chat boards. It's it's a yeast that uh, Chris White has been... Doctor Chris mm-hmm. White. Thank you. Has, Whoa. Has been <laughs> he doesn't want to get beat later. Has been working with uh, M- Charlie Papazian... For a few years, and they've been talking about it because it's, uh, it's Charlie's yeast that he's had for many years. Okay. Uh, the books that he's written, he's used this yeast uh, in his recipes. 
uh, he, it works with his ales and his lagers. With said, both? Yes. Um, yeah. All said, of Charlie's beer is basically in both. All his books have been made with his yeast. Really? It's a yeast that it's a lager yeast, but it does ales and lagers. Okay. So I went to um, actually t- about two years ago. I went to a beer festival in uh, Nuremberg, Germany, with Charlie. Mm-hmm. So we flew. Uh, this is when I was at the board on the board of directors of the Association of Brewers. So we had a meeting in Boulder, Colorado. So we both flew from Denver to Germany. So on the plane, we talked a lot about this yeast. And then we were in Germany. We talked a lot about this yeast. And it's kind of fun going around a beer festival like that in Germany with Charlie because he knows everybody. Really? That's cool. So he's introducing me to lots of people. So I'm hanging out in Hop's booth, different Hop booths that I never would hang out in. Yeah. Different Belgian booths. So we just talked, and we continue to talk about the sea strain because that's, you know, my interest. Yeah. That's all you're talking about. <laughs> about the Hop booth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great Hop uh, booth, but uh, Charlie, what about that? <laughs> we were talking about the plane for 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to ditch you. He has, yeah, yeah. introducing you to other people, pawning you off. off. Yeah, are you still here, Chris? Shut up about the goddamn yeast. Go get a wiener. <laughs> Here's a vial of your uh, yeast. There's something else in it, but here, get away from me. Yeah, but you finally got him to cough. I broke up him down, and uh, yeah. I said, Can we, "Well, we, you know, we'll pay you, Charlie. We'll okay. you know, license it through you, and we'll we'll." Make this yeast available to homebrewers. Yeah, so this took a couple of years to yeah. come to fruition because uh, of things. How much are you paying him? Come on, yeah. give me the goods. Oh, a he's lot of making dough. Millions, millions off of this. A lot of dough, <laughs> just like just, the cell count. Yeah, we're bringing just, Charlie back. Yeah, does he get commission on like every cell or uh, a dollar per cell? <laughs> it's a dollar <laughs> a cell. Whoa! Woo! Hello, Charlie. Available at your retail cost for the low, low price of six trillion dollars. Yeah. You know, it, seriously though, because of Charlie's reputation and his uh, experience, it has created quite a stir. It's sold out. Yeah. And uh, and you know what? Uh, joking aside, he really wanted it to be the homebrewers, okay. so he didn't really ask for a lot. Sure. Actually, so um, it's just a, a little change money for him. But it's uh, he wanted to make it available to homebrewers. Okay. So it's fun that we have it now. We just started this in June. Okay. Uh, and it's still making its way in the stores. A lot of stores don't have it. Really? That's so cool. You guys have it yet? Oh, absolutely. We, we keep selling out of it. Yeah, you really? Can't keep it in fast enough. Everyone's just using it, huh? Yeah. That's really cool. And it's got to be fun just because you can go look at his recipes and have the exact... Um, there's a couple. Same there's a couple of yeast strains you have, though, that are sort of... Uh, they can use for both ales and lagers, actually. Certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What other strains do you have to do that? Guys, eight ten. <laughs> They're thinking. They I know they are. The they, they, they the WLP eight ten, which is the yes. San Francisco, of course. That, yeah. That's a good dual purpose one. Mm-hmm. Um, coal yeast, the O twenty nine. That's what I'm using California right now. California ale yeast O one. California, you can log oh, yes. under sixty four yes. degrees. You oh, yes. found what? Wait, oh, well, everybody just take a step <laughs> hey, back. Hey, hey, and hey, absolutely, O one can be used for everything. I'm gonna beat him up right now. I here. am so me, glad uh, you brought this up. Wait, can I jump on this place for a second, sir, Sully? Doctor, yeah, you, uh, is it funny? Because that's what you. No, I'm not here. I gotta ask a technical question. Okay. Uh, what's so? How cold can you go with O one? Because that's our house yeast. Yes. The, it depends. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kick your ass right here now. If I turn your head, I don't want to see the beating your brother's about to get. <laughs> I'll tell you why. It depends. Okay. If this yeast is fermenting strongly, you can bring it down to 52. No problem. Yeah. I've had breweries do this. Yeah. But if it's not fermenting strongly, 65. 
So if it is fermenting, then it's really able to go really low. But it has to be fermenting strongly. Okay, to do how that. fast can you change the temperature of the overall? If batch it's for, of beer? it depends. <laughs> uh huh. And I'm gonna get you a goddamn T-shirt that it says on that. <laughs> oh yeah. Give I me some diapers. <laughs> as long as I think they make those. As long as it says doctor it on the back. Doctor yeah, I know about those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Go ahead. Explain how how fast can we cool it down? If it's fermenting, you can cool it as fast as you you crash it. It doesn't really? care. If it's not fermenting, if it's just starting fermentation or just ending fermentation, you'll shock it by, you know, five degrees. Right. But if it's fermenting strongly, you could drop it 10, 15 degrees Fahrenheit. So, so you're saying when no you see a good Krausen on the top, you can go as fast as you as want. As fast as you want. So okay. go in warm and then ramp it down. In ramp it. So yeah. you go in at, what, 65, 68 right. degrees, and then you take it down to 52. Yes. And it will do oh, it. Okay. I know people will do that. Do you have What's to warm right? it back up as it nears its end? Yes. Because if you keep it cold too long, then fermentation slows down, and then it sees the cold. And it goes, ooh, it's cold. <laughs> it's like a... In Mike it goes to survival. Basically Wait, like Mike a White, what does it sound like when it does that? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I think that Vinny Chalerzo, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, my fourth Duval here, or uh, whatever it is. Uh, he, uh, he told me a story, I heard a story about it, that he had a stout that he brewed. Apparently, uh, the Glycol jacks, Jackets froze up, and he ended up, uh, and he was using the 01 yeast, and then he warmed it up, and it, uh, it yeah. ended up getting uh, up to 52 degrees, and uh, that's when it started kicking off again. Yeah. Flies buzzing around. Hey, what's me. up with that, Mike White? He looks stop. a little like a spaz. <laughs> it's because the show is dying. There are flies showing up. <laughs> so uh, you're hearing a lot of interesting feedback right now about 001. Yes, and that's years worth of experience on that. This this strain we just started. We haven't uh, received a whole lot of feedback for it yet because people's beers are not made. We are, are we back to cry are, havoc are now? We're back to cry yeah, okay. havoc. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Not one. And, yeah. and and what's interesting, we'd love to hear what people think about it, and uh, you know, just take some time because their beers are not done yet. Yeah. And we'd also like to have other ideas on how to rename our yeast. Really? Cry havoc. You know. Where does cry havoc come from? <laughs> That was uh, Charlie Papazin. That was his name. Right. It, okay. Yeah, he named it uh, because of the kind of duality of lager ale, the craziness of the strain. I see. He First, he thought of, like, you know, some of his, you know, like, uh, brewing book names, and he yeah. wanted to be a little unusual. Okay. So, it's his name. I we like are, it. I we like are not actually. I think it's a great name. It is an interesting name, but we are not uh, in the process of renaming all our strains. That was a bit of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> just so everyone knows. And just so everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, but we enjoy the name. We enjoy the the, the the strain. And we and then we also have a couple of blends because uh, a lot of brewers are are blending their strains, getting something interesting. We also want to offer that to home brewers as well as professionals. So we have the a new Saison blend, a new uh, Cream Ale blend. Really? And so uh, what is the Saison blend a blend of? I will turn to Chris White. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Chris White. Dr. White. Do you know it? Well, the blends are all a little bit secret. Really? It a depends. little bit. You jerk. Yeah, it depends. But of no, they the, are. They're the blend of our of our Saison yeast, but the, the Saison and some Trappist yeast and, okay. and Abbey. But cool. Um, the idea is to get a Saison yeast that dries out better. Okay. It's blended better. And... 
I think they're pretty cool for homebrewers when we're making five, ten gallon batches, even up sure. to twenty. We don't get the opportunity to oh. take two or three different beers and blend them together. That, yeah, that, I mean that's a lot of fun to sit down and do that, but yeah. most of us don't make enough beer to be able to do that on a regular basis. Yeah, and that's what the blends are kind of about because we have a lot of brewers who are blending yeast. We have winemakers who are blending yeast. We just had some wine today from a local winery that is blending three yeast strains hmm. uh, here in uh, Concord. Uh, and if, you know, brewers can do that too. Home brewers can buy three or four different yeast strains, but it gets expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So we're blending them together in the vial. And Unless you win the year supply by right. listening live in September and you're the winner of the drawing. Ten vials of yeast free, I heard. And, you know, we did a lot of just <laughs> two and a half yeah. miles. Uh, Chris White's the opposite yeah. of Chris Graham. He actually yeah. cuts things down as the show goes on. Oh, that Chris told me to do that. <laughs> I we, want him to have a 40. We visited quite a few homebrew stores in the last year, and that's what we were hearing. Uh, please come out with some more blends. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That's what uh, a lot of homebrewers are interested in these days. So That is cool. So that's your new uh, Saison. What, is it, is that, what's the name of that one? Saison Blend. I see. Very, <laughs> <That's> very <laughs> sexy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're taking it after Charlie on Cry Saison. <laughs> one of the reasons we switched like primarily to just being a White Labs house from being dual bo- both yeast strains at the same time. They pay one, the most. <laughs> you know, no, inventory is, is one thing. Perishability is another. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it moves fast enough that we could easily carry both. But we did side-by-side experiments. We we always enjoyed White Labs yeast strains um, from the experiments that we did, but also it's just being able to work with them, call them up, talk to them, ask questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then they have a great FAQ on the website now, so you don't have to call Chris directly anymore. Chris Graham, celebrity endorsement. <laughs> but if you do, here's yeah. his cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, one eight hundred. I'm saying like stuff I like, like this, Mike. <laughs> they they got like these blends mainly from talking with homebrew shops as opposed to yeah. commercial brewing, which I would assume is your majority business. Mm-hmm. Yes. About seventy percent. Yeah, I, I never talk to Chris. Actually, he never calls me. Right. Uh, doesn't buy send a, a commercial brewery. <laughs> never even been to the brewery. A commercial brewery will call us and ask uh, us I've to been blend. To brewery. Well, they'll sure. they'll ask us to blend certain strains, and, and we can do that on a large brewery. scale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so oh, now yeah. we're trying to do also do that on the homebrew scale as well. I think that's fa- I think it's great that we because like uh, Graham said, we don't get to do it uh, as much ourselves. So I like that you're blending them. I got a question real quick. Back to the cry havoc. Where did Charlie get it from years ago? Great question. A question <laughs> that we won't talk Crit, about. Yeah. Do, you, do you know? Um, no, it's... Uh, you I think know. Charlie's forgotten. You well, know the answer. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a company policy where... Because you get strains from different sources. You get yeah. strains from friends. You get strains from yeast banks. And and you and you uh, generally you don't discuss where... Uh, I mean, you don't, don't identify where a particular strain came from for many reasons. One of which is... That strain is different, even if you say this particular strain came from this brewery. Well, that brewery might not be using that strain. Yeah. That strain might have mutated over time. Uh, so the strain is what it is. You know, it's, 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 it, the history of it, the genetics of it is not something most people get into because it's really hard to pin down. It really is funny because I have yeah. talked to Chris about this before. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he'll be totally open about everything and, you know, whatever. And then he started asking him, well, where did this come? And he's like, yeah, can't tell you about that. It's like this huge, big secret thing about the. Well, there's customer confidentiality. I mean, if you yeah. had, I guess, if you were buying a, you know, you said your house yeast is the cow, but if yeah. you had some, you know, magic yeast uh, that yeah. you got from yeah. the whites, it would be your confidentiality yeah. that right. they're protecting as well. And most of these strains we grow now are these private strains. Yeah. So it'll be a strain for 
I can't even whatever say a brewery name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> insert brewery <laughs> name here. Yeah. Insert brewery name. Brewery <laughs> network. Yeah. Uh, but yes. and then we make these other strains. So all these private strains are a big deal. So even doing Charlie's strain, we had to say. Can we do a strain under somebody's name uh. and undermine the confidence of our customers? So for us, it wasn't a brewery name; it was a Charlie name. So that's okay. Okay, but we wouldn't go and say X Brewery. Here's your E strain. Right, right, right. But here's a a, a a person. Okay, and that makes it acceptable. And, and for I a think lot of so. well, and also for a lot of these strains, you can you can uh, search the web and whatnot to get an idea of it. And some of that is innuendo and myth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some of it is true. So you can get some some I, information. I Are you saying information on, uh, on your no. website is myth? No, not on our website. <laughs> but if you were to, you know, Other for instance, <laughs> the Cry Havoc strain has a lot of discussion boards. You know, there may be ten that I've seen what that's very active right. and talking about it. And that's but true. we don't know, and they, they discuss the origins of this particular yeast, and we don't know if that's. I actually I look at some of these websites a lot where they talk about the origins of white lab strands, and sometimes they're right. Uh huh. Sometimes they're wrong. Really? No. Which and do you ever chime? Right you don't ever chime in. You <laughs> I, just let it I go. I never chime in. No, yeah. no, no, no. In you fact, don't chime in. Uh, but I just look. We all and, know. You um, found them, right? You just. <laughs> and sometimes, a lot of times, they're wrong, though. Actually. Because they're from yeast banks that we buy from in Europe, and and they may be yeast strains that other breweries have bought from, but we generally go back to yeast banks in Europe. So, for example, a lot of people think we have certain uh, Duval yeast, for example, and not really. That's from a yeast bank. Mm, Okay. When you drop off yeast at a yeast bank, do you have to not have drank for 24 hours (laughs) and go into a special room? Sarah, is it very different? You don't have to answer that. I understand. It's private. Secret. It includes nudity. <laughs> Question from the chat. Uh, how, do determine, uh, how do we determine How do we determine what yeast stren, uh, strains are <laughs> too competitive to blend? Or is that not an issue when we're doing our own blending? That's a good question. Well, that, well, that right? is a good question. Um, uh, people talk about the killer factor of yeast. And... And, you know, certain strains have uh, this kill factor, and most of that is exaggerated. Okay. Because even the most aggressive strains work with other strains. Okay. Uh, So what you're trying to do is you're trying to take certain aspects of strains that are positive and mix those with other other strains, positive uh, uh, characteristics that you're trying to... Yeah, but how do we know? Like, I can't... I don't know which ones work, right? Chris right. White, let me. Uh, Chris, let Dr. White's racist. Chris, I'm talking to Mike over Mike here. Mike a little bit. Mike's doing great, <laughs> <laughs> but he's gonna kick your ass later, though. <laughs> but what he's trying to say is, <laughs> uh huh. Most brewing strains, yeah, do not have competitive factor. So a brewing strain works with another brewing strain, great. Exactly. Uh, native yeast, <laughs> yes. some wine yeast out there have a kill factor. Okay. So they will kill other yeast strains. It's a it's a native factor to try to, for competition. Mm-hmm. But brewer's yeast strains do not have this now would kill a, factor. Would a yeast such as like champagne yeast be yes very competitive? But so it doesn't have it. Oh, really? Uh, there was a big study done by uh, some European yeast labs. They looked at 4,000 different yeast strains. They wow. found about two or three that had a kill factor. Now you have all wow. 4,000 of these? 
We have a lot available of them. for sale. <laughs> yeah, but only two or three have Kill Factor, so Kill Factor is not a big issue. Does anybody find it a coincidence that it's the wine yeast that's a little snobby and oh, likes to on. kill off the <laughs> other uh, yeast? Anybody else notice that? I don't know. They're not very refined. Those really? wine yeast. <laughs> they like to kill. Well, I think yeah. in the wine world, people do blending way after fermentation's done anyway, because you're not going to know what you're going to get based off of different years of harvest, different grapes. They have, you know, create different characters, and every year is different from each other. Yeah, so you yeah. do all your fermentation, and then you're blending far after that. Right. So it's not really that big of an issue there. Okay. I've got two main things to cover before we can get out of here. We've One we've left out of our discussion that I want us to try to do quickly, but I think it's fascinating. And I want to talk about uh, when you were doing the lab portion of the class, you went to a brewery and you did an analysis for them. Yes. Um, they were really cool with you guys and with all the home brewers, and they said, yes, come on in here with your class of 30. Right. And you were looking for infections around the brew house um, right? And, and just c- kind of different places right. that... That, uh, that icky stuff might be hiding out. And I wonder if we can talk about it briefly, because I think it would be good for homebrewers to know about where you found stuff, too. Yeah, very cool. Okay. You want to talk about it? Yes. So, we were at a brewery, and uh, this is where Chris Graham was brewing his beer, and we were outside. So, we knew outside is bad. <laughs> but the brewery says said we were having problems you know, in terms of contamination every once in a while after about 100 days. Okay. In their bottled beer out in the marketplace. So I said, well, we've got homebrewers here. Can we, do you mind if they just go ahead and swab over. and plate your place? Yeah. Find if they can find the problem. Yeah. And this brewery actually was really cool because I know a lot of breweries would say no way. Oh, yeah. Not let the homebrewers in here. I would let them in. Yeah. But they were very cool and they said, okay. Sure. Cool. So I said, I said to the homeowners, be creative. Okay. Go ahead and plate anywhere, you know, just put open plates out for an hour. That was one thing we did. Set open plates out for an hour because that will tell you what the airborne level of, like, is, is uh, contamination. You're talking like a Petri dish when petri you say plate? Okay. Just set a Petri dish out for an yeah. hour. Okay. One hour. And also, so every student had one Petri dish. They set out for one hour, and they had one plate that they went and take a swab. So if you take a swab with a swab, and then you swab it on the plate, you have also, like you can swab a, a hose or a filler from a, you know, a, a bottling line. So we split the whole class of 50, uh, 30 people into two groups. So the first group followed the lab person from the brewery. They went inside the brewery, and they followed where she went. Now the next group, since they weren't back yet. They just went a little crazy. <laughs> so <clears throat> the second group uh, didn't go inside and play it in the bottling line. They played the dog. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. There's a brew dog, right? Right. Who hangs out. Who gotta hangs have. out right next to, like, the boil. So he's right? got a brew so dog. They're kind of right. Brew dog. The, yeah. So somebody swabbed the brew dog. They swabbed the taps outside. They swabbed all they these swabbed things. They swabbed the telephone. Telephone, you know, yeah. Nice, yeah. Brewmaster's the brewer's girlfriend. bathroom. Oh, the, yeah, <laughs> the bathroom. <laughs> the girlfriends. And so these are non-biologists being very, very creative. Yeah, that's cool. And we looked at these plates two days later. And I looked at this one plate with these green colonies. The first plate I saw, these green colonies. I know that's wild yeast. Okay. And I said, who plated this? 
Where did this come from? Is that one labeled Brewmaster's Girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> that one was blank, actually. I see. Good. Good for yeah. him. She, the dog and the Brewmaster's Girlfriend <laughs> were, were clean. Blank. They yeah. were clean. <laughs> Great. The Brewmaster was happy about that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Especially the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really curious about this plate with these green colonies. Yeah. And it turns out this home brewer said, oh, yeah, I saw some bottles sitting outside. So I just had a plate on top of it. They weren't even outside, technically. They were inside of a room. Where they do the bottling. Where they do the bottling. Okay. <laughs> but it's an open room? So so what happens is they have an open room. This is like a lot of breweries. They, they, they have a room, and they bottle in there. So... All the airflow, which we knew this airflow, we played all these plates outside. The air outside was terrible. Okay. Full with wild yeast. Well, really? Chris, uh, you should explain that this is during summer. Uh, this is during the, the, the time when this kind of yeast is most prevalent. Okay. And you actually you have to be extra careful, especially right. if you're in hot environments. So let's talk about the homebrew for a second. Chris's homebrew was made out there, too. Yeah. And I was a little worried about it. So we plated his homebrew. We put plates out. We collected some samples. What you can do is when the wort is being collected in the fermenter, you can take some wort that you did not pitch, and you can collect it in a separate bottle. We call this forced wort. And you can see if it gets contaminated. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So non-pitched wort. And the next day, a lot of these homebrewers I was talking to thought, oh, this is going to be contaminated. Yeah. It was windy outside. It was bad. You know... We could smell the uh, bathroom. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's actually the outside. You could. I see. Well, and the spank rain. Yeah. Both, actually. Okay. But Chris's samples did not come up contaminated. No kidding. Look at you, rock star. Yeah. <laughs> Graham knows what he's doing. Yeah. But it's not easy to do that. Okay. So his samples came out clean. And the samples that did not come out clean were the bottling area. So they had the separate room where they did bottling. And they set the bottles. So a homebrewer just saw some empty bottles sitting out, so he set the plate on top. And it grew all this wild yeast. And I asked, I came back to the brewery, and I said, what happened to these bottles? They said, oh, yeah. Well, those just went to the bottling line. Mm-hmm. Well, are they doing something before they get to the bottle? Are they being rinsed or sanitized? Really? Wow. Well, that's bad. Uh, Nothing. For those of you in Radioland, he was shaking his head no. <laughs> well, and this, this is a lot of breweries. They buy the bottles. And they assume we don't need to clean them or sanitize yeah. them because, you know, they've been made in a bottling plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been heated. Mm-hmm. So here's a company that has ha- is having troubles, and they're bottling without cleaning the bottles. Yeah. The sanitizing well. bottles. Sure. And so this uh, smart student of yours who put the Petri dish yeah. on top of these bottles was able to kind of pinpoint right. one of your problems might be right here. Right. And it's not a big issue for this particular brewery. I mean, it is a big issue, but a lot of breweries do this. They do not sanitize the bottles. Yeah. And they do not... Uh, I see so many breweries who put a bottling line in the middle of the brewery. Uh-huh. Roll up the roll-up door. There's no... They don't clean the air at all. They uh-huh. just say, okay, I'm going to put a bottling line right here. And this is what happened to this brewery. They just put a bottling line right here, and somebody else handled the bottles, and uh, somebody else was supposed to clean that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they take their beer so clean all the way through, sure. and right at the bottling line, they let their bottles be filled open to the air. Yeah, see, I think that's... I see 
Oh, so many oh, brewers. The, as well. the open that, yeah. plates that we did in the brew house were all fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're all doing the way great job. The bathroom was great. Even oh, the really? bathroom. Good. The worst thing in the brewery was the telephone. Okay. That had the most amount of bacteria. Yeah, that'll and help you out, Justin. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. the yeah. right in your Telephones are terrible. Yeah. That's why I like uh, you my You should see phone. headphones. They grow them. And, uh, ah, <laughs> that's why I don't let anybody use my headphones either. Sully almost tried to use mine the other day. About kicked him. He did. <laughs> so, but so what's it, interesting what, to me is that this happens in breweries everywhere because everywhere. we they overlook things. Yeah. They're like, well, we don't really need to... Well, a lot of people, you know, once fermentation there. happens, they're not as concerned about right. wild ba- yeast or bacteria. Or I mean, if you even rinse those bottles, you're probably even better. Well, they rinsed them, actually. They didn't sanitize them. Okay. So, yes, those bottles sitting for an hour had all this contamination. So if you rinse them, yes, some bottles are going to be clean. Yeah. But over three months, some bottles won't be. Okay. And then you're going to fill in an area where the air quality is not... Why not filter the air? Yeah. yeah. They're just bringing in all that air. So, like a lot of breweries, most of the time, July, January, it's great. Yeah. But two months out of the year, when the microflora is higher, you have problems. Yeah. Okay. So, if you're going to start a small brewery, protect your bottling line. Yeah. Or canning. Now, what about protect any... It. Were there any other uh, fascinating places that you found uh, bacteria and stuff that maybe homebrewers would want to know about? You know, different parts of the kettle or... Uh You'd be surprised, actually. Most of the stuff was clean, except okay. for the bottling operation. Okay. Um, well, even the filler heads were pretty clean. Like, they yeah. swabbed some of the filler heads for the bottling. Those were fine. Okay. It's just that air quality in there. Yeah. Okay. Which you, by looking at air quality, it's very interesting because you can say, what are you fighting yeah. Like, we did all these plates outside. We knew Chris Graham, brewing outside, was fighting a lot of air quality problems. Right. But his beer was great. Mm-hmm. So, all you have to do is take Blake plates and lay them outside for an hour. Yeah. And you get a great idea of air quality. I do this in a lot of breweries. We do it outside. We do it inside. And they see no difference outside and inside. All of that germs are coming inside. Okay. The ones that do a better job... They drop at about 50%. Wow. Wow. You know, at Jamil's house, there's plates everywhere, probably. Yeah. You know, his <laughs> kids have to walk around yeah. like, like a his plate sweater. His kids brush their teeth, and then yeah. they swab the teeth yeah. to yes. make sure Yes, and he are. checks, yeah. and he's a sweetheart. You didn't brush your teeth long enough, <laughs> and I need you to work on that. The plate I'm that sorry, Justin. Again. I probably lost half the listeners on this one. I don't uh, think so. I no. think this is fascinating <laughs> to me, uh, not only because I think, it, like you're saying, it happens a lot, um, but just if people, you know, you got to pay attention, especially when you talk about uh, how you know we, we'll baby our beer all the way yeah. through. And if there's any one point in the process, Process, oh. post-fermentation, too, you know, yeah. or post-boil, I should say. Um, any one point that you neglect, well, then you could have uh, any number of problems. Well, I personally I, had a problem in my kegging. For a while, I was getting this weird, and it was a seasonal thing. I couldn't pick out when it was happening, and, and you know, I would just find that I'd have this crystal clear wort, you know, or beer at that point coming out of my fermenter into the keg, tastes great, all yeah. this, and then, you know, Two, three months later, I start picking up this weird little yeah. character, and I'm like, well, it's geez. just going into a keg. Yeah. So, I mean, I've gone to purging my kegs now with CO2 and filling them closed, and gotcha. I mean, that took care of that problem. But it's amazing that most of us don't even think about post-fermentation as any kind of problem. Yeah. But you have to. you got to think about all that stuff. Yeah, and I think um, craft breweries about in the 80s really lost a lot of customers because we were filling 22s, 
really badly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And filling bottles. And we lost a lot of customer confidence. Yeah. And the industry went down. Now it's coming back up again. 22s are popular. Mm-hmm. We have to be really careful. I want the industry to package beer better. Okay. Because if you package beer, like think of, have you ever had a canned beer that had off flavors? No. Oh, this right. 2-1-A once I had. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a joke. And why do I we had accept? A, I've had a lot of canned beer with no flavors. Right. Why do we accept that we can have a bottled beer with some off flavors? <laughs> we all have, right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now we're getting into canning. Right. If we start canning some beer with some off flavors, we are screwed. Yeah. 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 So as an industry, we have to be so much better at packaging. We can't lose that confidence again. No, we can't. Yeah. That's an excellent. That's a really point. good point, yeah. actually. Huh. Mm-hmm. Let's just give him a round of applause right now. Uh, we're mentioning cans. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I want I'll give cans. you that ten dollars <laughs> later. Are you uh, a believer in the can as a superior? Oh, I think the can is awesome. Okay. I think it's a great deliver. You know, it's it's portable. Mm-hmm. It's uh, low oxygen. It's stable. It's lightweight. It's recyclable. Yeah. Uh, let's get microbreweries into. Can- I mean. I know Sean's Just doing keep it, going, Chris. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm getting let's hard on right now. Let's only go by. <laughs> um, I want more microbreweries into cans. I want I want small breweries into every custom package they can get into. Okay. Because, you know, we're we're fight. You know, we're the big breweries can get into all sorts of things. The small breweries needs to need to customize whatever. Yeah. They need to be in a a bottle, a can, a five gallon, a twenty gallon, a twenty liter. What? Wow. A package. They need to be in. Everything. A lot of packages, yeah. I'd like to see them in White Labs vials. Yes. Like you know, I've actually put beer in those uh, those big, what is it, two-liter bottles that you have or one-liter yeah. that I get the yeast in. That's actually a good use for those for yeah. the, on the brewer, brewery level. Yeah. All right. We've got one last thing to cover, but we're going to take a break first. And when yeah. we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, just briefly, because uh, we want to get out of here, I've got another giveaway to do. We're going to get you guys registered for the Great America Beer Festival all-expense-paid trip giveaway. And we're going to talk about uh, yeast around the world. Just uh, briefly, we'll find out what's happening in the different places that uh, Dr. White has been. And I think it's going to be, I think it's pretty interesting. Mike White was briefing me a little bit about uh, something to do with Brazilians and breasts. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was. But we'll find out when we come back. We're with the Whites. We're going to wrap things up and another giveaway. So hang in there just a couple of minutes away. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Richard Simmons saw me crying, hold my hand. Yeah, but I couldn't touch my knees if I was sweating to the old days. And old Milwaukee's been awfully good to me. Have more than 40,000 visitors, more than 380 breweries, more than 1,600 beers, but only one lucky listener will be going for free. Beer, beer, and more beer. The Brewers Association, White Labs, and the Brewing Network are sending you on the beer trip of the year. Airfare, hotel, all festival sessions for free. Brought to you by the Brewers Association, White Labs, Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and the BN. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Did you know that you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer monthly podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Driving me nuts. You, you know, like, you're going nuts. You know, I, every station in this house, there's Germex everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And now the fly with a waving hand. I even showered yesterday. I'm I concerned. don't think that I smell. I was talking to somebody about my germophobia last night. They were like, uh, yeah, you're a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, I don't know what this is. This flies. It's all over by you, too. It's, really, it's it is. leaving us alone. There's one right in top of your beer right now. Oh! <laughs> God, I can't drink it. 
Mike McDowell brought over a bunch of beer. It's really good. This beer is great. amazing. This robust porter is awesome. I don't even like Mike. I just invite him because he brings all this great beer every time. <laughs> like, the, yeah. man, the man is a gentle giant. Why are you saying no, that? Mike is awesome. He's one of my He's a rock star. People. He's going to win this whole... You know, this whole thing, long yeah, shot thing. Mike. I don't think you'll be doing our show anymore if you win the Sam Adams thing. You'll be too big for us. You know, you won't uh, oh, yeah, you won't be able to yeah. hang out with us lowlies anymore. You'll be a you'll be a long shot winner. Mike always brings great surprises. He does. He brought us a Belgian pale ale that we've been drinking all show long, which is really great. And um, now we're drinking his porter, which is also really good. Good stuff. There's no napkins too, or anything like that. <laughs> Don't need anything like that. Wipe the doctors wipe. are wiping each other. McDowell, you do starters every time. Yeah. yeah never so even if you have, if you you know, say you haven't brewed for a couple of weeks, and you go get a vial, you'll then do a starter. You won't. Yeah. Pitch other, the vial. Otherwise, it won't brew. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it won't brew quickly. Yeah, I have to wait. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. But wait. I'm way ahead of the game. I always look, plan out when I'm going to brew and yeah, that's have weird. Starters to match for me. Just, yeah, different. <laughs> plan, planning, plan what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, plan. I plan to drink Mike McDowell's beer. Is about <laughs> yeah, as uh, yeah. close to planning well, as I get. Good for you. You know me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, what do we got going on here? We got to do this giveaway real quick, and then we're we do. Ahead. Everybody keeps calling in, and I they haven't are. even announced anything. Yet. Even announced <laughs> what they're calling in for. Am I, am nah. I number seven? Uh, and uh. For what? <laughs> the, the competition. We we're not going to do the same number. We, we have to do a different number. I wanted to do a trivia question, but I'm not positive. Now, the first interview you did with us, Whitey, was it a phone call? Yes. Because the trivia I wanted to do was how many appearances has Chris White done on the Brewing Network? And I'm trying to think if we know a definitive answer. If that's the case, if you did one on the phone, then I think I have a definitive answer. Am I right? You're looking at me and you're telling me I'm right. See, Are are you right, though? Because uh, Are you white white or right? (laughs) Because let me say this. There's one time where he was maybe on... Really? But wasn't really? Wasn't really. Or maybe was. Oh, I remember that now. What do you mean? I don't know. Oh, oh that doesn't count. I know what you're talking about, Sully. <laughs> okay. And that doesn't count because I mean his show. So it has to be his official appearance. Okay. Let's do that. Callers, 888-401-BEER. First one to call in and tell us how many times has Mike White uh, been... On a guest. Uh, I mean, Mike not Mike White. White. No, Chris White. It has to be Chris White. <laughs> Doctor Mike White. It's a, it's Mike White's a, it's a different, different number by Mike White's one. been here 32 times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mike White's here all the he time. He checked with his lawyer on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. That's the official trivia. 888 Tell us how many times Chris White has been on a show. The anniversary show doesn't count. Okay. okay. That's what you're talking about. That's right? what I was doing, my little, like... <laughs> anniversary show doesn't count because, like, everybody in the world was on the show. I wasn't there. Show. Mike was there. And, uh... Anniversary show, I wasn't here. Oh, uh, you were at the first one, though. Okay, well, that was really quick. Oh, you've already got the right answer? the first person is the winner. Oh, well, that's not very fun, is it? Um, It's Dave from San Jose. You want to take this one, Chris Graham? We gave it to Mike White last time. This time it's yours. Sure. Go ahead, Dave. You're on the air with Dr. Chris Graham. What's up, Dave? Oh, maybe I I hung up. That was pretty good. I think I hung up on him. Mm -hmm. Oops. Dave, you're the winner. Can I answer oh, your romantic we, queries? We already had a winner, sorry. <laughs> so it's Dave from San Jose. Yeah. Uh, Where's Dave? Do you know the way to San Jose? Poor Dave. Uh, Have him call back. Yeah, D- Dave, either call back or at least uh, just send your information to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. You're our winner even though I hang up on you. Good thing he said his name to you or we wouldn't have known who it was. 
She's a good call screener. JP doesn't JP screen. JP would be like, huh, what? <laughs> huh, I'm, I'm too busy throwing kerosene in the chat room JP's right now. JP's like, uh, Justin, you have a call on line one. You're like, yeah. who is it? A uh, call on line one. Yeah. Telemarketer. I'm pretty sure it's line one. You want one. to put him on? No. JP I doesn't. I love JP. He's been doing a great job. Yeah, he's a good egg. People have said that the problem with our show lately... The reason all of you sponsors are very upset. And that happened. Uh, I've been writing angry. That's why we're here. I'm angry, yeah, JP. Put you, by the way. Put we all got line. together on that one. Is that it's been too much of a sausage fest. We haven't had right. the female presence that we used to have. Right. And that kind Dave of messes. That's Dave again. Okay, Dave hang on, hang on. Let me, oh. don't hang up yet. There we go. I've got, go ahead, hang up. And Chris Cram, Dave is all yours. Dave, how you doing tonight? Not too bad. How you doing? Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> Do you know the answer? Can we hear it publicly? It was three. That's absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely correct. Oh, Where are you calling good. from? Saturday. Oh, that's right. Dave Does he know or is he guessing? Yeah, did you guess or you knew definitively? Uh, no, I knew that he had I, I listened to the call-in show and I had heard you guys talk about one before and then obviously tonight. He does math very well. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out, but this man did. Well, Dave, uh, we're now going to put your name in a hat to go to the GABF. You ever been to the GABF? No, I have not. All right, man. Well, I'm rooting for you, and I'm rooting for everybody. I want everyone. Congratulations. Go Sharks. <laughs> Mike White lives in San Jose. Ah, very cool. He does? I do. I thought you lived in that dirt hole down there in... Uh, what? called San Jose. <laughs> Not that one. I thought you lived in, like, Newark. Well, I live in Greater San Jose. Which uh, is... Which includes Fremont slash Union City. Can we have your exact address? But you don't live in Newark. I do not live in Newark, okay. although uh, I have neighbors in Newark. You do. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't even know where that is. <laughs> so you're like San Jose adjacent. So right. I, but the thing is, if you go internationally, where I live, I can say, yeah, I live in San Jose, or I live in Oakland, or I live in San Francisco, because I live about the same distance from each of those places. Yeah, but you actually, I'm going to go ahead and differ, and you can't say that you live in all those places. I can because I'm, you know, you're talking, you're just trying to give a name that people can recognize. I see. If you I live, live in the US, USA. <laughs> yeah. the USA. If you live a sub, if in a suburb of Kansas City, you don't say that. You, you don't say you live in uh, Joe my wife, Leo. Bobville. You say you live Hang in what? Kansas City. What? what? Uh, Dave, Dave say wants to say to hi to his wife. Leona. She just walked in the garage and trying to turn you guys down. <laughs> You're listening to us in the garage. That's, that's what we I'd do. like to. What are you doing in the garage? I'm brewing. He doesn't want to know. You're oh, tonight. nice. What, what are you brewing? Oktoberfest. How much are you going to pitch? Except with an ale yeast. Ale yeast. Oh, a little ale Oktoberfest. Which yeast? Yeah, that's a brew pub uh, thing. The Kolsch. The Kolsch yeast. Oh. Okay. You will fool people with that. How what? Many, how many, <laughs> what's your pitch rate going to be? Uh, good question. I didn't do my starter last night. We went to the drive-in last night, so I did my starter. Drive-in? They have drive-ins. They have a drive-in? Still. Drive-in? Drive-in. Love drive-ins. Capital Expressway or where? No, we have yeah, one here, exactly, too. Yeah? Right right on the yeah. We do swap. See, I know. We don't watch movies. <laughs> the White family knows. Yeah. Yeah. We grew up in Zedizay. Oh, very cool. Uh, that would explain the them. Capital Expressway. <laughs> so you're just going to pitch a vial? Uh, no, I got a, uh, what, 600 milliliter starter going. Okay. No? And My uh, wife's now laughing because of the delay. Oh, uh, okay. Your wife is mocking you because of the delay. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that too. I love that <laughs> too. Hell, you're a winner. You registered us to go to the uh, Northern uh, Home Brewer thing today. Oh, wow. Awesome. Oh, that's a great event. Yep. Oh, the NorCal thing? Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, up in uh, Dobbins. Oh, we're going to be at that. Yes. Yeah. We're going to that. Hey, what temperature are you going to ferment your Oktoberfest, do you think? Uh, good question. Chris. Good question. I've got some temperature control, so I'll probably start it at uh, 65, and then when it starts picking up, I'll, I'll try to... No, he's shaking his head no. Whitey, no, what would be the ideal fermentation temp for his Kolsch yeast no, Oktoberfest? No, that's great. Start 65, low 
low 60s for uh uh, Oktoberfest style beer with Kolsch yeast sounds great. I'm no, doing my alt beer with Kolsch yeast at 60. Is that okay? It's on the low edge. If you can, as low as you can get, and you can still handle the fermentation, that's uh-huh. great. Okay. The problem is if you get too low and you stick the fermentation. Yeah. But if you can get it low like that and you can have a good fermentation, that's perfect. See, now that I know that you don't care about flavors, you only care about healthy fermentation, You're not gonna listen. I get nervous about your answers. Yeah. Because I think, well, what do I know? I'm an idiot. Yeah, but I true. think that 60 degrees, nice and cold, it'll ferment, but I won't get a lot of flavors Do you out think of it. it likes 60 degrees, though? I don't know. It does not like 60 degrees. It doesn't. He's no. talked to the yeast cell, <laughs> and it was it, it was told it, him. it was Mike White's voice on the other end, and it said, "I don't is. like I don't like it. <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> They're killing me right now. I don't know what to do." So everything below sixty-five is bad for yeast. Everything. So yeah, like you it. have to be careful. That's all. Okay. If I was going to force you to drink my homebrew, yes, <laughs> I want you to cold ferment it. I'd love that if it worked. Okay, but let's assume that the next time I see you, I'm going to force feed you my alt beer. Yeah. What temperature would you want me to go put it at right now? Right now for serving? No, to ferment. I've just pitched today, so... Well, I'd love you to ferment at 60. That's great. That's good. But I want you to watch it like a hawk. Okay. Because it might stick. Okay. That's all. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Justin, we're uh, we're getting kind of sticky here. I'm starting to shiver. Uh, could you turn us up, please? Yes, uh, that's nipples, what I'm careful about. Nipples are getting hot. We, we just talked to Mike White. He told us to do go hotter. <laughs> please heat it up. Uh, Dave, I'm sorry to put you through all this. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun. Um, okay, so send your information to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, we'll get you entered in the competition. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thanks, brother. And, Have a good uh, Say hi to Phil in San Jose or uh, Los Altos. Will do. All hey. right. Cheers, brother. Was oh, that your new store, that's Chris our, Graham? That's our new retail What's store. What's going on? Oh, oh, good. Brand new. Like how he uh-huh. snuck that in there? Yeah, good. That's We're a good, good man. He's going to get a free bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll probably get 10 by the end of the show. <laughs> what, do you, what is it with you guys in world domination? What is that, your third location now? Three what about Russia? locations. Uh-huh. That's it. And none of them are outside no. of California. Yeah, that's true. You guys are all at. Yeah. Well, we are eyeing this brewery to an out. <laughs> you, you get Let's stock. Let's stock. There's yeah. a dollar. What Sully's do you think like about Russia? <laughs> I think it's a great place. A lot of wives come out of there. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they want some beer there. Yeah? They want homebrew. I see your wheels turning. You and Mike White been talking about opening up a place in Russia? Yeah. Really? Russia's a crazy place to do business in, though. It's like... Yeah, it's a wild world. All you need is Mike White. It's wild. Right. Mike would show up there with his hands like they are right now on the table and be like... Yeah, look at that. All you need is that. Look. It's like a I know you have guns. <laughs> Disregard for the law. But I'm Mike White. Yes. And I got the yeast cells on my side. Here's my vials. If you don't move out of my way, I will throw them at you. <laughs> Well, this is a good segue to They're some explosive. of your world travels. Yeah. I want to talk just a little bit about what's going on in the rest of the world and the beer scene. You've been how many different places have you gone in the last oh, let's say five six months? I know you've been doing some traveling. About thirty different countries. Are you kidding me? In yeah. the last six months? Yeah. Are there even that many countries on this earth? <laughs> I didn't even know. Thirty? So, yeah, thirty. Wow. Yeah. And it's all been you're going and talking to people about your products. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Singapore, Korea. You know, China, South America, okay. Brazil, Argentina. They all are getting into American-style microbreweries. Okay. That's so great. Yeah. Got to like that. It's a bigger story than that. 
It is. Yeah. Give us the bigger story. Just the real story. Yeah. Well, uh, and 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 the Chris's and, and people know this is that uh, is that we are seeing a transformation in the last five or so years, five ten years, maybe two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Mean, uh, let's what? be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, of of a lot of other countries trying to open up a, uh, up small breweries. Okay. And they're using America as an example. And this is the really the the first time in in history in terms of, you know, all these breweries around the world were opened up and by Germans. They were loggers, and. Uh, that's great. They, they, there's loggers all over the world. There's interesting beer. Yeah. There's high quality beer. But what we're seeing now is a transformation of Americans, uh, American style breweries opening up in countries. Because if you're opening up a small brewery, your only example is, is the U.S. Okay. Is North America. So we're seeing a tremendous amount of, uh, small breweries open. And when they open, they're hiring American, you know, a lot of times they're hiring Americans yeah. as their brewers. Okay. They're, they're making American style beers, which, uh, you know, craft beers a lot of times are ales. Uh, so we are seeing, uh, the spread of, you know, the spread of, of beer these days is more American than it is, uh, German or European. Okay. And it's kind of interesting. It is and, interesting. And, and predict- yeah, God, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. No, I'm just going to say it's a great thing because we're you know exporting or losing war in Iraq. I'm sorry, that was a political commentary. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. You yeah. actually, I've seen some of your comments where you think that beer is a great ambassador for America yes. because yeah. a lot of our other exports are uh, you know. Not so good. Yeah. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think I maybe I should finally learn how to brew because I'd love to get out of this place and go brew for somebody in another uh, country. That sounds cool that they're hiring Americans to go do these things, too. Well, a lot of times when Chris visits these other countries, he's visiting Americans who are starting these breweries in other countries. And, okay. Uh, Chris, uh, you should tell a little bit about Argentina, which is uh, pretty interesting. Is that one of your, the, the coolest places you've been to so far? I think so, yes, because they like... <laughs> <laughs> playing with that damn camera, you all right there? Sorry. Don't hurt yourself. Just took a busy. Of my Chris has a new toy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Argentina, which he bought in Hong Kong or something. Yeah, they like uh, they like beer. They like food. They like wine. They have a lot of. Uh, they like the white. <laughs> <laughs> Argentine people. They like, like uh, Chris the white. white. <laughs> you like a Chris White. <laughs> Uh, Argentinians uh, like the white, huh? Is that what it is? They do. Look How do these you. people... Uh, do you contact these other countries and say, hey, I, I do this, I'd like to come talk to you? Or are they contacting you? Well, Argentina was uh, kind of strange because I was in Korea with our distributor there. And then uh, there's a guy that... A brewer in Argentina named Boris... Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> from Russia or? From Spain. Boris from he was, Spain. I'm, hello, I'm in, Boris from Spain. In yes. Argentina. No, yeah. he was in Korea. Oh, oh Boris right. from Spain in Korea. Boris okay. from Korea, from Spain and Korea. He uh, went to Vine, uh, he didn't go to Vine 7, he went to VLB in uh, Berlin for brewing school. Okay. So here's a Spanish guy who went to brewing school in Berlin. Yeah. Met a Korean woman. Isn't that the way it always happens? Yeah. Then what happens? Let's move to Korea. Happens all the time. <laughs> so he moved there, and he started a brewery. But in Korea, you cannot own... You can't have a bank... As a foreigner, you can't have a bank account. You can't really own a brewery. Okay. So it's all under his wife's name. Oh, dear. Oh. He's screwed. Oh, he's yeah. in trouble. 
Poor Boris. He's going to make a ton of money and he'll be back in Spain, quote unquote. Where did he meet his wife? Like, uh, so he met her in uh, in Berlin. Okay. So they had a son. Uh huh. So the, he speaks to the son in Spanish. Okay. And she, she speaks, speaks to the son in Korean. Interesting. They speak to each other in German. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. That poor kid. Oh. He's effed up. <laughs> yeah. So it's all this crazy stuff. But then wow. he, uh, I said I was going to Argentina for this beer thing. So then he knew the Argentine Microbrew Association. So then he put me in so, uh, contact with them. Okay. So I ended up spending a couple of weeks with the Argentine Microbrew Association because of the Korean connection from the only, let's say, white guy I met in Korea. Okay. Amazing how this... Who's not white, really? Yeah, this whatever, really Spanish weird network of people. Yeah, still white. The only white guy he's who's white. not white. Right. He's not a white. Well, well he's the only guy that... Yeah. Uh, he's Boris. Let's just leave it Boris. at that. <laughs> Boris is Boris. And did so Boris he, No, Boris English? is a great guy. No, so all these other languages I said, yes. In addition, he spoke English. See, am I the only American who just feels like a moron when I find out how these people from other countries speak like three, four languages? Yes. No, you're not, actually. And they grow up like that. And I, I really feel like an idiot. Like, our, what happened? Well, you are, but that, that's extra. I still feel the same way as <laughs> okay, you. Okay, good. <laughs> well, every other country, they speak uh, their language, probably one other language, in English. And English, yeah. So, yeah, we are idiots. Yeah. Cocky idiots. Yeah. yeah. So, I think one Lobbing interesting thing Boris is doing in South... Uh, um, Korea uh-huh. is he's making beer with non-malted barley. What? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a VLB graduate. He understands malt, uh-huh. but he can't buy malt in Korea. So if you buy malt in Korea, you pay a huge tax. But if you want to buy American malt or German malt, mm-hmm. you pay thirty percent more tax. I see. So there's no way around the tax. So what he has done is buy unmalted barley. Uh-huh. So he's brewed beers with 70% unmalted barley. No kidding. And he says the beers are fantastic. Well, did you try any? Y- yeah, you didn't try I it. didn't try any, but he's described them, and he's German trained, you know, and he knows what he's talking about. And wait, wait, um, how long were you there for? I was there for a couple weeks. And, and you didn't try the beer? Because he li- his brewery's on an island in the very s- south of South Korea, so uh-huh. I didn't get to that island. Uh-huh. And if he that's was gone there... That's where K.J. Choi is from, by the way, the, the famous golfer, but and that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> You had to order in Korean. <laughs> Just in case anyone was That's curious. That's uh, We hung out in Seoul, Mike. Sorry. Right. In case anybody wants to call it about PGA. <laughs> Mike White's ready. I'm he's here d- for you. He's doing that beer golf crossover moment right now. Yes. Uh, no golf course there, by the way. How do he you learned on a driving range. <laughs> Continue, Chris. I, I thought it had to be malted in order to be usable. How do you use unmalted? He is saying he can use it unmalted. Well... It's an interesting brew pub. For example, he's in a brew, he's in the city. I should I you want to hear all the te- details well, about his brew we pub? We do. I don't want it to take all night, but yeah, I'd like. Why to Why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> you teased us. Mike's not more beer. Don't Mike McDowell just handed me his uh, celebration clone. It's freaking awesome. Could I have some more beer, please? This is going to be a long. Chris White starts getting into something. Yeah. Well, it's no big deal. It's all. <laughs> the only thing is, his brew pub is in a place. So he's on this island in South Korea, and. The places around him are the kind of um, establishments for ladies. Aha. 
So <laughs> for ladies or for men? Are we talking like uh, like the woman's department at Target? <laughs> yeah, that's hot. <laughs> I love walking through there. It's more about 99 the, guy, cents. the guys coming in with the women. Yeah, I see. You know what I mean? Well, I know why you didn't try his beer. Now you were too busy getting happy endings. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I was not in his city. Okay. And he can't participate in his city because his wife is Korean and he's not Korean. Okay. So since he's foreign, yeah. He cannot participate in the other establishments. Right. I see. But if he was Korean, he'd be allowed to. He would ha- she would have to accept white on rice. Oh, is th- oh, I see uh, what you're saying now. Yes. Since he is foreign, uh-huh. It's different. Uh, really? But if he was not foreign, there would be no... Then he like, could have his wife and his happy endings. Yes. <laughs> wow. No kidding. So this all happens in his establishment. Uh-huh. But he can't participate. He cannot participate because he's foreign. But at his place. It's at his place. What a torturous yeah. life oh, this God. guy has. Can you imagine? <laughs> People like, coming into beer, beer, more beer, you know, a yeah. little brothel going God. on the side. Well, and all I, his... I thought you did. What are you talking about? All his, all his Korean well, buddies, they're, like, yes. talking about it, and yes. he can't do anything. They're all talking about it. They all... Participate. The, they, right. He cannot participate. <laughs> Man, what a but miserable if, life. But if he was Korean... the. It she it would it yeah, would have fine. to. She'd have to accept. She'd it. have it's to part accept of the culture. But since he's not, yeah. she. Yeah. His life is more miserable than Sully's. Right. <laughs> why is my life Why is my life miserable? I don't know. Look at you. <laughs> I, I'm great. I'm doing great. Are you okay? I'm doing In the fantastic. meantime, he's I mean, I got a great tell you, beer. I, I, well, thank you for saying. Oh, you're saying, I, I thought you were talking about my. Could beer. you make all malt, <laughs> non all? If you were, why would I want to? Jesus Christ! Yeah. I got malt companies like out my ears right now. Yeah. Could you do this? Could make you? an. Huh? Huh? Could you do it? Could you do Make it? Well, Korean well, style. I'll tell you what. I think you, actually, I think you could if you had the proper temperature control. Because when you think about the when you think about the malting process, it is just a variant of mashing in a lot of ways. Yes, that's what I think. It's like a pre mash, right? It's a pre yeah. It's like pre pre mash. It's like KYOU. It's like the pre 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 show. Yeah, it's a pre pre. All right. I don't know where we're going with this. KY what? So you were in Korea, kind of, but then and you're like kind of. You see, you've been traveling around a lot. Yes. Where else have you um, been? Singapore. Um, and are, the, are these places that you're going to, are you selling beer yeast or wine yeast, or what are you doing? Mostly beer yeast. Okay. Uh, and these are small breweries or big breweries? Well, there's small breweries, but there's a brewer in Singapore, Fal Allen. Fal Allen, great guy. Yeah, the old brewer at Anderson Valley. Anderson Valley Brewer. He uh, got a job at this brewery in Singapore, which is owned by Asia Pacific Breweries, which is Tiger Beer. Big okay. brewery. Big brewery. And so now they sent him to India last week. So he's researching a brewery in India. But uh, he's being attacked by that fly right now. Yes, I am. Told you. But he uh, he loves Singapore. Okay. So I've seen him twice in Singapore. This American brew pub brewer who went out and brew beer in Singapore, and uh, there's a bunch of Americans actually brewing beer in Singapore. Really. Does he love it even though he's not allowed to have his dirty magazines in Singapore? You know, Singapore is not as... Uh, it's not a police state like you'd think. Okay. They have a lot of rules, mm-hmm. but you don't see police. I see. So you can... You can do what you want. Do what you want. Okay. You can you can pee in the elevator is what you're saying and, and avoid the caning. And the caning that you get. <laughs> yeah, right. But you can't chew gum. Because they'll <laughs> find you for that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one you're Kill him. <laughs> what is uh, so? Uh, what is the mo- of all these thirty countries you've been to and these experiences you've been having? What has been the most uh, sort of fascinating one uh, for the, for the beer world? Was it the Argentina one that you talked about? Well, or? Argentina, I think, is 
unusual because they don't have money. Okay. So they're brewing beer in a MacGyver style. You know, they're trying to just make things work. Yeah. Uh, they lost most of their money in 2001. Oh. So, but they love flavor. They're mostly, uh, Argentina has a big Italian influence. Okay. So they love wine and food and beer. Beef. Yes. It's great. Because of this Italian influence. Yeah. Okay. But that's also leads into the beer interest. Okay. So they're trying to make good beer at 100 liters at a time. Mm-hmm. So Jeez. if you talk to a brewery there, they're like, yeah, we're a brewery. We make 100 liters. <laughs> <laughs> I drank 100 liters this weekend. And Mike McDole poured me a, a 100 liters in my glass already but right now. I'm pretty sure Sully had 100 liters yesterday. Yeah, but Chris, it sounded like when you were there, you had better hospitality <laughs> and better treat. You know, you were treated better than, than most places you've been to. The Argentine Microbrews Association yeah. brought me around for a couple of weeks, and they're some of the best people. Are you kind of like a god down there? Well, I went down there and... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, not the no. god, just a god. A. No, no, no. Uh, Charlie Papazian was there over the summer, over the winter, uh-huh. um, and then I went down there. I didn't know that I went there in the winter, because I went there in like uh, June. And that's winter? And I wore this. Yeah. He's <laughs> wearing shorts. Yeah. Um, when I got there, people are wearing like uh, winter coats. It's I freezing. See. Well, it's it's south. It's the southern hemisphere. Yeah. Right. I, I I didn't really get. Who's that. your uh, travel or assistant, <laughs> Mike? Well, I knew it was going to be cold. Mike. How come you didn't know that? <laughs> I called him when I was there. I said, "How's winter?" And he goes, "Cold." And he I didn't bring any clothes. So I was like, yeah. "I." I, well, I, I thought San Diego winter. Clothes. Well, San Diego winter. You have a lot of things. It's to like think about. Uh, it's. <laughs> yes, it, I'm thinking. Like he's a really smart guy, but couldn't figure well, out you're that. You're a doctor. <laughs> you know, your, your brain's muddled with operations. So and I was freezing. Wow. He sells talking so to you. <laughs> the uh, the the guy from the Argentine Microbrew Association. Uh, uh, his name was Alberto, but they everybody called him Tio Beto. And he was Korean. Tio <laughs> <laughs> he had a Korean friend. From Africa. <laughs> and he spoke to you Theo Beto. Russian. No, he said, every time he talked to me, he said, Chris, the Argentine people <laughs> no like hoppiness. So he sounded like Mike White. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he'd say. Whatever he'd say to me, he'd say, Chris, the Argentine people. <laughs> wow. That's great. Yeah, he's a great guy. Theo Beto. And... Uh, <laughs> If you go to Argentina, you need to go around his limousine. Hey, Chris, uh, this is Cal Ale Yeast. It's a the limousine, Chris. What was a limousine? It's really cold in the It's a truck that should not be on the road. <laughs> it's a truck that should not be on the road. No, it should not be on the road. Okay. All right, let's wrap things up. Anyway. Huh? Let's get out of here. Uh, if you feel like you didn't get enough information out of Chris White today, I, God, I would, the guys, I'd find that hard staff. to believe. Yeah. <clears throat> for one, you maybe you're not listening close enough. But there are two other shows with Chris White on it. There's the first show, the call-in show, and then there's a show that he did here when Mike White made his first appearance with along with him. And you can just search our archive page. Just put in White Labs or Chris White and uh, or Mike White, and uh, you can find those shows. Just search for it. It's really easy to do on our archives page, and you can get... Uh, we've talked about starters before. We've talked about viability before. We've talked about fermentation temperatures. We've talked about cold pitching and hot pitching. We've covered all this stuff that you may feel that we left out today. 
today. So uh, check out all the Chris White archives, and I'm sure you'll find everything you need to know. Or these two guys are pretty cool about uh, answering questions and responding to people, so uh, you can go to the website and email them that way. They have a whole contact button, and you can check it out. Check out the new yeast strains. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Yeah, the Cry Ooh. Havoc. That's how we're going to move the brewery to. What's that? All Cry Havoc now. All the Everything time. All Cry Havoc, havoc. all the well, time. Well, it makes sense because um, American microbreweries want to make a lager like ale. Yeah. So this yeast strain can work for a lot of people. Right. I think that see, that's that's part that's pretty amazing to me. Anybody in here used it yet? Uh, McDowell used it yet? Oh, you haven't checked it out yet? Okay. Hang on, hang on. Get to the mic there. Listening the first time they've heard about it too. So our marketing arm has you know slowed down. Hey, we're working on that right here on the Brewing Network. We're going to help that whole marketing thing. Uh, Mike must not be on my email. Mike, tell us about the uh, customer uh, program that people can join up to hear about all this stuff. Yeah, you go to whitelabs.com and you can sign up for our customer club. Well, you get uh, regular emails on these. New strains, as well as, uh, like I said, you get free yeast. It's a great uh, thing for the stores. It's a great thing for the customer. Mm-hmm. Not so much for us. We give away a lot of free yeast. <laughs> but it's fun. But it's uh, it's a good thing. Okay. It's a good program, and stores and customers love it, uh, and uh, you should do it. I mean, you otherwise, you're, you're wasting money. So... <laughs> Uh, no do the customer club. Whitelabs.com. You can sign up for the customer club. And uh, we're going to be telling you more about White Labs stuff here. Just stay tuned to the Sunday show. And you're going to get to hear about all sorts of new things that they got coming out uh, as we put together their promos. And, in fact, you'll be hearing a little bit about it next week. So stay tuned to us and you'll find out more about uh, the Whites and, and what they're doing there. Chris Graham, thanks for hanging out and doing the Dr. Doc thing for us today. Thank you. You're uh, with us again next week because Doc. I don't know what he's doing. What's he doing next week? Well, he's in Hawaii. He doesn't want to come Still? back. Still, I see. It's a long. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Doesn't <laughs> uh, want to be with us schleps. So you're back with us next week. It's actually going to be a, another great topic next week. We're going to talk about tricking out your home brewery. Everyone loved the show Chris Graham did about uh, brewing on the cheap. He did a budget show for us. Um, and now we're going to talk about how to kind of soup up your brewery. Now it's brewing on the. On the, on the expensive, <laughs> yeah. Shat's going to like this one. He likes gadgets and uh, kind of sprucing up the system. And we've got a whole, um, like a multimedia package that you're going to get to go right along with us. And by multimedia, I mean it's a PDF. And uh, so you can um, kind of scroll through. You'll be able to follow along, look at pictures and the whole outline of the conversation. That's next week uh, with uh, Dr. Graham. <laughs> Make sure he stays serious next week, too. JP's back with us next week, unless there's some uh, mutiny in the chat room and they can't live without Stephanie anymore. Who Stephanie, is, wake up. Who's apparently oh, asleep in the corner right now. <laughs> Maybe if I play her the Watermelon Funk song, she'll wake up. She's I think we got it working. She's eating mangoes. Push and Sven did this for you? I did. Uh, Laboratory. This is for the Watermelon Funk, which we uh, poured last night and at the Cathedral Hill. Taking the watermelon go. beverage and applying the funk. <laughs> applying the funk. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So funky. Did he? Who do they get to do that? Like, yeah. Yeah. 
They're so talented, Push and Sven. These guys, you know, I, I dropped this in their lap on Thursday, and they, uh, they did it by Saturday. it out, yeah. Friday. It's a good thing those guys work. They work for us. Yeah. They do great things Whoever for Whoever hires them. You guys want them to do your commercial whites? They're good. White lab, I could, I could see White Labs uh, in that kind of rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> do something funky for you. Techno, the yeast getting down again. Yeah. The yeast rapping. I'd love it if your, I'd love it if your banners had like a dancing Mike White on the. Uh, <laughs> we used to have a dancing yeast uh, character. But you did? Yeah. It just wasn't as popular. But uh, uh, well, <laughs> little yeast. You know, I got it was like a little as, yeast as, character, but uh, but only Chris White liked it. <laughs> it, it was funky. No, it's funky. But uh, brewers, homebrewers, they they like a little more seriousness <laughs> with their beer. As we're yeah, that's why this is a serious oh, show tonight. Yes, that's why we're being very serious. Yeah, it's funny because as the show's gone on, the White brothers are like, you could definitely tell they're brothers. It's like my brother and I. They look at you. You're like, like. Chris is looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about right now? Occasionally, he's just, he's giving me the cutoff sign, like, shut the heck up. (laughs) What he's doing right now. Wasting your money buying We're going to go and plate this room, so uh, we're going to get some gas. (laughs) And we're going to get some uh, cell counts. Yeah, yeah, uh, let's plate these flies. Yes, can we plate the flies? Uh, what was that, Chris? You got to speak in the mic. Chris, it's the show. You got the microphone. Still on the air. Still on the air. There you go. Now he just looked at you like you're his brother. He's going to punch you, Sully. I'm Michael White. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised that the students didn't call in more? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's intimidating to call into the show sometimes. A lot of people, they say in radio there's these uh, weird statistics about uh, how many listeners you have mm-hmm. compared to how many participate in the show, and it's really a very, very small number of people that will participate. Well, we had a JP yeah. Yeah. in our class. Oh yeah, and we. Oh, I was going to call. I thought it was going to call. So uh, maybe he thought we were making fun of him. We made fun of him. Oh JP. yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. You guys had a. Oh, oh, you mean Portland, his name was JP? Yeah, his name Portland was JP. JP. Oh, I thought you we meant you had a class clown. No, we weren't talking about the JP from the well, JP we all make fun of. Ah, we were yeah. talking about our <laughs> JP right. that we're allowed to make fun so of. So maybe ours. JP thought we were. No, I doubt it. But hopefully he was, uh, he just emailed me yesterday like he's ready for the show. All right. Well, he if he's listening, up. call now. Well, if he doesn't call in the next couple of minutes, because we'll still be on, then there's always next time. You guys will be. Back. And the phone oh, number yeah. is eight 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 four zero one beer. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Pretty easy uh, to do that. All right. Make sure that you go and you buy your vials of white light. Steph, stop looking at me like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Steph, what's going on over there, honey? The are you looking at him like that? I'll tell you what. The two of you must practice your miserable looks because <laughs> you are you both got it down. When you want to look miserable, the two of you really look miserable. I'm not miserable. I'm having a great no, time. No, not right now. But I'm miserable. Like, when you got you here, really <laughs> you bo- yeah. Well, just there you did. Now you look. Now you're smiling because I woke you up. But a second ago, well, were you looking at him like? Yeah. Do you guys know? When, uh, when, when Stephanie gets tired, she cry. You can see it. She's like, she's she has not been involved in the show for the last hour. Yeah. Well, she's working the chat. And that's what we appreciate. There that. were a lot of questions though, so people were really into the show. Good. Uh, make sure you buy your uh, vials of White Labs yeast from Beer Beer or More you. Beer. Every time you buy one, we enter your name into a hat for our Great American Beer Festival all-expense-paid trip giveaway, courtesy of More Beer, WhiteLabs.com, uh, TheBrewingNetwork.com, and the Great American Beer Festival. They haven't plugged me yet on the wrap-up here. Uh, you know, I was fascinated last night that you got up and gave your speech, and you didn't once mention <laughs> 563 Second Street, just two blocks from uh, You know, i got to tell you something. This is the way it works, Justin. Okay. 
My mere presence exudes two one aism. I see. Chris White, well, because the name of his damn company is on his, you know, his name. Yeah. But he just doesn't say his name. I. It's just me. I kind of was pissed at the it. at the beer chef because he like he, like wanted to take the mic from you and stuff. He should have. And, and there was even a point where like he he started describing watermelon funk and you're like, well, I want to talk about that, and he's like, no, I'm talking about it. And I was. I thinking, don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, and I was, and I, he probably made the right decision. Yeah. But me, I'm a Sully fan, so I was like, well, I, I really Were you there? I don't even remember like, you being there. the drunk bastard uh, talk. Shat and I totally crashed it. There weren't even seats for us. We, like, pulled up extra chairs, and, yeah, we crashed your party. I'm glad. It was fun. We had fun. We to- but I should have stopped talking, honestly. You and I talked for, like, 20 minutes at the event. <laughs> and and then once at the urinal, oh, no. too. Your table was the fun table, though. I, my I table kept, is... I kept coming back to that table. Let me tell you something. My table is always the fun table. <laughs> all right? I don't well, care where so we are. so brother. Yeah. It's always the fun table. You got all nervous. You got all self-conscious at the pisser. We're both at the urinal. Different ones, of course. I don't And <laughs> We usually started, share them. That's why I was yeah. pissed. And you were like, you know, am I doing okay? I'm worried. And I was like, no, you're fine. It's great. Don't worry about it. I, hey, I got to tell you, Justin, I don't even remember that. Any of that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, president of a company. There you go. Anyway, let's just say something embarrassing now so I feel better. <laughs> Sully's not so... Uh, <laughs> there you go. Just have Mike say some stuff. Mike, um, as a doctor, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, listening to the show. Uh-huh. And, and uh, for all the doctors out there. Yeah. And uh, I could tell a few stories about the real doctor. <laughs> I bet you could. <laughs> we uh, might do a, a show. whole show. The chat room is getting smaller and yeah, smaller. We're not going that's to do fine. that. This is the point in the show where uh, I guess I should tell people there's a stop button on your media player, and you should hit it when you <laughs> stop enjoying the program. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're back next week with Chris Graham. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and there will be JP. some other surprises hanging out. The Real JP will be back in the studio. Shat will be here uh, serving beer, I'm sure, doing something exciting. There was a new chapter in the uh, Crazy Bitch Saga with Shat. But, uh, I wish I would have heard what? that. What? I can't tell. It's the serious show. I'm not allowed to tell any You're more crazy next week. stories Good about job. people. And uh, I have to keep it. T- I tried a new segment. I thought that this Brewcaster Adventures segment would be would be a hit, and uh, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> so uh, you don't get to hear about the new chapter in Shat's Crazy Bitch story. Can we do ten minutes next week? I don't know. I don't think so. We'll see. The chat room wants it. Uh, the listeners dictate how the show goes. We'll Inquiring see. minds want to know. We'll see what happens in the forum. If you're a new user, you can uh, go to our forum and join up, and there's a bunch of people there just like you. They're all beer geeks like me and like you and like Chris White over there, and uh, you can talk beer and you can make fun of each other, and it's really a good time. It's, uh, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the best forum on the interweb. Absolutely. And uh, because we let you do whatever you want, and uh, as long as you don't act like a jerk, we let you stick around. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're looking for a more uh, uh, comprehensive and serious forum, you can go to the More Beer Beer Forum, which has been around a lot longer than us. You can mess around over there, and you can also find a bunch of good information. Mike McDowell, yes. I think, frequents the More Beer Forum. He's on that one. Okay. All the time. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Whites. Always a pleasure. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for hanging Whitelabs.com. Yeah, check it out. Whitelabs.com. <laughs> Join the customer club. Mike. 
Dr. Mike, Dr. Chris, oh, Dr. I, Stephanie. I want a Mike. Dr. Justin. I want a Mike doll. Dr. Dr. Chris. Pull the string. <laughs> Will Mike you guys puppet. get that in the store soon? A Mike White <laughs> yeah, doll we need one. that has just little quotes, little things. Right. It has the pause that he taught. <laughs> He's got the pause. Yeah. The pause. <laughs> I'm right. knowledge. Pause and talk. Pause and talk. Uh, what else do I have to say on here? Oh, yeah, buy books and stuff from the store. Buy Brew Your Own Magazine, which is a great magazine. It helps you and it helps us. Uh, they help us out for everyone you buy. So uh, do that. It's a good mag. Click those ads that rhyme with frugal. And listen, visit and support our sponsors because they're the ones who make this show happen for you. And uh, they deserve your appreciation. Go check them out. Uh, you can go to Northern Brewer. You can go to More Beer. You can go to White Labs. You can go to Fermentation. App. You can go to the 21st-amendment.com. Uh, lots of great sponsors out there, and they really make this thing happen. So support the people who bring this show to you. We'll see you next week. Cheers, everybody. Bye, cans. Bye, cans. Out. Mike White's wife is gone. He's allowed to talk about cans again. <laughs> Mike White. Out. <laughs>